Hello, this is Do Go On. I'm Matt Stewart. And I'm Taran Jayamana. And uh, we're in Sydney. And uh, we're about to be in Brisbane. And we're doing live shows. They're called Dry Dryer. And also, who knew with Matt Stewart in both those cities? And you can get details at mattstewartcomedy.com. Anything else you want to tell the good listeners that do go on, Saran? Well, the whole point of this was you thought that it might be more engaging if you had a different voice. But you've said most of the information. So, hey, come see us in Sydney and Brisbane. Yeah, that was engaging. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching. <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalised results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI, Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also not just write it, but read it too. <laughs> And edit it. <laughs> hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music or ebooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. <laughs> <laughs> and you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Welcome to another episode of Do Go On. My name is Jess Perkins and as always I'm here with Matt Stewart. Hello Matt. Hey Jess, so good to be here. Obviously Dave is still missing. (laughs) We we continue our half-hearted search to find him um, and we wish him well wherever he is Oh, we wish him all the best. All the best. Um, Dave, if you're listening, get in touch little buddy. Yeah, if you want to. If you want to. Hey, no pressure. And also remember to get me a magnet from wherever you are. That's Fantastic. Uh, that's the rule. But, Matt, we are not alone, thank God, because that would end so badly. Dave left his two tiny shoes here and we've got – because they're, they're tiny in size, but yeah. they're large in spirit. That's right. So we've got two large-spirited but small-hooved yeah. guests today. It narrows down who we can get, yeah, really, doesn't it, does. it? Yeah, There was, in the end, only two that fit the bill. That's right. And they are Joel Dusher and Cass Page from the Sands Pants Radio Network. Welcome. Oh, it's lovely to be in this here shoe. I feel like Cinderella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's great to be here. Uh, collectively, we could be known as Dave too. Yes. Yeah. Mm. Or New Dave, we will also answer to. New Dave. Yeah. Yeah, I might, I might just collectively refer to both of you as New Dave. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's fine. And we'll respond. Yeah. In unison. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing creepy about that. <laughs> um, yeah, thank you so much for coming. Um, look, I mean, you return guests. You guys know how this 
this show works, but I'll explain how it does anyway. Fantastic. For new listeners. For new listeners who maybe are like, who are this Matt and Jess? I wish they'd shut up. More Cass and Dusha. <laughs> yeah. Um, Who's uh, Dave? Should we be worried? Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> no is the No. Everything's fine. Well, you mm. love him, so you've let him go. Yeah. Exactly. If he comes back, he was yours. We're hoping that he'll come back. <laughs> um, because. Well, uh, yeah, hope strong. Yeah. I mean, we, we're, we'd be fine if he came yeah. back. We'd be all right I'm with not that. against the idea. Yeah, I'm not against him You'd coming back. You'd be medium on his return. <laughs> yeah. It has been fun, though, to uh, meet new people. It has been fun to meet new people. Speaking of new people, two returning guests. Yeah, exactly. We've had all... Strangers come on to replace him. Um, yeah. That's not true. We've gone for great friends and uh, and colleagues. Mm. Um, unlike Dave, <laughs> bad friend, bad colleague. <laughs> He's fucked off for six weeks. What a dog. Here we are trying to do everything. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't realise how much he did. He does so much. <laughs> we are panicking yeah. nonstop. Please, <laughs> Dave, not, come I'm back. I'm so please. fucking tired, Dave. <laughs> Dave. Dave. <laughs> <laughs> We're trying to play cool, but we need you, Dave. We need your tiny tush. <laughs> New Dave's trying their best, but <laughs> we can fit the shoes, but not the tush molds. <laughs> Nobody can fit that tush. Anyway, how this show works is one of the three of us, <laughs> Dave's the third one usually. Um, we go away, we research a topic usually suggested by a listener. We come back, we report to the other two. And um, and they sit quietly and uh, listen respectfully, mm. and we don't go on any silly riffs. And <laughs> oh, um, we're, I'm excited few. to have um, four of us on the podcast today. So a a rare treat. Oh. Um, so I might shut up a little bit as well. Yeah. Um, and just and just <laughs> let yeah. you guys enjoy. Yeah, that was my plan too. Okay. Oh, you. you were like, yeah, Jess. No. <laughs> yeah, Jess. No, yeah. no, 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 no. If no. anything, less Matt, more Jess. Yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. All I, right. I really don't want the three of you to shut up at all. Please <laughs> all get involved. We'll, we'll rip you to death. Yeah. Good luck getting the story out. Yeah. Hey, that's how I want it to be. <laughs> so normally we ask a question to get on topic. You three kind of know what the topic is already because it's a sequel to the last time you were here. So I'm, but I'm going to ask another question just because there's still points up for grabs. Oh, Ooh. yeah, yeah. You as far as we points. know, there is someone still keeping score yeah. on a Reddit thread somewhere or something. Yeah. Yep. So, I, we just get an email update every now and then. Saying, yes. hey, here's oh, that's the, nice. Yeah, oh, here's the right. scores, yeah. That's what I assumed Reddit was, an email oh, update buddy. every now and then. <laughs> oh, buddy. Are you gaslighting me right I'm now? I'm not <laughs> gaslighting you. He doesn't know what gaslighting is. Okay. <laughs> All right, so the question is. Our uh, names are buzzers. Uh, just whoever starts talking. My, is. Jess's name is my buzzer. <laughs> <laughs> Question my is. My buzzer is Dave. Okay. My buzzer is also Jess. <laughs> Question is New York City is known as the Big Apple. What are three of the common nicknames for Paris? These are the three that topped all the lists. I found all City these listicles. Yes, that's one. Jay Paris. <laughs> no, you're out. All right. Damn it. Cass. City of Lights. Yes. Oh. City of Light. Yep. I'll pay that. La baguette ronde. <laughs> Is that one? Uh, I think she was clearing her throat. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, City Love, City Lights. What else is there? They're all this? they're all in English. These three as well. Okay. Uh, is it another there city? Of? It's not a city of. Ah. I'm going to throw it open a douche with a clue. It's also the nickname of one of Melbourne's uh, famous shopping centres. Oh, the fashion capital. The fashion capital, that's right. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> I never would have got that. 
Can you lay your chest and ripped it off? Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was Milan. Yeah, I always think of Milan, Milan as the fashion yeah. capital. Milan is where it's happening. Yeah. I'll never let go of the fact that Chadston gave themselves that title. So good. They, that's like their tagline. What do you yeah. call yourself? You can pick. What are you calling yourself? <sighs> fashion capital. Yes. <laughs> I think. See, I call um, myself the city of love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I get that. Mm, I get that. That's yeah, nice, it's, actually. It's a vibe I'm radiating yeah, constantly. Yeah. I'll be a fashion you. lowercase. Oh. I, I don't have the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's <laughs> I'm good. so busy. That's good. The okay. fashion casual. Oh, that's better. That's mm. so much better. Damn, I wish I was clever you've, like Matt. You've locked in lowercase. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and the fashion lowercase. Oh, well. So, on episode 348, when Jess was away, mm. uh, we had Dusha and Cass come in and hear about the 1907 Peking to Paris motor race. This week we're doing the sequel about the 1908 New York to Paris motor race. Uh, Dusha sort of alluded to it. I, I don't know how much I knew about it. And I think you knew a little bit about it and you mentioned at the end of that episode. Yeah, so I actually said this to you off mic, but I'll repeat it to the audience. Uh, <laughs> it's important so, that you give context. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. We, so we have heard this before. BTS. Uh, uh, yeah, this is... <laughs> Just so they know that we knew. Yeah, yeah. yeah. we knew. So this you knew, tent. and now the listeners know, and now they're also getting a peek behind the curtain that we did start talking before we hit record. This is something and they after. teach you in radio, but obviously not at Sans Pants. You don't have to let people know that you spoke about it off air No, nah, definitely not. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a waste of time and words. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but what you should you do if use, someone does do you that. You use that information yeah. to your advantage. So if somebody was just like, oh, yeah, I've just come from Milan, the fashion capital, <laughs> on air, you'd be like, and where have you come from? Yeah. And they go, oh, I've come from, oh, amazing. Yeah, you know? it's you more know? efficient. Totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah but so do, do, she doesn't Makes for better fine. radio and entertainment. You've got to make sure you're not saying things that don't need to be said. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. right. At Sandspence, they just simply teach us to zig when the uh, <laughs> people are expecting you to zag. So therefore, yeah. it's constantly uh, causing conflict. Uh, yeah. Which yeah. is yeah. You, you threw to me because you knew I'd already answered this. I alluded that you, it was <laughs> yeah. great, great podcasting. Yeah. But I think the most important thing is that I um, told everyone about that and yeah. we're still talking about it now. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> that's true. We're on topic and that's rewarding for every listener. <laughs> So, back to your question, Matt. Uh, as I did answer before. Uh, <laughs> giving me uh, no chance to edit that last minute of bullshit out. I would say that I probably, out of 10, know this story between a 1 and a 1.5. Okay. Okay. So, Ooh. I just knew that it happened and that I think the my knowledge of a range from reading of like reading that a race happened and me yep. thinking that's a long distance and seems like a bad idea did they have cars in 1908 <laughs> yeah probably wow i don't know history and then moved on yeah right. Right. I, I like that reading about a car race and being like wait did cars exist hmm <laughs> Probably. Yeah. That's an easy thing mm. to Google, but I won't. Yeah. So this is the year after the peaking to Paris. Yes, it's the following year. They were like, great idea, round two. Yeah, let's do that again. <laughs> so this was suggested by Travis Alexander from Gulfport in Mississippi in the United States. Kendrick Dube or Jube from Hanover in Germany. Alana Antunes from Brampton, I'm not sure where. And Karen Brayheimer from Portland. I'd just like to personally say thank you to every single one of those people. Yes. I mean, I, well, I'm always surprised by how great our listeners' names say, are. Yeah. Kendrick good, Jube. Oh, oh my oh, God. So that's good. really good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Holy freaking hell. <laughs> Someone's got clever parents. Yeah. Yes. Uh, so you might have noticed that both of these races finished in 
Paris. Yeah, mm. City of Love, City of Lights, fashion capital. That's right. That's where you want to end a race. Then you can find love, see some lights, and uh, get a new fit. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and this is because France was really at the center of the world's automaking in the early 1900s. Hmm. You think of France, you think of cars. Big well, time. That's why it should be called the fashion capital. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I would have done. Yeah, that's that what would I would have done. Way more sense. If they're the car, if they're the fashion capital, why not start there? Yeah. yeah. Wouldn't you want to get a good car from Gay Paris? Mm. Wait, Grand Prix is a French term, isn't it? Yeah. yeah the Grand Whoa. Prix. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I guess that makes sense. I guess I'd never actually put two and two together. I, yeah, I didn't mm. either. I didn't. I you think of Germany and yeah. cars and America, and Australia, Ford v Holden. Oh. Bathurst. Mount Panorama. Rocky, King of the Mountain. (laughs) Dick Johnson. Any chance to bring him up? All of this came up in the last episode. Yeah, great. (laughs) Which I've just been listening to to try and catch up. Is it good to live the episode now? It's fun. Well, Dick Johnson definitely had Casco. That's... That's two penises. Yeah, that was fun. Penis. Yeah, yeah it, it, that I, all Double that was dog. going through my head. Yeah. <laughs> mm. I think well, I knew it, I, I think like, said this. If, if pe- people haven't heard it, yeah, definitely listen to three forty-eight first. Um, yeah. You'll as hear, Jess has just done. Yeah. <laughs> and you get to hear what just happened then. Yeah. Again, but yeah. in the past, it all makes sense. It'll be so fun. Uh, so, the in France, the idea of city to city races was very popular. Julie M. Fenster has written a great book about the event called Race of the Century, the heroic true story of the 1908 New York to Paris auto race. Race heroic. of the Century. So they just completely discounted the one before. They're like, eh. Yeah, because I personally, I, I mean, this one is a longer, bolder race, but I think the 1907 peaking to Paris was a better romp. I think, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Higher romp factor. Yes. But, um, I mean... It's also good. So, yeah, phrase of the century, huge call. Calling it heroic is also good because it's like these drivers are heroes for volunteering to do this thing they didn't have to do. Yeah, exactly. The benefits them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> heroes. Mm. Yeah, and really it benefited the car industry. And I think a lot of people would now go, oh, cars being dominant around the world maybe isn't the best thing, but. <laughs> I mean, yeah, what do you want to do? Horse- go back to horse and cart. Yeah. Kind Original of. horse Actually, power. Be sick. Yeah. Have Whoa. you seen Brendan Fraser's horse? It's <gasps> freckly. It's a beautiful yeah. beast. His name is Pechas, which is Spanish for freckles. <laughs> oh, it's so cute. What a what a freaking steed that is. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I hope someone describes me as a freaking steed. One yeah. day. <laughs> uh, anyway, according to Fenster, in these early 1900s city to city races in France. Competitors drove at a frantic pace from one point to another, from Paris to the city of Bordeaux, for example, in some of the most sizzling race action ever seen. That is a great sentence. (laughs) I will also say Bordeaux, great word. Anytime something is like a dark red, I describe it as a Bordeaux and it it amplifies my conversation. (laughs) It makes me a better person to talk to. It takes it up a notch. Like, Audibly oh, aesthetically, if yeah. I'm like, oh, I love your shoes. Like, mm, <laughs> could I grab one in the Bordeaux, please? Oh, yeah. shut up. Yeah, love that. <laughs> but don't. Please keep talking. <laughs> yeah. It's better than like, oh, the wine-coloured one. Is that? Does it come in Bordeaux? Bordeaux. <laughs> oh, that's good. Mm. 
Uh, Fenster continues, French roads were exceptionally good due to the country's mild weather and engineering tradition, so drivers lived the dream of going as fast as they wanted <laughs> or could over varied terrain. Mm, city of roads, they don't call it for that for no reason. <laughs> That's right. Auto races were hailed as pioneers for going 30 or even 40 miles per hour. Jesus Christ. But 19th century cows, dogs and pedestrians proved less successful in facing traffic at those speeds. Race fans enthusiastically judge city-to-city races according to the average miles per hour of the winners. Everyone else, however, judged each race by how many bystanders had been killed along the way. (laughs) What? (laughs) Yeah, that's how we should judge everything. What's the body count? Is it golf rules? (laughs) (laughs) Well, yeah, I guess. I mean, oh... Basketball rules. Yeah, imagine if it was basketball <laughs> rules. <laughs> two, two points for every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three if it was a long range <laughs> <Yeah>. day. <laughs> From downtown. From the perimeter. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's a grim factor, I reckon. Yeah, that is, it is tricky to figure out if it would be golf or basketball rules, though, because if it is... Because, look... If you distance yourself from the loss of human life, if lots of people <laughs> die, task. it is, I would say, again... Not personally, but that does add an excitement factor. Like, 10 people died. 100 people died. My God, what a race. So it's bowling rules. <laughs> <laughs> there's there's a, p- a pedestrian on either side of the road. They're like, how are we going <laughs> to get fully spare here? <laughs> you got to drift around. Yeah, that's drifting. Only the most skilled drivers yeah. can... Okay. Uh, anyway, unsurprisingly, France outlawed these city-to-city races within its borders, which is why racetrack racing came into vogue. Uh, just in case the mics are picking up those power tools. I reckon they might be yeah. at this point. Uh, yeah, it was a bit more subtle before. We're in, uh, we're in the new Stupid Old Studios and finishing touches are happening. We were told it would be a quiet day in here today. Uh, which I guess it's all relative. Well, it is. Yeah. Like, the, the power tools are not in this room. No. They're not even on this floor of the building. It's They're upstairs to immediately above us. <laughs> in yes. terms of being in an active construction zone, yeah, this is pretty quiet. <laughs> yeah, this isn't bad. I'm, I'm, I listen to podcasts all the time where the hosts talk about noises that you can't hear. So I'm always like, will they pick it up? But, yeah, that is that pretty That one, loud. I think, yeah. maybe. Because I'm sitting next to you, and when that goes, sometimes I can't quite hear right. you. And <laughs> the couch we're sitting on is moving from the vibration. <laughs> that bit I'm okay with. <laughs> we started on the other side of the room. <laughs> Having our own race. <laughs> Oh, we miss Dave. <laughs> yeah, we've found that we get a bit looser without Dave. He's in some sort of anchor point. Dave is down. Never stiff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we no, miss Dave, you, Dave. Come back, Dave please. knows where, where to end silly. Yeah. And we don't always know where to end silly. The episodes have got longer since he's gone away. <laughs> yeah, you've invited two terrible guests if you want to tone oh, down no. the silly. Um, <laughs> there is something at work known as the douche goodbye. Um, which do you know about this? Oh yeah, I do. Okay, oh, what <laughs> a way to imagine, find out. yeah, um, on we, another podcast, what? which is you know where if so Joel will go to say goodbye to someone and then you might come into the room fifteen minutes later is still there. Yeah, he yeah. might be out the door with his bag. I found out what the douche goodbye was because I was told that I did it. Mm. <laughs> oh, okay. you're in trouble. <laughs> you need a Dave. <laughs> <laughs> we need a Dave. 
No, that little it, tush won't save you now. <laughs> we got that, two feet in the shoes. In that exact instance, I I'm the I'm the anti doucher in that. Mm. I'm a hooroo out the door. Yeah. I respect that greatly. Yeah, yeah I can't do it. Can't do it. Can't I, do understand, it. I understand. Cass and I once got stuck saying goodbye to each other for nearly two hours and it was just us two. <laughs> yeah, we, we got stuck in a loop. I think maybe once, was it once during COVID, we ended a Zoom work call and we got stuck on the Zoom for two more hours. Yeah. <laughs> That's amazing. It was pretty good. It's well, nice so to catch like up. A, yeah, Reconnect. you had a nice chat by the sounds yeah. of it. Yeah, you just stand in a doorway or on the Zoom call, yeah, yeah. Mm. Um, holding your bag, yeah. holding the keys in your hand. Yeah. Hovering over the cl- end call button. Yeah, <laughs> the whole time. <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah. Get a bit of RSI. Anyway, Matt, I'll be a Dave. Uh, do go on. Oh, thank you so <laughs> much. Um, so, yeah, so unsurprisingly, France has outlawed these races. They're, the body counts were getting too high. They're like, yeah. let's, let's try this are- new idea, these tracks, <laughs> which as we learned in the last episode, the first one was in Melbourne. Whoa. Remember yeah. it was in yeah. Morty Alec or something, I think. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, th- these race track races came into vogue. Uh, and this is what the Parisian newspaper Le Matter was railing against <laughs> when it set up and sponsored the Peking to Paris race in 1907. In 1908, Le Matter was ready to sponsor an even bigger race. That's <laughs> when they paired up with the New York Times to sponsor this one. It's funny that looking at the 1907 race, they're like, fuck, great call, everyone. Let's do it again, but bigger. This yeah. is yeah. Jurassic Park would happen. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. The, this is, it's not... It, the future is... It's yeah. <laughs> exciting, I'll tell you that. <laughs> but I guess if... Previous to 1907, everyone was just dying all the time every time they raced a car. In 1907, everything went wrong and there was no deaths. Maybe, I guess, it was a step up. Like, I didn't even realize that. Like, if you're measuring races on how many people die, and then in 1907 you go cross-continent in a car and no one dies, you're like, this must be the future of racing. Yeah, yeah. That is If you're playing really golf good. rules, yeah. yeah, that's like an impossible <laughs> round. What do you score? Zero. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Didn't take a single shot. Lame. <laughs> just, it just kept going in the hole. The wind blew it from the first tee into the first hole, then to the second tee, and I was crazy. kept running after it. <laughs> Wish I had my camera on Come me. It was back, crazy. <laughs> I know we're doing great, but I'd like to be involved. I'd, I'd love a swing. Greg Norman's I'd running it down. <laughs> Wait, does this still count for me? <laughs> uh, so, yeah. So, Le Matter, the, the prison newspaper, they, they heard the idea from one of the guys who ends up in the race, who I'll talk about soon. And they're like, yeah, great idea. This is outrageous. Let's do it. And then after hearing about it a bit, the New York Times like, we want to be involved in this as well. Um, even though it was even back then, it was meant to be like a bit more of a serious newspaper, and they normally wouldn't create their own news like this, <laughs> which is basically what's going on. They're mm. like, we're going to make this event and then report on it yeah. every day for months, um, which was a bit tacky and tabloidy. But mm. uh, they like sunk they pulled it off for this, yeah. We're still talking about it now. Yeah. My God. According to Karen Abbott, who I'll uh, mention a lot, she wrote an article for the Smithsonian, which a lot of the people who suggested it said this is a good article on it. So I I uh, quote her quite a bit. Hmm. Uh, and she wrote, the proposed route would take the drivers across the United States, including through areas with very few paved roads, and then head north through Canada, then through Alaska, 
She and a lot of the other um, resources said, turn left at Alaska. <laughs> and I think, I think the book, they, she wrote that in the book. Um, uh, Fenster wrote that in the book and everyone's just quoted it. I'm like, you mean go west? It's left. So, it's so weird to turn left. What if they're coming in from a different no, angle no, turn or something? Left. Turn left. But I've seen Alaska. Wouldn't I, I guess it depends on where you're standing. But to me, left is the ocean. Yes. Oh well, yeah. That's uh, that. That's that was probably the most audacious part <laughs> of this of this idea of the race. Um, so yeah, they, they turn left at Alaska. <laughs> Okay, then, if you see Alaska, turn left. If you hit the ocean, you've gone too, gone too far. far. No, but you, you know, there's that. There's at the smallest part, you'll get to the Bering Strait, the smallest gap between Alaska and Russia. And the races organizers started the race in winter so that the cars could drive over the frozen water connecting North America to Russia. Yeah, that I think was the. 0.5 of the 1.5 right. I knew. I knew that driving on ice was involved, right. which seems... Driving on ice means something different now. <laughs> a lot of truck drivers do that. Yeah. Ice truckers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, ice yeah, road truckers. Yeah, 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 that's what you mean. Yeah, yeah, you can watch it on 7 Mate. Yeah, I love 7 Mate. It's <laughs> seven my favourite channel. Shows about it. <laughs> my favourite channel, I love 7 Mate. It's made just for me and the boys. <laughs> Mate. Mate. What is it? What's the girl channel? Uh, well, there's... Gem, <laughs> lots of renovation shows on Gem. There's ten. I fucking peach. love it. Ten Peach. Yeah, there You're we go. You're thinking of Nine Life. Am I? Uh, which is the Reno Show Channel, which love. I love. That's I my love favorite Nine Life. Show. You know, my favorite show is uh, House Hunters, preferably oh. international. Well, that's handy oh, for you because that's on <laughs> at all times. Yeah, <laughs> every day. <laughs> I know. So amazingly, the initial idea for this race was tr- tr- to travel from New York to Paris without the use of a boat. <laughs> Firstly, when if you think of New York to Paris, you go, oh, you mean heading east? That's the sort of the quickest route, but that's all ocean. Yeah. It's like, no, no, we're going the long way, <laughs> the land way. Oh, there's still water to cross. Now we're going to wait till it freezes. Oof. I, Briefly and theoretically. Yeah. Because yeah. when I think ocean, I don't think it's frozen unless I'm thinking top of the globe or bottom of the globe, the yeah. ice caps. Yeah, yeah. If I'm thinking frozen bit of ocean, I'm like, but not all the way down. Like, that's yeah, just yeah, a little yeah. shell in the Cadbury cream egg of the globe. That's right. That's yeah. so easy to crack open. That's mm. the creme brulee. Mm. It is, you know. It might feel firm, but a, just a little tap of a spoon will crack oh, it. Simply a tap will shatter it to, to <laughs> reveal the gooey deliciousness to <laughs> know. <laughs> so good. So anyway, we've crossed the Bering Strait. Oh, they did it? No, no, this is... This is oh, we've that's covered it. We've yeah, covered yeah. it. Oh, imagine. Oh, yeah, they're pretty much on the home straight now. <laughs> yeah. So they crossed yeah. it, that was fine. Nothing happened. So. <laughs> Nothing happened, no one died. We were boring. Yeah. In fact, <laughs> no names are even listed. It just went well. It just yeah. went really well and everyone yeah, had not, a good time. Not really noteworthy in many <laughs> ways. Not sure why we're talking about it. <laughs> everyone does it now. <laughs> they're driving across ice. Ice that is only partially ice because it obviously like they're either on icebergs which can float or it's frozen connecting but cars are hot cars are hot and they have hot coming out the back of them yeah which means ice is going to make the car stop working or the cars are going to make the ice stop working yeah (laughs) Yeah, Um, they're natural enemies the hot and the cold aren't they God, isn't that beautiful? Cass, you're getting bogged down in someone. They just, they get across it. We're Sorry, not sure I, how I that. Somehow they're going to get across it. Uh, and Abbott continues, from there, the course led through Siberia. So it gets easier. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh, through areas that no one had ever travelled by car. <laughs> yeah. I mean, how hard can it be? Where we're going, we won't need no roads or whatever that quote is. Great uh, Scott. Before heading into the final stretch, 
where it gets a little easier. Moscow, St. Petersburg, Berlin, and Paris. Yeah. The further they go, the better the roads get. Yeah. Overall, 22,000 miles. Jesus Christ. Uh, 35,000 Ks. Oof. Uh, a trek in an age when the horse was considered more reliable than the horseless carriage, which is what cars were known as at the time. A horseless, horseless carriage. carriage. Mm. Yeah. So they were saying a horse would be better. Yeah, to cross the ocean. At the average person, <laughs> horses can swim. They can swim. Cars I can't swim. Think yeah, yeah. horses can, can swim. swim. No. Hmm? Yeah. Really? Yeah. How? I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure they do like are, a. It's it's like little sticks under a potato. How would uh, you do that's that? That's a good point. I thought that. Horses sure seen them in a swim, kind thinking, of like a dog swims. Yeah, which uh, yeah I'm thinking I've seen horses in water, but it's probably them crossing rivers where they can walk. Yeah, maybe it's more like a hippo swims, which is just walk on the bottom <laughs> of the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. But hippos have little chunky legs. Like they, I feel like a hippo's leg would push a fair amount of water back, whereas a horse, I feel, would just slice oh, through the water. Yeah. And the We're water thinking would of have- seahorses. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we are, yeah. No, that's yeah, where we yeah. went wrong. Yeah. Cool. Damn it. I'm going to just quickly Google can horses swim, but probably what I'm thinking of is them walking through rivers that are not as tall as them. Yeah. Well, I thought waters were scared of horse. Um, you know what yeah, I mean. Yeah, waters yeah. were scared You're, of horse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, you I don't think they are. Take a water to horse, but you can't <laughs> make it <laughs> not okay, fear first it. Thing, cats, cats. First thing cats is, are scared of water, right? Can horses swim? The next thing is, can horses eat bananas? So Ooh. obviously, I'll be looking that up next. Okay, yep. yep. The answer is yes, horses can indeed swim. In fact, they're actually very competent swimmers due to their huge lungs, which enable them to naturally float. Oh, there you go. <gasps> That's sick. I was focusing on the wrong bit. I was thinking of the kickers, not the floaters. And mm. they, just by instinct, when they hit sort of deep water where they. Um, their hands, uh, their hands, yeah. <laughs> their hooves aren't on the you know the bottom of a river. They uh, instinctively like they do like a paddle, which isn't too dissimilar to to a trotting action. Oh. So they, they paddle like dogs. You're yeah. right. Gorgeous. Now, can they eat bananas? Yes. Let's have a look. Mm-hmm. Can horses eat bananas? Mm-hmm. Let's uh, find out. Almost any fruits and many vegetables are safe treats for healthy horses. <laughs> Apples what if and my carrots are traditional favourites. You can safely <laughs> offer your horse raisins, grapes, bananas, strawberries, cantaloupe, or other melons. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, so that's big good. melon fans. Do you I think when an animal gets bigger, more food is allowed. I was looking up, there was a possum I was trying to become friends with. Sure. It kept trying to jump into my room, but I didn't want that, but I wanted it to still like me. Yeah. It kept slamming into my bedroom window trying to get in, which okay. was not that's, good. No, that's scary. But trying to look up what I could feed them, and I found like a, something from Hillsville Sanctuary, and they were like, okay, one almond every three days. They're too small. They can't handle a lot of extra food. But wow. if you get too small, then they can eat anything again. Rats, ants. Oh, it's because they can only have one little nibble. They're like, oh, I couldn't possibly have any more. Mm, yeah, that's okay. what the rats in my house say. So big, you're saying bigger the animal, not only larger variety of food they can eat, but also quantity. Quantity of treat more similar to that of a human. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're learning so much today. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, back to the horseless carriages. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, that's why we got into horses. So the New York to Paris race was supposed to be and is still largely considered the greatest race of all time. Even surpassing the prior year's Peking to Paris competition, in which the winner, Italian Prince Scipione Borghese, who enlisted donkeys and mules to pull his car and sipped oily water from its radiator to relieve his thirst. His reward, as discussed in episode 348, was a magnum of champagne. Um, yeah, so and I, I can't help but feel that maybe... Um, I mean, the distance definitely is plays a huge part yeah. in it. Mm. But I also think what plays a big part in it that... Um, and Americans involved in this one. Yeah. 
and it starts in New York mm. and, you know, the internet, everything's, you know, all the stuff I'm reading from is American source and stuff. So, so it's, like, just, it's more relevant to them yeah. as well. Yeah. And that's why I think this is the more famous of the races. Because like I say, I think the Peking race, like babies were saved and all sorts of wild things happened. <laughs> <now, but. laughs> A man scammed his way into coming second. Oh, the greatest... That is the Goddard. best thing I've ever heard. That man is he. We need to study him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you're gonna hear about him again soon. What? Have you, He's what? back. Oh my god, I'm excited. Have you heard of like modern day stuff? Like on TikTok is getting big. They're talking about like being a siren and tapping into dark femininity, and they're like, <laughs> "You're on a. I'm on a weird side of TikTok." They're like, "Women, take your power back. You can do this look, and then anyone will fall for you." And it's like I feel like it's the same thing of trying to pull a Goddard. But we're yeah. just, they're just reframing it. I think it's just confidence. Yeah. They're like <laughs> essentially what it people is. People being like when Marilyn Monroe could do that thing where she could turn it on and people would notice her and she could turn it off. They're like, I can do that. I can teach you. Download my ebook. It's $30. <laughs> <laughs> they just want to be Goddard. Everyone wants to be Goddard. Yeah. Now the, uh, the test, if they, that works or not, is did you buy the book? Not no. yet. <laughs> well, if you didn't buy the book. How alluring were they? Yeah. yeah. They clearly didn't turn it on for the TikTok. No. Which is either a big mistake or they're full of shit. <laughs> Imagine they do, oh, yeah, should I have oh, turned it on for that shit? Yeah, that's embarrassing, interesting. I mean, I did watch a lot of the TikToks just being like, I just want to know a bit more about it. I'm not going to do it. Yeah. Oh, did they get me? <laughs> Seems like they did. To put the undertaking in perspective, just how ridiculous it was, a New York importer at the time named Carlton Mabley said, the cars will have to climb mountains several times to an altitude of over 10,000 feet and drop down the sides of mountain ranges on passes and roads that are well nigh impassable, even to the sure-footed beast of burden. The drivers will have to go through rivers, which in many cases will completely cover the wheels and flooring of the car. And the motor will have to do its work at a temperature of 100 degrees as well as at be- at 50 below zero. Oof. I'm Wait. That's in Fahrenheit. Uh, <laughs> Otherwise, they would be dead, I guess. <laughs> yeah, but if that's in Fahrenheit, that's going very low, right? I think it's a weird system. Uh, let me just check what that means. Because 50 below Fahrenheit, I think, is... Their like, zero is an our zero. Yeah, no, I, yeah. Oh, I had to learn that. Sorry. Yeah, no, negative fifty. Negative fifty is negative forty-five, so it's pretty similar. Yeah. Wow, that's super cold. And hundred. <laughs> chilly. Bring a jacket, guys. Hundred thirty-seven. <laughs> so not that hot, but very hot to be in a a car with yeah a primitive car. Yeah. I'm starting to think that horses. Okay, agree now. Could you ride a horse across a river? If horses can oh, swim if and they swimming, float, can you be on them? Yeah, I Probably. mean that's how people cross rivers. Uh, horses. Are you? Do you have yeah, any yeah. bananas at the moment? Hold no, one in front I, of the horse. Yeah, I got to dangle it in front of the horse. Yeah. Mm. And it'll be yeah, like, people, people will ride horses across rivers. You can lead to do a that. horse to water with a banana, <laughs> but can you make it swim across with you on its back? As the old adage yeah. goes. Yeah. Yeah. We never got to the bottom of that. No. no. Um, while this journey today would be incredibly tough, back then it was seen as suicidal. American <laughs> Congressman Jefferson M. Levy said, man can overcome nature to a certain point. Beyond that, he is helpless. The difficulties of the proposed race are so great that I doubt if human beings can surmount them. He's like, it's. I don't think this is even possible. <laughs> A lot of people go, mm-hmm. this is ridiculous. They opened up for people to apply and 
it got a, attention, but everyone was like, oh, that's a funny idea. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Obviously, we won't do it. And I, and some car companies were like, they they said, yeah, we're, we're going to do it. Then the papers would write them up. And then they'd be like, we're obviously not going to do it. <laughs> they just get the free publicity. Yeah, yeah. And that kept happening over and over. Oh, wow. That's crazy. Could you imagine if we announced a big race and then we had like a very high art politician release like some sort of eloquent statement to the same thing? Yeah. That, yeah. that must have been very big. Do we have an eloquent politician at the moment? <laughs> not at the moment. Not ATM. <laughs> but, um, yeah. but, you know, it's a, there's another election in a few years. Yeah, there's a, we can mm. dream. Uh, Only a handful of people had been able to even cross the United States in a car at that point And none of them had done so in winter Which is when this race was occurring Because they needed that ice This was the time they picked the hardest time to do this race Yeah Just so they could The ocean would be frozen The ocean would be frozen And they could drive across it This is just like did anyone actually think the race was going to happen at this point? I I reckon probably from Paris, you know, where they're they're making all these calls. Yeah, the committees over there, mm. they don't probably don't fully understand it. They just did this race. Yeah, the year before that went through Siberia. Yeah, actually, it was even months before because all this talk was happening in 1907 still. <laughs> so they were they were pretty quick onto it. They're like, that was great. Let's go again. Yeah, that was unreal. Not everyone was like that. Bord Gazy, the guy who won the last <laughs> race, was like. Fuck that. <laughs> I'm never doing anything like that again. Fuck that. And, and I fuck would, you for asking. I would honestly, I would deter you from having a crack at this. <laughs> if it's too good for a prince, it's too good for you. Yeah. So, And apparently Italy wanted another racer, so they're going around going, well, last year we, we won with this prince. So they're going around asking all these noblemen and stuff, and they're like, Nah, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah, actually, no way. Probably going to just stick around and eat these Italian feasts. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think I'm busy that, yeah, and you can that year. Go get <laughs> fucked. Yeah. I reckon, yeah. How mm. about, yeah. yeah. Let me yeah. just check with my secretary. Yeah, mm. nah, she says I can't and yeah. fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> How about that? Yeah, not my words. Actually, Sorry. So rude. Yeah, a bit rude. I'll have a word. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Performance. Bit of an meeting. attitude. Yeah. Sleep around, no, good. Yeah. Good, job. <laughs> good, good. Good. Thank you. I love you. <laughs> so the race was to kick off. Uh, on a snowy winter's morning, as it turned out, on <laughs> February the 2nd, 1908, from Times Square in New York City. Does every car this time have a roof? Because that was yeah. something that didn't happen last time. No. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> yeah, that, smart. That would have been crazy, pulling up at the first thing and just having snow falling onto your lap, yeah. being like... Ooh, yeah. should we have? No, no, not no. some of them. None of them had hard roofs anyway. Some of them had like canvas sort of covers. Well, canvas would have stopped snow, but then when the snow melted, that would not have stopped the water. Yeah, yeah. That'd and suck. also uh, glass. They hadn't figured out glass technology <laughs> for windshields. It was seen as dangerous to have a windshield because glass didn't. Like, you know, now it'll yeah. shatter in a safe way. Then it would shatter into shards. <laughs> uh. So they're like, it's not a good idea yeah. to have a glass. So there were no windshields. Yeah. Just have so, whatever hit you hit you. Yeah. <laughs> That's why racing goggles and stuff were a thing, I guess. That makes sense. But one of the cars did have a leather windshield. Oh, which didn't what? go, only went up to chest height. So it shielded the wind. 
but not their. It didn't block their vision, <laughs> at least. So they just would have been. I would imagine they'd be getting blasted almost a harder with the top bit of wind, right? Because yeah, it's bouncing it off the little slope. <laughs> it was like yeah, just sending right. straight into their face. <laughs> yeah, it was angled right into their face. There was a gap from either side. It's it was making funneling like a weird it directly sound. into their eyes. It's kind of flapping a bit, like. <laughs> Did um do you I, I never knew this, I don't know, this might be obvious. It might be funnish, but do you know where Times Square got its name? I did I don't. I, I don't know. I didn't realise either. This is from Fenster's book. Times Square wasn't yet a theatre district like it is now. It wasn't was, billboards? It wasn't all billboards <laughs> and stuff. At the time it was all hotels and there was only one skyscraper there, the New York Times building. And that's mm. where it got its name. Oh. So the newspaper, that was where it was headquartered. Oh. So Times Square is, based, is short for New York Times. There you yeah. go. That's, that makes sense. Yeah, that's I guess, a very it? Yeah. sensible answer. Yeah. 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 Mm. Yeah, that's, that's the kind of thing. It's like, why would we know? Yeah, that's yeah. Just like it still a, is like a such a famous good place. to know. Good yeah. for trivia, because you know I retain everything we talk about on the oh, podcast. So, oh, you simply must. That will uh, that will serve me well in the future. Yeah, yeah. You have the very normal experience of uh, people who've listened to the show reference something you've said, and you remember everything. I remember mm. everything. It's not confusing at all when people say, "Remember when you said this?" and you think, "Are you gaslighting me?" Yeah, <laughs> like, are you gaslighting me? And then they say, "That's not gaslighting." And I say, "I don't know what gaslighting is." <laughs> Um, like a lot of these old timey events, even though they're quite famous, yeah. every article you read has conflicting information. Yeah, good so, stuff. So, you know, I'm, I'm picking and choosing a little bit. Uh, you gotta. The, there were, you know, about all, there's all these entrants coming and going, a lot of them <laughs> never really being serious apparently, but according to Jerry Garrett writing for the Times. That's a trustworthy name. Mm. Jerry yeah. Garrett. And he, and he was, and he wrote an article for the New York Times. Yeah, well, that's so, fair. You know. Yeah. I have not done that, so. No, and I wouldn't trust Yet. you as far as I could throw you. Yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, Yet is also very Yet. important. That's true. Uh, so according to him, 13 cars were entered, but on, uh, only six uh, arrived at the starting line. Seven were no shows. <laughs> Ghosted. Uh, of the six cars, three so were from France. So there could have been thirteen. Could have been thirteen, but yeah. it was six. But it was six. That I'm happier with six, six? than thirteen. Yeah, half D. Yeah, <laughs> just an even number. Or a or a BD. BD. Yeah, <laughs> HD or BD. BD. What's the B? Bakers. BD is thirteen. <laughs> BD got it, 13. Got it, got it, got it, got it, got it. HD. HD half Sorry. does. Half mm. does. Yep, I got it. HD, please. <laughs> uh, so, of the six cars, three were from France. Makes sense. They made up half the race. That was, they were the ones who liked the idea. Yeah, they wanted to go home. Yeah. And then, you know, it's fun to have to catch a ship yeah. to the starting line. <laughs> it's fun <laughs> to leave the finish line to yeah. go to the start to then immediately go back to the finish line. Yeah. In the slowest possible way. Yeah. One was from Germany, one from Italy, and one from the United States. I reckon, though, maybe there is some logic to that because then when you finish the race, you're home. That's true. You don't have to then mm. travel home and you're already exhausted. You know, you're already home, so you just, like, get an Uber back to your apartment yeah. Yeah. and go to bed. Or you cross the finish line and just keep driving keep and then driving. park and then get out and you just, just wave. Home. Thanks, yeah. guys. See ya. Cheers. Maybe that's the point of holidays. Like, we get uh, so far oh, away true. so that we've got a good journey home. Oh, uh, yeah. It's all about the journey, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I'm uh, Probably when this comes out, I'm on holiday <gasps> yeah. and I cannot wait for the flight home. Yeah. <laughs> that's the. I'm just killing time. Yeah, I, <laughs> You get there day one, you're like, oh, 
Home in a week. Yeah. <laughs> Couldn't come soon enough, am I right? Not Can't wait, wait to relax. The perfect length holiday is when you're a little bit looking forward to home at the end. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not dying to get home, but you're like, oh, there's a few things that I'm yeah. looking forward to doing. Like, yeah. Yeah. Lying in my bed. My bed. Yeah. Fuck, yeah. I love my bed. Oh, Having so the, good. Apparently it's very good for your brain to be bored. Like it's is it? very good. I think that's why you have your good ideas in the shower because your brain can actually go ah, and like go gooey and nice and then it'll like ah. tickle itself into having cool ideas. Which is that's why you're most creative. Uh, the younger generation, I say this as someone older than a boomer, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> that's why the younger generations just are lazy. Yeah. Uh, we they love our TikTok too much. They don't want to work. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. I just, you know, yeah. Et cetera. Just, et cetera. It's because uh, they don't get bored. They're always on their bloody phones. Yeah. And I'm bored. looking at three of them right now. Yeah. We're all famously Gen Z. Yeah. 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 Gen Z, Gen yeah, Z. And I hate everyone older than me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's it's responsible to hate anyone older than you. I yeah. can't be bored, which means I have no new ideas. <laughs> <laughs> I saw a, a month or so back. I saw this great uh, Twitter thread, which is what old people use as social media. <laughs> um, where I know be real. Some someone had collated all these newspaper articles oh. going back a decade or more at a time with the quote. No one wants to work anymore (laughs) going back into the 1800s. It's just been something that, um, you know, the older generation has always said about the younger generation. Same as um, they're lazy and they don't respect their elders (laughs) and all those things. They've just been. And it's so funny that we just keep repeating the same things yeah you can and, also, and you hear it when you're a kid right yeah and you go that's ridiculous and then you get old <laughs> and then you say it about the younger generation like how do you not remember how annoying yeah. that was yeah. ah, they, they do the same thing you can also go back and search for articles of people talking about how media is getting too short um like people saying people aren't reading books anymore they're only reading articles in the journal they're going to get stupid and oh people aren't reading right. journal articles anymore they're reading magazine articles and they're getting shorter too and people are becoming stupid and our attention spans getting too short and people are we are twitter now they're gone at vines and their tiktoks and they're too yeah. short no one's watching the video essays anymore they're just watching the clickbait videos we always say it and That's i funny. think it's cool that we're becoming more efficient and we shed a lot of what we need will yeah. it kill us Absolutely. I think we're destined to die. Mm. But we'll do it so quick. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll do it efficiently. Yeah. And that's blast ourselves into the sun precisely. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is true as time goes on, our life expectancy has shortened, hasn't it? Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, yeah. famously. It it does make sense. They're right. It has definitely all that stuff. But if we're becoming so much more efficient, our lives are getting so much longer. Oh, man. Look at what we're We're packing in. Look how many TikToks you could pack into a life. So many. Maybe by the end of our lives, we'll get bored and find the meaning of life. (gasps) We'll finally finally get bored enough to relax and have a thought. I love that we haven't wow. got to the start of the race yet. No! Um, <laughs> so we've got three French cars, one German, one Italian, and one American. And a partridge in a pear tree. Apparently the British didn't have any interest in the race. They had a, they had a bunch of their own races over Ew, there. we've got cups of tea to drink. Thank you so much. They, they had, they We're had too some... busy visiting the king. <laughs> Hello, king. <laughs> in one of the Good other... day, peasants. <laughs> <laughs> okay, see you tomorrow. I they do that every day. Yeah, it's important. It's cute, though. Good yeah. morning, Big Ben. <laughs> <laughs> oh, like, I oh, can't yeah. see Big Ben from the streets. 
not from the streets of Paris. <laughs> um, actually, How could I be Big expected ben to is live? The bell, not yeah. the tower. Yeah. So, um, Cass, that was pretty embarrassing. <laughs> Yeah. Big Ben is the bell. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. Big so, Ben is the bell of the tower. Yeah, yeah. Um, the tower's actually called something else. <laughs> What's it called? <laughs> Look it up. Big clock. Big clock. <laughs> Benjamin. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Big Ben and Jammin. Mr. Clock to you, please. Uh, but yeah, no, they were like. Um, I like how you like English so posh. The French, though, you know, there's a knockabout <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. in Their France. Famous battle is the French. <laughs> yeah. And the Italian princes who recently <laughs> think. Oh, yeah. We have no problem with any of them. But, then, yeah. but yeah, apparently they, whatever, I think it was the Fenster book, she's like, and they had no real desire to drive from anywhere to France. <laughs> so, <laughs> sure, that makes sense. Uh, so representing France was a de Dion. Uh, which you might recall from mm. the last episode. There were ah. two De Dion's in the last one. A Motoblock and a Césaire Nudin. <laughs> one of the person's name was Motoblock? Uh, one of the car's names. Oh, okay. Motoblock. Uh, the German entrance was a Protos. Uh, the Italian was a Zust. I'm possibly not saying any of these right. I reckon and you've nailed all of them. You're yeah. 100% so Absolutely. far. Sounds the American right. was a Thomas Flyer. Yeah, I'm not sure wrong, about though. that, that one. one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was American. So Thomas, <laughs> Thomas <laughs> Flyer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> let's talk about the contestants. Firstly, a couple of names you'll remember from the Peking to Paris race were involved again. Do you recall August Pons? I do, oh. I do. In 1907, he drove the three-wheeler Contal yep. that didn't make it out of the Gobi Desert. <laughs> that's yeah, right. that's the one. Dropped him early. He had this theory that uh, lighter, lower-powered vehicles were the best yeah. for these long-distance races. But that meant he didn't have a lot of the stuff that he needed, right? That's he wasn't right. carrying much. And was he the one that was um, basically going to die along with the car and then was rescued by some <laughs> yes, locals? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Lucky. No yeah. ponds in the desert. And then, so, but obviously he learnt. Obviously, light cars are not the way to go. Mm, heavy. Uh, or did he go, hmm, <laughs> there's mountains this time. Lighter cars up a mountain, desert, bad mountain, light car, three Good. wheels. Let's go again. He stuck with a light one, uh, one uh, cylinder car, but one. he did add a fourth wheel. Oh, huge. Okay. All right. All right. So, so imagine he, the egg on our face if he wins. I know. He and drove. we're like, look at this fucking idiot. <laughs> one gallon car, dickhead. <laughs> oh, he thinks four wheels is going to, that's going to be the kicker that fixes him. <laughs> and then he just has a smooth run. And we're yeah. like, oh. Oh, never mind. Okay. So he drove the Césaire Nordin. Hmm. Um, it sounds like it was an upgrade, but only a slight upgrade. Garrett described the ride as tiny and ill-prepared. Okay, ill-prepared doesn't okay. fill me with a lot of hope. He's given the game away a little bit. I'm going to be real. That was fully Ponza's MO, though, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> He's like, yeah, I'm the ill-equipped guy. That's what I'm famous for. Why wouldn't you just be like, God, I'm so lucky those locals found me. Not going to be uh, that silly again. Yeah, like, the guy who he... won was like that. Yeah. <laughs> and this guy who nearly died is like, I'll have another crack. Yeah, I'll like, go Do you again. know what? If you were nearing death in the most improbable scenario you could have fathomed mm. and you just get, I don't know, like Deus S macking it out of there. Hmm. He was like, yeah. He's like, God well, is on my God's side. my f- yeah. I'm God's yeah. favorite. Yeah, I can't you're right. die. Um, I'm invincible. Mm. Yeah, yeah, if you're already a believer, that would just confirm it. Yeah, yeah. you're right. Uh, also, what are the chances of it happening again, even if you do put yourself in exactly the same situation? <laughs> I yeah. know. You, you've, you've got four wheels one. this time. It can't go wrong. Yeah, you got a whole extra wheel. Yeah. yeah. That's 33% <laughs> more wheel. Yeah. And many, many 
thousand miles more to travel. Mm. I just well, yeah, that's why he's got an extra wheel. That's what the if extra the car for. hadn't have broken down, he would have made it. Yeah. So he and was probably pretty much won. fine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. It's just the car breaking down, which won't happen again. Mm. No. What are the he, chances? He certainly <laughs> won't make any comical mistakes right off the bat. <laughs> oh, no. no. Oh, no. Okay. I left my keys at home. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I was meant to put petrol in this thing? <laughs> He's left the car at home. <laughs> <laughs> He's walking for ages before he realizes. He's like, oh. just clicking a little key, being like, has anybody seen it? I just had yeah, that feeling you've forgotten something. <laughs> oh, it's the car. <laughs> well, these other cars are really fast. He took the boat all the way to the starting line and then was just padding around his pockets. The car's the gone. Car. The, the car's, car's gone. gone. The I car. drank the petrol. <laughs> um, hang on. I've got my backpack. So I was in the garage. All right. <laughs> and I started walking out the door and... Ah, see where I've gone. There oh, it is. All right. There it is. Can we pause the race for a bit? <laughs> Give me like two months. I'll be back. <laughs> So, so we have Pons. Then we have the great man, Charles Goddard. Yes. Oh, he's back! Yeah. No way. And uh, I, Fresh out of jail? Yes. <laughs> yes. I, I think I called him Dutch in the last episode, I, which I confused yeah. with because his car was Dutch. Ah. But he was actually a Frenchman. So okay. apologies to Ooh la la. To I didn't get to the end of it. He went to jail? <laughs> yes. <laughs> he got just for his crimes. He got Don't pulled worry, out of fine. his car yeah, pretty much right towards the end of the incredible. race. And, uh, then he his... broke out of jail to, and almost made it back into the car <laughs> to be <laughs> To finish back. second because yeah. he got right to the end and wanted to finish the race himself. But he, he couldn't, unfortunately. an absolute mad dog. Yeah. True, a true badass. Love this guy. Yeah. So he, so he busted out of jail and went directly to the starting line. Yeah, yeah. He, he was, a, <laughs> uh, he was just, yeah, a con man, a vagabond. Would. Yeah, I've just listened to the part Dusha where fell in love with. Oh him. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I'm up to, I'm listening to it. I'm up to the part where, um, they were stuck in the desert, and somebody said, "We'll go to the next town and send back some petrol. Oh, petrol yeah. doesn't come for two days." Yeah, he walks off because his journalist is dying. <laughs> yep. He's like, I've got to go get help. He comes back two hours later with an army of people. <laughs> <laughs> two hours it took yeah. him. Incredible. Yeah. And at that point in the in the last episode, Dusha was already very much in love with yeah, him. Exactly. So yeah, it happened the moment that he sold all of his spare parts yes. to... I can't remember what he used that money for. Just to fund his journey to oh, yeah, the start. Oh, yeah, that's right. He yeah. sold all the spare parts to get to the start of so the race. He, yeah, he had a lot of luck. Will his luck continue in this race. He just needs to do one more impressive thing and he's my guy this race as well. Yeah, great. I mean, the fact he got out of jail to do this race, yeah. I'm already pretty won over. So he got out of jail, but then he still had, he went to jail because he um, conned his way yep. and he owed a lot of money. Yeah. He fraudulently <laughs> borrowed money. So he got out, but he paid those debts. Having some success in that race, did his reputation as a car man a lot of good, and he got investors to back him, and his new company was called Motoblock. Oh! oh. As made famous by earlier in this episode. <laughs> That's cool. Oh. I would have called them the Goddard Mobiles, personally. Yeah, nice. God Squad. God Squad. We're part of the God Squad. <laughs> so he's again in debt to his investors. <laughs> Of course he is. Yes! But uh, obviously his plan was to win perfect. this race. Yeah. I love Goddard and I love the skin of his teeth because mm. that skin has held on mm. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. hard. That, so he just gets out of jail, 
becomes weirdly successful enough and it's like I'm on the cheese again. Yeah. Like, yeah. But uh, he's like, he's, yeah, he's always like, I'll, the next thing will pay for the last thing. Yeah. I admire that in other people because I give up so quickly. Yeah. <laughs> like, I would never even contemplate doing this race. Yeah, the reward of this is just a brutally awful time. This whole no race for all way. of them is horrendous. What's Absolutely he? not. I mean, oh, so I don't go through it, but mm. you can read that book and just hear in small details how every day was is hell. Hell. Mm. <laughs> just. Non-stop, over and you over. You could not pay me enough. You could be like, do this, and at the end, you get a billion dollars. I'd be like, have fun, everyone. Yeah, okay. I'll live my sad little life. Well, at the end <laughs> of this, you get a trophy and maybe a $1,000 prize. Absolutely not, no. So, I'm on the other side of the coin for Jess, where if you encourage, if you're just like, here's a really stupid idea, you th- like, you can just do it, I'd be like, for... I'd probably get pretty good stories out of it. I reckon yeah, I'll do I know it. For and that's a why fact, I have no stories. I'm a very boring person. <laughs> the other week, I know for a fact that Joel Dusha was made to do something because his friend said, nah, just imagine you're on Jackass. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah that's works. how it works. I'm in, the, I'm in the right age bracket for that to be like, I'll be like, what would Johnny Knoxville do? He'd do it. I, I did think, it. I think uh, reverse psychology works on me. You have to tell me I couldn't possibly yeah. do it and then I'll have a crack. But the thing that's really putting me off with this race is that it's quite cold mm. and we're currently inside in a warehouse with a heater yeah. and I'm adequately dressed and I'm uncomfortable. Mm. Um, so uh, And I'm feeling sooky that's about it. That's because Dusha's got no pants on. Dusha's just putting the heater right on me. Yeah. <laughs> Now I'm thinking about this race. (laughs) (laughs) Well, you're thinking about the cold parts, but you're not thinking about how it's also going to be very warm. Yeah, yeah. And And a tan. How people are going to later call you heroic. Okay, I'm coming around to it. I would enter this race, and even if I broke down in the first hour, I'd be like, well, yeah, I'm a hero for doing it, though. Yeah. A national yeah, treasure, perhaps. You didn't need perhaps. any encouraging, though. <laughs> yeah, you were in. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, the moment they're like, hey, remember that fucked up race from last year? I'm like, yeah, we're doing it again. I'm in. Like, Hell what? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so yeah, he his whole plan was I'll win the race, <laughs> then I'll make a lot of money, then, you know, I'll it be is, able to pay all these It is a pretty solid things. plan because he didn't win the race last time, but still got a lot of attention. Yes. So, I guess, like, if you're thinking like that, he's like, well, worked last time and I didn't even win. Imagine if I win. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it's gonna which I'm going to. I would. I would put my money on him. Mm. Uh, so uh, he traveled with a mechanic named Arthur Hugh and he's like, who else would be important? Some A, a guy with a video camera. So he's, <laughs> <laughs> so he's like, we need to document this. And uh, video cameras of the time as well, very compact. Yes, that's right. Very compact, easy to travel with. I mean, just like today, you could essentially just take an iPhone. Yeah. Um, so that would that's a good call, I think. Yeah, because well, yeah, that would have been film reel, which is also... Famously very flammable. Okay, great. Mm. Uh, so that feels like a good idea. In 37 degrees Celsius, that would almost be hot enough for the film to combust. Yeah. Well, I'm sure. I'm sure they'll be running their AC. Yeah. yeah. That, oh, of that course. Be fine. So, how much of the storage in the car was dedicated to film? All of it. Um, okay. That to remove part of the engine. No. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, yeah, I mean, I, I think that they had a decent, like, all these cars were packed to the rafters with yeah. with gear and, and supplies and stuff. Big, heavy, well, not all of them were big and heavy. <laughs> One of them in particular wasn't. The Thomas was apparently a little bit lighter as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, uh, the cameraman's name, not that I'm bringing up again, but let's give him his moment. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, he, yeah. he lived yeah. so that we could tell this tale. That's right. <laughs> uh, Maurice Livier. Great name. But I just want to say his name, to be honest. Maurice. Uh, Prior to the race, a boy asked Goddard 
if he'd make it to Paris. So when he was in New York driving past, a boy goes, What a brutal heckle. Will, will you make it to Paris, sir? <laughs> <laughs> and Goddard quickly replied, Sure will. Or, or just sure. Sure. I added the will. Sure isn't very... Uh... Well, he's French. He would have been like, we. Oui. <laughs> yeah. No, he said sure. Mm. sure. And then he said, turned to his teammates and in French said, uh, what did the kids just say? <laughs> and, they, and they said, oh, he asked if we make it to Paris. It turned out the only English word he knew was sure. <laughs> <laughs> Sure. <laughs> he's a real Maybe yes man. He's in all the races. <laughs> Would you, do you want to race again? Sure. Uh, sure. Uh, sure. <laughs> uh, you might, yeah, you might also remember the car maker De Dion from their two entrants in the yep. last yes. race. Yep. We didn't talk about who De Dion was, the, the man behind the brand. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was Albert De Dion. He was a pioneer of the automobile industry in France. He entered the game at a time when automobile enthusiasts were regarded as juvenile. <laughs> it's a childish pursuit. Mm. Oh, yeah. silly little car boy doing their engineering. Hmm? <laughs> you think you're going to make a machine? <laughs> we got a horse, okay? Okay, it can go through a river. <laughs> yeah, you go build a car. While I make these two horses fuck <laughs> <laughs> Then I've got another horse okay. <laughs> Can your car do that? Yeah. <laughs> can, wait, can cars fuck? Can, wait, can cars fuck? Can, can cars, cars do that? I'm all of a sudden I'm, a little in That'll change my mind actually quite a lot <laughs> According to Fenster, when de Dion, a French count Announced his intention to build automobiles in France in the 1880s His family committed him to a rest home They're like, <laughs> you've lost it you're too old to be making decisions with our family money. But he had the last laugh. Can I do that to you? <laughs> now? Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> I'd love like to that? be in a rest home. Yeah. That sounds like the best place. There's little communities. For rest. There's little All table tennis. My yeah. favorite Around. thing to do is rest. Big rec room. Yeah. Oh, Movie night every night. Every night. Every night probably. I don't know. Yeah. You've got a TV in your room to watch a and movie. And you're going <laughs> to pay for it? Well, you're going to pay for it. You're going to send me there and then. <laughs> yeah. How am I going to earn money to stay there? I don't, that's not my problem, mate. <laughs> so you're offering me a, a lift? Yes. yes. <laughs> I'll help you move. Okay. That's kind. That's real friendship. Okay. Moving is actually a big deal, Matt. That's actually very kind of Jess. Yeah. 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 Okay. When was the last time someone moved house? It sucks. Oh, it's the worst. I did it. I did it during one of the big lockdowns yeah. last, and it was nice to have something to do. Yeah, that's very nice. I, I also moved during a lockdown. We kept saying that we were going to make our prison our palace, and so we just spent the whole time doing up the place. Oh, lovely! It was really pretty. Well, yeah, that's was. nice. What yeah, well, <laughs> oh, I moved. <laughs> I moved again during the next lockdown. <laughs> yeah, you know how to party. You're mm. addicted. I am. I'm getting to the stage where it's like. Usually when a lockdown would happen and I'm like, I got to move. <laughs> it's time to go. I keep looking up different furniture so I can at least pretend I've moved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Smart. Clever. So they, so his family sent him to a home. Um, but he had the last laugh as he had not only outlived his doubting relatives a couple of decades later, <gasps> but he inherited his father's title of Marquis along the way. I said, I said that like I didn't know if that... Is that how you say it? <laughs> I don't know if it is. I think, I don't or know. is it Marcus? I think it's Marquis. <laughs> it Marquis is Marquis. Is Marquis. Okay, great. Um, in 907, Marquis de Dion was a highly respected businessman presiding as a founding father over French automaking and racing. How old was he? Uh, I think he was in his 50s or something. So they put him in, in his 30s. 
Or, or like yeah, I think he was. I think he wasn't that old. Maybe he was in his six. Maybe he was in his forties. I don't oh know. Oh my, that's wild. That's also embarrassing for the family to put a member of your family into a rest home and then die before yeah. they die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. In the rest home, yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, I'm cringing. Yeah, it's, it's very cringe. They're cringing Corpses themselves are, to death. Yeah. <laughs> cringing. Uh, his nephew, Borsius. Shafre. I think you're just making sounds. I am, certainly. <laughs> well, that's French, isn't it? Uh, that's, that's all words, actually, in any language. <laughs> just making sounds. Just a, just a collection of sounds. Hang I on. Call- sorry. I, wh- how did he get out of the... Is it? Did he have to be committed to the rest home? Well, how? That's, uh, that's as... I mean, that's... As, how did he get uh, out? When the people that put you in a rest home it. die, you're free. Yeah. Oh, it's like so- a genie's curse. <laughs> it's the- but I guess, I guess he inherited the title and he had more power all of a sudden. He's like... <laughs> Um, I can actually now. pay myself to be sane again. They're like, oh, sorry, you're, you've got enough money to be normal. Oh, yeah, 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 you're fine. Yeah, go for it. Normal, Cass. What kind of language are you using here? <laughs> their, their language. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm pretending I am the people at the rest home. Normal. Oh, well, then you, it should be normal. Yeah, normal means something very different in French. What does it mean? It means normal. Um. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, yeah, his n- nephew, uh, this uh, Saint Chaffre. According to Fencer, was compact and dapper, a lively Frenchman and a very witty one. Compact and dapper. That's Dave, Dave Warnicky. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Dave, where are you? So oh. <laughs> he's at a rest home somewhere. <laughs> and when we all die, he oh, may be free again. <laughs> this compact and dapper man is also the one who came up with the idea for the race. Uh, and he was given the title of Commissioner General of the race. For Commissioner General Dave. <sighs> this wasn't the first race he'd helped organise either. According to Abbott, St. Chaffre once organised a motorboat race from Marseille to Algiers that resulted in every single boat sinking in the Mediterranean. <laughs> what? <laughs> every single boat? So he has good form for good <laughs> races. That's, that's attainment. He's got a good rep. So this is the guys like, yeah, we'll just drive across the ocean. Yeah. What's the worst Cl- thing that'll happen? Australia. Clearly boats don't work because yeah. they all sunk. So yeah. we'll just drive. I know the mistake we made. We use boats. <laughs> this race will be... N- that's right. It specified no boats. <laughs> I didn't put that together. But was- He's like, I'll never make that mistake yeah. again. People associate me with sinking boats. So I'm trying to shed that. No boats this race. Ah, oh, me. I'm a wheels guy. <laughs> Always been a land lubber. <laughs> Uh, his teammate but he can't resist the sweet call of the ocean <laughs> he's gonna get back some across at this the time sirens. Uh, his teammate was Hans Hendrik Hansen Hans sh- Hansen Hans Hendrik Hansen Hans 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 Hansen Triple H <laughs> whoa uh, he was <laughs> I, his, I feel his initials are essentially white noise <laughs> trying to call him I think he might be your new favourite, maybe. Ooh, that's a big call. I don't talk about him that much, but... Every time he pops up, Triple H does something incredible. Yeah, he's just sort of doing badass stuff. Yeah. And he's described by Abbott as a swashbuckling Norwegian <laughs> who claimed to have sailed a Viking ship solo to the North Pole, uh, which I feel like... I wonder if he even came up in your report about uh, that other... Uh, <laughs> the report on people... Shiking have- Viking. From a month or so back. Do you know, remember a few people falsely claimed they'd gone to the yeah. North Pole before someone actually did? He might have been one of them. Anyway. Did oh. they think they did? Was it just that they went to the wrong spot or did they lie? I imagine so. I, as far as I know, he seems like he was actually some sort of a badass. Badass. But, but yeah, 
So it's hard to know if he was just maybe talking a bit of shit. Yeah. Or <laughs> if he just thought he got there. Well, well, this is the coldest I've ever been. Yeah, <laughs> I know yeah. where I am. And <laughs> listeners, that's also something you can also do if you're looking to spice up a conversation. You can just claim you've been somewhere you haven't been. The person you're talking to is not going to know. Yeah. <laughs> They're not going to care. <laughs> hey, Cass, you remember last year when I went to Brazil? I do. It See? was wild. Yeah, it was crazy. I went to Brazil. He's a Brazil a, boy now. It's a fun thing you can just do. Brazil also, boy. What was the best thing you ate in Brazil? Brazil nuts. Yeah. Oh, See, he wouldn't be able to answer that question if he wasn't there. Yeah, that's, that's true. true. Yeah. How would Great you know? weather. Great weather in Brazil. Yeah, great okay, weather in go. Brazil. Well, I've never been, so I wouldn't yeah. know. So I can't I definitely dispute have, that. Yeah. How did you shave your pubes when you're over there? <laughs> well, they actually have a very particular type of waxing over there. Oh, oh okay. Yeah. Didn't fall for my trap. Mm, yeah. Waxing. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Triple H declared that he and his companions would reach Paris or, quote, our bodies will be found inside the car. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. And has everybody in the car agreed to that? <laughs> he says that as he's locking the door. And everyone's like, oh, I'm happy to be airlifted out, yeah, actually, yeah. in an emergency. No, I'm is no, that no, what no, he no. said about the boats? <laughs> we'll no, reach no, the other side. Or- this, was, this wasn't this was Saint This was oh, oops, sorry. Hans, Hendrik Hansen. Yeah, Triple H. I the, got confused the between the two greatest men I've ever heard yeah. on back yeah. to back. I was like, surely it can only be one man. Yeah, well... I mean, I don't know if you can foreshadow anything here knowing that two alpha males are sharing a car. <laughs> I imagine they'll uh, work well together. Um, HHH, okay, Triple H, lived in Siberia and spoke English, Russian, Chinese, German, French, and Spanish. Chinese isn't a language. Okay, well, <laughs> cut that fenster. Yeah. Let's say Mandarin. Yeah. Do you could- know, was that true in 1908? Yeah, that's what I mean. Like... Or Triple H lied again. Oh my god! Yeah, my god. He's like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, I can Chinese. speak Chinese. Because <laughs> who's checking? Fenster was like, so he could speak pretty much every language along the whole route. He he would be able to talk to locals. He's quite handy. Way. Yeah, mm. he's a handy person to have. Quite handy. And they weren't even going through Spain, Very just handy. in case there were. Yeah, any just Spanish in case it was a detour. Just tourists. Yeah, well, that one you can just throw in because yeah. Yeah, who's well, going to check? <laughs> maybe there was sort of like a burrito stall along the yeah, way. Yeah, well, I mean, last race. Burrito uh, stall. <laughs> last race, there was a team that was so far ahead that they went to a party for a week and then came back. So maybe he was thinking the same thing. If I'm far enough ahead, I might I'll finally get to, to check Spain. out the yeah, Spain. Grab an yeah. empanada, get back on the road. Yeah. 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 What's that famous Spanish dish where they're just all mixed in together? Paella? Paella. <laughs> Yum yeah, yum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's little John's favorite meal. <laughs> oh, that is a cute bit of fun. <laughs> Which is what I love to have the most. He does love a, bit, a cute bit of fun. <laughs> In a connection to the previous episode, uh, our swaths buckling Norwegian was hired by the Russian government to find Salomon. Andre, who was attempting to reach the North Pole by balloon in 1897. That was episode 211. You won't remember it, Jess, but um, I won't talk about that in case people haven't heard that episode. But yeah, he, he was... I haven't heard that episode. Was I there? I think we did it live somewhere. Okay. <laughs> uh, Hansen packed a sail for the car, which he thought would help propel them across the Arctic tundra. That's actually... Look, it is stupid, Were you about- but I also think, in some ways, it's maybe a bit clever. Okay, I want to I want to share what I was going to say in reaction to that. Ah, oh, that sounds like an idea we'd have. Because <laughs> <laughs> if you put the car in neutral, 
Because fuel is of the essence. It is the car's essence, yes. Mm, I reckon... Look, it's not the cleverest idea, but... I mean, I'm on board. Unfortunately, unfortunately, the team implodes before they get to try it out. (laughs) (laughs) It's cool that a race... I really wish... They, the, yeah, I, I really wish that the Didion uh, made it so we would know. <laughs> it's also great to know that in this race of incredible stamina, that one team doesn't make it because they have a fight. Yeah. That- <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, sounds like it could be potentially, and I don't know this, one hell of a fight. <laughs> yeah, sort of. <laughs> I don't want to talk it up to now. It feels like now you're expecting too much. Okay. Murder. I'm expecting murder. It's a quarrel. Yeah. Uh, you're telling me there's a fight with Triple H involved? Yes. Yeah, well, but- my expectations are there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Triple H and the guy who sank all the boats in a race. <laughs> oh, look, I'm giving him too much credit there. We still haven't started this race and we're over an hour into the episode. Oh, my God. Emilio we're having fun. Satori was the driver for the Italian Zust. Which is spelt Z U with an umlaut S T. Smiley. What face. do you reckon? That that makes it. Does that <laughs> yeah, make it U, U and? Uh, it's a U. It's the U is a smiley face. Yeah. <laughs> I, I am a smiley face. U is a smiley face. Zust. Zust. That is a happy car brand I'd say name. Zust. 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 Uh, Travelling with Satori was a 21-year-old poet uh, who was the son of an important guy who ran a newspaper, I think, and so he went along as the journalist. Right. But he was also a poet. That rules that we've got a filmmaker and a poet in this race as well. Mm, Next he's got, I need somebody to paint portraits of me (laughs) as we go. Yeah, the whole thing is taken up by an easel. With oil on canvas. (laughs) The entire race is just told through tasteful nudes. Yeah, (laughs) but it's it's beautiful. Oh, yeah. Very tasteful, very beautiful. (laughs) The still life is just the end of the race. Like, let's see what you did. It's just... (laughs) <laughs> lines across the thing <laughs> like what you'd see out of a car going past <laughs> the, their mechanic was German born a man named Henry Hager and he couldn't speak Italian mm. he was oh, on the Mama Italian Mia. team Good. <laughs> So they, the long journey to the start line, they spent a lot of it in silence and apparently all of them were like, oh my God, are we going to make it? They were all dreading it. <laughs> Just because you can't chat. Well, yeah. I mean, being the, being the one there who doesn't speak the language as the other two, you'd be like, this is going to suck. But he's also the one who does speak the language of the car. He's the mechanic. Oh, that's So he nice. can't be going to them like, yeah, I reckon we'll make it. They're going, oh, I hope we make it. Language of the car. That's yeah. beautiful. Yeah, yeah that's stunning. <laughs> uh, Prussian army officer Hans Kopen was the German entrant driving the Protos. He, this guy really wanted to do it. He was the only one who had to put up his own money because the race was, they're like, it's going to cost at least 50 grand and just supplies and yeah. everything you have to put into it. Um, and everyone else had sponsors and the car manufacturers were backing him. He's like looking for a car manufacturer just to give him a car. He, he wanted the money as well. Yeah. He ended up getting the Protos, but the guy was like, I'll give you... Uh, and then he found a, a newspaper who would pay him a bit to write articles on his journey. So he's got to drive and write articles. <laughs> but he's got a... Um, got a typewriter on his lap. <laughs> he's got to write the articles and he's got to front up the rest of the costs. Oof. He 
reportedly regarded the race as an opportunity to raise his rank from lieutenant to captain. He'd been, he's an army man, but he'd been an army man in peacetime. So he spent a lot of his time just reading about past failures and trying to learn from history and also, you know, just c- kind of getting ready. But he felt like, I want to go out and do something. His battlefield was a, a higher rank. Yeah, that's right. Uh Copen didn't previously have an... <laughs> also, 1908, you don't need to wait, long body. Yeah. Like- yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, what a shame that he didn't know. You're, you're, yeah, Germany? You're yeah. going to be pretty involved in a couple of little conflicts yeah. coming up. I think you might get your captain title <laughs> yeah, yeah, if you just- live. <laughs> it's great that he saw the car race. It's like, oh, okay, I'll, the race two. He didn't know War 2 was coming. Yeah, yeah. that's right. Can't wait for the sequel, buddy. <laughs> he didn't. Yeah, War One was coming. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. Oh, oh, mm. oh, I'm pretty behind. Well, well actually, well, you're in the future. You're the yeah, opposite. I mean, you're, you're still right. War, <laughs> yeah, two, war two is was coming. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, it, there had been war before. Oh yeah, we've warred for <laughs> centuries. Mm. It was yeah, it was quite a weird that he was just landed in this little p- bit of peace. Yeah, yeah. that must huh. be nice. Uh, so he he. he up until that point, had no interest in cars. In fact, he didn't know how to drive one <laughs> and was much happier riding a horse. Um, That's war war animal, yeah. Yeah, but he wasn't going to be a, 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 the driver. He was just he was going Passenger? on to be the captain. He was the one leading the charge from the back seat. He's in charge of snacks. He <laughs> yeah, has right. curated a playlist. Yeah. yeah, he's got the orcs squad. Yeah, <laughs> he's uh, downloaded a few podcasts that everyone will enjoy. Yeah, mm. he's got uh, the maps and... Which, uh, yeah, yep. d- doesn't come up, but there aren't many. Um, <laughs> so where they get maps whenever they can, but most of the... Yeah, I feel like earlier in the episode when you said they're driving through a part of the world that no one had ever driven before, I was thinking, yeah, a map's going to be pretty tricky. Yeah. There. Yeah. Mm, yeah. yeah. Certainly no GPS. Mm. So it's like a, a vibe smith. Yeah. <laughs> of the land. <laughs> and he, his motivation was sort of career-based, um, but also patriotic. According to Fenster, the frustration in Germany was that no German car had participated in the arduous Peking to Paris race, which had captured the attention of Europe over the summer of 1907. The whole idea for the New York to Paris race grew out of the excitement left over by the Peking race. The Italians had been in it, the French, and even the Dutch, with thanks to Goddard, who just (laughs) went and talked a Dutchman into giving him a car. But not the Germans, and they're like... We're a, we're a big, proud car country. Um, even they made great cars. They made, you know, some of the earliest viable cars. The car industry was still super young at the time. Yeah. It's only 80s. a couple of decades yeah. old, and most people didn't really drive still. Horses were still the main mode yeah. of transport. Apparently, Germans built a lot of cars, but they didn't drive a lot in their, in Germany. They exported a lot of them. But anyway, they were still like... <laughs> weird that we don't have we didn't have a car in that race we need a car in this next race um and that's what copen um what motivated him he's like we're going to be representing this next one i'm the man to do it uh protest wasn't a a big company the ones who ended up getting the car from and they saw it as an opportunity to grow their business which is what all the car manufacturers they were like what a great yeah chance to it's a gamble though if you fail it's like a high profile failure mm. yeah but if you succeed it's a high profile success yeah i reckon your car probably just needs to get and i would say minimum 50 percent because then like as a buyer of a car you look at that you're like yeah but like i'm not going to be driving it yeah 
yeah. over a frozen I'm ocean. Going a to B. Yeah, and it's that's good. Like that's gone to A to D yeah, minimum yeah, yeah. so mm. far. We're good. Sounds like, it, yeah, that's uh, enough for me. Yeah. This was quite influential even in the idea of cars going from A to B. At this stage, <laughs> for the most part. They hadn't invented that yet. Cars <laughs> went from A to A. <laughs> <laughs> Genuinely, they, like, um, they, like, towns in America had um, car parks, which were, they people who had cars. We still have those. You know, which are normally wealthy people. They'd go to a park and just drive around in circles. It was it was like a hobby. It wasn't a transport. transport. Yeah. Flex, yeah. Yeah, right. Much like I mean, people have boats now just to go out and sail around yeah. and then you put them back in the dock, get in your car and drive home. Yeah. Going from A to A. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so Protos was a small company. They didn't have an inventory of, of cars in a big warehouse to choose from. They had to build each car to order. Um, Hmm. And that's what they had to do for our man, Copen. HK. Yes, HK, Copen. He needed uh, them to make a car for him specifically. (laughs) Only problem is it normally took them like five weeks if everything went to plan to build one of their cars. That's not bad, is it? That's a pretty fast turnaround. He had about 16 days. Okay. All right, so- So Quicker turnaround. <laughs> yeah, do it in under half the time. Yeah. How long would it take to make a car now? I know they turn them out a lot quicker. Yeah. But a car, it's not like a day, is it? This is before, like only just before Henry Ford had really mm. made the, uh, the, the mo- started making the Model T and, mm. and the, what do you call it? The production, like production line. line. Yeah. Mm. So they were about to make it a lot quicker, but yeah. What if this was influential? They're it's like, a- fuck, used to take five weeks. This guy's about to do it in 16 days, hopefully. Uh, <laughs> the only thing is it took around 600 men to do it. <laughs> and even okay. then they were working right up to the last minute. Did, so back in the... Day. So when you when you wanted a car in old times of old, would you would they have to custom make literally every single piece of the car? Yeah, I guess. Or could so. you? Are there parts of the car that you could just buy from Bunnings or you know times <laughs> of old equivalent? Like the you're old like, Bunnings. Yeah, you're like, well, I'm using the tools available to me, so half of the engine you can buy it. Yeah, ye old Bunnings. Mm, no, this is in Germany. It would have been. Das Bunnings. Yes, can you buy das them at Das Bunnings? Bunnings? What does Das mean? I don't know, but don't it was know. a good joke. The. the yeah. <laughs> From the Bunnings. Um, yeah, dust boot means the boot. <laughs> I googled how long does it take to build a car um, and it says 18 to 35 hours. Right. Mm. But it contains about 30,000 parts. Jesus. Wow. Yeah. Cars seem hard. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's, maybe it's big Lego. Maybe it's fun to build a car. Maybe we should all have a go. Mechanics. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> said maybe we should have a go <laughs> like it's building lego like it could be kind of fun and matt just goes mechanics <laughs> isn't that the lego where you build cars oh. <laughs> is it not but i thought your reaction was let's be mechanics yeah, let's be mechanics that's a mechanics job isn't it fun that that's the, how the mechanics live? mechanics yeah Maca- I, that's, I got all of that, of that from is the Maca- excited lego mechano mechano that would have been oh. awesome <laughs> Mechanics. He is very tired. Yeah. Mechanics. Mechanics, yes. Mechanics. <laughs> yes, Mechano. man, we will be mechanics. <laughs> yes. It's exciting, isn't You're it? You're just walking me to the home now. <laughs> Come on, bud. Yeah, you'll have a great rest. Yeah, no, it's it has the worst time. car in it. 
So HK's effort to join the race looked doomed uh, as he... Uh, the car was under the pump just yeah. to get completed. He also hadn't applied for leave from his job in the army, which normally would take weeks as well. So he was putting that <laughs> in at the last minute. And apparently everyone wanted him. They were all like, yeah, we support you to do this. But unfortunately... The process is the process, and this is going to take quite a while. Oh, ditch. Uh, he yeah. got, and he Ditching got, the army is always fine. Yeah, they let you. <laughs> I just think I'm coming down with something. I'm probably going to need a couple of months uh, off. 1908 Spanish flu? Right. Oh. What kind of rules? Did, were we, was it up to the stage where they cared? Could uh, When was that thing in the European country where people started being like, I'm feeling too gay to come to work because they kept listing <laughs> gayness as an illness, so people oh. kept calling into work gay. <laughs> Sorry, I'm, I'm too gay to work. Too gay. Too. And then they were like, fine, okay, it's not a sickness anymore. You're allowed to be gay. It, the best protest. Ditching rules. Oh, That's yeah. good. Love a rule ditch. And so he, last minute he gets a letter back saying, or a telegram or whatever saying, your leave hasn't been approved. And he's like, oh, shit. And, and calls were made and they figured it out. And then Kaiser Wilhelm II personally granted him permission. He saw it as a, a way. The Kaiser was like, I think it would be good for us to have a car in this race. I yeah. think it would help our relationship with America. Yeah, well, hopefully nothing else comes along and fucks that up. Yeah, it should mm. be good. <laughs> should stay chill for the foreseeable future. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, we did a, a couple episodes about World War One, mm. and yeah, like the Kaiser, like he didn't really want America. Like they wanted to be buds with America and stuff. Anyway, so. Um, but then, yeah, spoiler alert: it doesn't end up that way. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, then we had the American. And this guy only entered the race right last minute. Even though America was the starting line, yeah. they didn't have a team until right at the end. Yeah. All these teams are going, yeah, well, yeah, we're going to do it. And then like, nah, just joking. <laughs> thanks for that article, though. And We've this, sold heaps of cars, thanks yeah. to that article, but we're going to pull out now, I reckon. <laughs> I will not be doing that. Yeah, Thomas, Mr. Yep. Thomas, the man behind the Thomas Flyer, was a real conservative sort of guy. He was from Buffalo, New York, and apparently, you know, they they were like, took a conservative route with everything. They're like, I just don't know if this makes sense for us to do this. Yeah. But uh, when the Europeans and their cars arrived in town, apparently, and all the fanfare he saw around it, uh, they were basically celebrities getting around New York. Have, have, that sort of convinced him. He was like, nah, this feels like this would be good for business. Uh, and he got Monty, Montague, Monty Roberts to drive. Oh. Uh, he was Mont old Rob. Monty. Oh, <laughs> I like that. He was 25, but already relatively well known yeah. as a race car driver. 25, 25 is old. That yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's middle aged in yeah. 1908. Funnily I was enough, I was like, seen as quite young as a race car driver at the ah. time. Yeah, well, that Whoa. means that he can actually drive a car that's not his. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Just, yeah, insurance just doesn't go it. up. Just yeah. made it. <laughs> uh, he was a race car driver and he was one of the first to like physically train do weights and do aerobics to train for racing uh he also worked part-time delivering thomas motor cars okay as well and how do you deliver them drive them exactly presumably how do you get home? back <laughs> yeah bus apparently <laughs> after delivering one car um the customer asked him to teach his son how to drive it that son was franklin roosevelt who went on to become president of the united states of america wow. no big deal <laughs> he also <laughs> entered a 24-hour race at one point 
cars were meant to have teams of two alternating drivers. And he said, fuck that. I'll do it myself, right? No, he... He's, Shit. He's, he's, <laughs> he said, no, said, we need three. He said, I'm looking forward to my uh, partner arriving, but they never did. So he had to drive the whole race himself, which he did. And he won. And he set a new record. And he got a lot of new fans. And this is what helped build some of his fame. Was that the... Uh, I was trying to think of a 24-hour race. Le Mans? Yeah. Oh, my God. It oh wasn't my God. Le Mans, but it's like Le Mans. Fuck. Oh. I thought Le Mans I got is that a 24-hour yeah. race. Yeah. We learned that on this show. Mm. Uh, remember when Dave told us about that? Was I there? <laughs> oh no, you weren't there. <laughs> um, I was there. That was there. Was there. <laughs> I knew it was one of you. And I know it from a from that Christian Bale movie. Was that the one? Yeah, Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah. Uh, Monty's teammate was George Schuster, a thirty-five-year-old mechanic from the Thomas Motor Company. Over the hill. He only got the call up the night before the race. Yeah. Hey, do you want to? Uh, we need you for about six months. Yep. For. Dropping everything. And he's like, great. He had to jump on a train that night. Yeah. Get to New York. Imagine having no plan, no commitments for the next six months that you could do that. Or I'd be like, I'm working tomorrow. (laughs) Well, yeah, but alternatively, it's six months. So your life's going to be wildly different anyway. So maybe fuck it. Just ditch. Ditch. He was a married (laughs) man. I'm learning a lot from you guys. (laughs) (laughs) If something sucks, hit the bricks. (laughs) Who cares? You can quit and get a good story. Yeah. Well, I mean, this, uh, this was his. Com- his boss was asking him to do this job. So oh. he, were, he was a mechanic oh, yeah, okay. for the Thomas Motor Okay, so that's so the opposite. He ditching. He so you, yeah, hey, Jess, you've got work tomorrow. Unfortunately, shifts ends in six months from yeah, the there. Yeah, yeah, that's different. I'd yeah. be like, of course, boss. Yeah, thank you. No <laughs> worries, Sorry boss. that you had to call me. <laughs> <laughs> get, get this, Jess. This is going to be close to a record for this show. According to Abbott, Schuster was one of 21 children. No, no. <laughs> that is... Way too many. And honestly, too much fucking. Too yeah. much fucking. Yeah, really. On part. Yeah. I guess the only question I have is, do they know what's causing <laughs> oh, it? Oh, great question. <laughs> um, <laughs> that is too many children. Yeah. yeah. That's a bit money. What's the what's the age gap between young and, and old? Yeah, do you have that info handy? Yeah. Make it up. 21 years. Wow. No. That's true. Every year. 18 years. Well, there's, I imagine there would. You've got to have, yeah, you've got to have some doubles in there, surely. Well, yeah, if it's 21, <laughs> if it's 18 years in 21, unless that was a joke. It was. Oh, okay. Well, okay. I mean, it never mind. Have it could have been true. But um, 21. But nine months at a time, they yeah. could have just been. Just never leave the hospital. Yeah. I watched a video of a woman who was going through, like, she had like 10 kids or something. Mm. And then she was going through all of her kids, maybe fewer than 10 kids. Showing all of them, showing all their ages and like how old they all were. And they were all really close in age. And she's like, wow, I just realized I've spent like the mo- nearly ni- 90% of the decade pregnant. I'm like, oh, <laughs> no. Yeah. What would that do to your brain? Yeah. My grandma had nine children. Just, yeah, it's, it's, I was, I've done the maths before about how, how many years grandma spent pregnant Ter- terrifying yeah, yeah. just yeah. The, and it 20s changes and your body gone. so much yeah, yeah 21 it makes your children. tummy real big i've seen yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> apparently when some people get pregnant it permanently changes the shape and size of your feet Whoa. so your, your shoes don't even fit for the rest of your life anymore yeah and what about the other person involved their balls would have been so sore <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we don't think so about the dads enough. <laughs> My God! Yeah, I don't think your balls should hurt. <laughs> I think I think maybe. Well, it depends how much. Oh no, if you're coming see. what once every nine months? Yeah, oh, that's too uh, many. Douche, are you gonna take that woman splaining <laughs> your balls? 
<laughs> I, I'm, I, I, this is too much. I've got to go. <laughs> so. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Whether it's your first ever website or your business is expanding, Squarespace makes it easy to create a beautiful website and engage with your audience. Upload video content, organize your video library and showcase your content on beautiful video pages. You can even sell access to your video library by adding a paywall to your content. Cha-ching. <laughs> you can help with written content on your website with Squarespace AI, which I used to write this next sentence, so check this out. Generate instant, personalised results that know and show your brand identity. Explain what your site is about, choose your tone, and enter what you need to get short or long-form text. Squarespace AI, Squarespace AI makes it easier to go live, stand out, and succeed online. Oh, Dave, if only it could also... Not just write it, but read it too. <laughs> and edit it. <laughs> hey, sell exclusive content on your site by adding a paywall to sell memberships or courses. Or sell files your customers can download like PDFs, music or ebooks. Man, it's starting to sound like I'm obsessed with money. <laughs> <laughs> and you are. So head to squarespace.com slash do go on for a free trial and to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So uh, <laughs> Schuster's dad's name was great, Casper. And he was oh. a German immigrant. Uh, George was a handyman. He was an expert radiator solderer, a chassis inspector, a motor tuner, and a test driver. So he was a real... You can do everything. An chassis inspector fellow. is funny. Just be like, someone's driving the car and he's like, hmm. Yes, there is. <laughs> yeah, the chassis is fine. It's got to be something else. Hmm, <laughs> <laughs> something's wrong with this chassis, actually. Oh, can you fix it? No. no that is not the work of an inspector. Did I say I'm a chassis repairman? <laughs> no. Apparently, Monty liked uh, Schuster as a, a co-pilot. Obviously, he was a very handy guy, but uh, also he liked it. He wasn't uh, too high a profile to steal attention away from himself. <laughs> That's a good one to Abbott anyway. Uh, along with Schuster and Monty was T. Walter Williams, a reporter for the Times. Uh, Monty Roberts's Thomas Flyer was a stock car from the Thomas Motor Cars range. It was a powerful automobile for the time at 60 horsepower. It was about 50% more powerful than Prince Borghese's uh, Itala oh. from the Peking to Paris. Wow. Uh, in fact, most of them had a relatively powerful uh, cars and engines with speeds capable uh, capable of doing speeds up to around 70 miles per hour, assuming they could ever find a decent enough road for long <laughs> after to hit that mark, which they rarely would. Uh, the Zust and the Protos were 40 horsepower, the De Dion and the Moto Block 30 horsepower, and of course, Pons' single cylinder, Césaire Nodan, 15 horsepower. Uh, 
the hype around the race was large. So <laughs> that before the apparently they were there was like everyone was hyped about it in New yeah. York. They were they were going that all the races were just trying to prep their cars, but they had so many events that to go to in the lead up, feasts and all these things. So they were just like instant celebrities, and apparently. People were like, well, if I knew this was going to happen, I would have entered the race. <laughs> this is sick. I can't, like, it's such, it's way bigger than anyone was expecting it to be. Is it because no one actually expected it to happen? I get, I reckon <laughs> that's probably part of it as well. I wonder if there's any benefit to, like, the short-term gain, long-term, I guess, issues with that of, like, entering the race and then just feigning a breakdown, like, you know, when you get sick of it. Yeah. And be like, mm, uh, car's fucked, gotta go home. Because mm. you've still got all the feasts and stuff. People... And then I guess, like, if you go long enough, people still be like, oh, you had a crack, I guess. Yeah, like, I'm not impressed, well. yeah. but I'm neutral on it. You just yeah, gotta, yeah. You gotta walk that line. Because if you, you know, two days in, people would lose respect for you, I guess. Mm. Yeah, or just forget about you because they're worried yeah. about the cars. Forgetting about you, though, is fine. Yeah, because they didn't know you before. Yeah, it's just like if people actively feel, you know, negatively towards you. You yeah. are so Gen Z, man. Yeah, yeah. Wanting <laughs> is time. 15 minutes. That's a thing that Gen Z started. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> before, we didn't need our 15 no. minutes yeah. of fame. We'd be embarrassed to get 15 minutes yeah. of fame. I was born in 2006. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I only know TikTok and Be Real. I don't even know what Be Real is. Mm. It's time to be real. Got it. Mm. You wouldn't that helps. know, Grandma. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, lining the street, the, the, bro- the street, aka Broadway, to see the start of the race was 250,000 people. <laughs> Jesus Christ. There really wasn't that many out. people back then. <laughs> no, Where'd they, they come got, from? They had to create new ones. Oh, that's why <laughs> they were even kids. having horses fucking. They were like, we need to make up the numbers here. Yeah. <laughs> Some of those people were foals. <laughs> I just told them to stand on their back legs. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, that, it's, so there were two horses in one horse made like a two people suit, yeah. like the reverse of a pantomime horse. Doesn't matter. Um, according to Abbott, the race was scheduled to begin at 11 a.m. sharp when Mayor George B. McLennan Jr., son of Union Civil War General, planned to fire the starting pistol. A golden pistol. No. Oh, fancy. That's but he cool. was late. Man with a golden gun. Yeah. He was late. Characteristically, apparently. <laughs> this was Classic mare shit. Uh, the cars were stuck on the starting line with their engines revving. You know, to wind up the cars. <laughs> so they're just sitting there going, vum, 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 vum. But no, the gun's sitting on a table. The, Why did the they mayor, get in the cars? The, the, well, they, yeah, they were like, oh, we're meant to start at 11, so we'll get ready. Yeah, they probably need a while to warm up, yeah. I guess, don't oh, they? Yeah. But still, no, I'd be enough. like, okay, mayor's here, let's warm up. And a lot of them... You know, didn't speak English, I guess. So they, yeah, yeah, they yeah. were just sort of waiting. They're going, oh. looking at their pocket watches, <laughs> yeah. being like, it's suck it's it blue. Time, yeah. <laughs> so then, vum, 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 vum. <laughs> 14 minutes later, railroad oh, financier Colgate Hoyt in the VIP section Colgate of the crowd <laughs> went over, grabbed the golden gun off the table and shot it into the air, <laughs> kicking off the race. He's like, I'll oh, shoot this yeah. gun. It's like, which is fair enough. He's like, why are we waiting for some guy? I'm, but I'm also imagining he didn't sort of go, hey, guys, I'm just uh, let's just get this started. You know, you've been waiting around. I like that he just walked over and went bang, and everyone went, oh, sh- oh yeah, okay. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, fair enough. Okay. He did shoot the golden yeah, gun. Shot the gun. Mm. It's time to go. Uh, so the what are we? We're an hour and a half in, and the race has begun. <laughs> yeah, bang! The man with the golden gun has a well, a different man, but yeah, he got it done. 
a man who got a golden gun. They were worried. There were so many people there. They're like, they're going to be blocked from driving. <laughs> 250,000 people. People were crowding the streets. We're wow. back to bowling rules again. <laughs> <laughs> How many we're going to get a high score today. <laughs> can we get everyone to just um, assemble in a triangle kind of layout? <laughs> we're going for a perfect game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, after the starting shot, the cars moved forward. Scarfoglio, the Italian poet, wrote, <laughs> between two thick hedges of extended hands amidst a roar of a, fa- a falling torrent. I mean, this is the kind of shit you get. Scarfoglio then blew a kiss to the crowd and they were off. <laughs> King shit. Yeah. As it was the middle of winter, even horse-drawn sleighs were unlikely to travel in regional areas of America in that weather. The roads, for that reason, were invisible. They were just <laughs> packed with snow. When there was roads, you couldn't see the roads. Uh, strangely, Fenster writes, American highways were much better in 1808 than they were in 1908. In the first decades of the 1800s, on the eve of the railroad era, a good many commercial turnpikes and plank roads smoothed the way between cities because horse and carts was the big way Smart, of traveling. Yeah. Mm. But by 1908, the railroad ruled city to city travel and all the roads had fallen into disrepair. Yeah, fuck roads. We've got trains. Yeah, trains are much better. And that's in the summer mm. when driving conditions are at their best. This is at the opposite of that. <laughs> what was the tyre situation like? Oh, really good. Um, <laughs> yeah, phenomenal. Yeah, phenomenal they, stuff. They had multiple choices of tread. <laughs> Uh, from they figured out chains, yeah, yeah. put the chains. They yeah. were yeah. thin wheels, right? Yeah, and they mm. were now using uh, round wheels, which was good. They just invented them. The oh, square w- wheels uh, had started to go out of it. Oh, that's interesting. Clunk. Well, they bring them back, clunk. I say. Clunk. 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 Can I ask a silly question? <laughs> were the tires full of air by this point? I'll be editing that out because I have no idea. Trains. <laughs> <laughs> don't talk. I I don't. I mean. <laughs> <laughs> probably, probably, I have no idea. <laughs> they look like, you know, in the pictures, they look like bike wheels, basically. So I, yeah. I imagine they had that little tubes in there. <laughs> How's tube technology wow. back then? Yeah, I don't know if it's I'm tube not, or if it's just because sometimes yeah, rubber, you see the rubber, yeah, the rubber around a wheel. Yeah. I would be equally <laughs> unsurprised with either answer. <laughs> that, but for all I know, they were filled with feathers. <laughs> Warm. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I'm a bit cold. Get under the wheel. Get under the wheel. <laughs> That'll warm you right up. So trains were how Americans got around and cars were really only playthings for the rich, like I said before. Um, for instance, in Poughkeepsie. Is that how you say it? Poughkeepsie? Poughkeepsie. Poughkeepsie. They had a, a driving park, for instance, um, and which was one of the towns they went through. And every town they went through, they pretty much got great ovations <laughs> even though it was freezing cold people would go out and be like holy shit look at this look at him go by <laughs> some of the towns they'd stop and they'd have it put on a feast so they were like yeah this is on through the day but the ones who were up for it not all of them were some of them were just head in the game the whole time working mm. on the car overnight but some of them especially the ones who didn't know how to drive and didn't understand cars loved to go and socialize in the towns and just eat the feast and just be celebrities. Yeah. Oh, it is the journey, not the destination. Yeah, and Big time. as I would definitely have entered this race, you can also firmly put me in category B. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Party boy. <clears throat> yeah, big time feasts, 
Driving with a hangover every day would, I reckon, be the dream. Our German man HK was definitely fell into that category. JD and HK. Oh. He, Two peas in the same pod. And his teammates who were doing all the work. Oh, yeah. Sort of. Yeah. <laughs> there you are. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, they started to dislike him a bit because if they ever read an article, it said HK and team. Uh, traveling because <laughs> he's the only one going to towns talking to everyone. Yeah, mm, a real they're just the ones man. doing the work. Yeah, but not doing the PR, and Oof. he's obviously not really mentioning them. That it's much. all about networking, and they're, they're not doing it. He's also being reported on as the driver, even though he does not know how to do that. <laughs> That's right. So they're loving it, his teammates, yeah. Yeah. who I'm now not mentioning very much. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Joel, how did Matt go about picking? Your new favorite man. Mm, he has done well, but you reckon Copen Cop- is going pretty well now. But we haven't heard what Goddard's up to. Oh, That's so yep. yeah, I, look, I'm being reserved. I, I don't want to overplay my hand too early. I don't yeah. want to come on too strong. Yeah. There's a, quite a few. Yeah. There's a few characters involved. Yeah, here. this one, like everyone's kind of got their because in the first race, there's a couple of people you're just like, eh, whatever. You, who, Congratulations to the prince that won. I don't remember you doing anything exciting except for that time where you went to a feast. That's funny. This time, everyone. Everyone's good. Everyone's a character. Some, yeah, yeah, they're doing yeah, stuff, characters. aren't they? Schuster, even. Like, he, his, his main thing is just being good with car related things. Yeah. And his teammate, the driver, is famous for being a good driver. <laughs> <laughs> so that's almost boring. Yeah. But. You know, uh, and then everyone else is like, I don't know how to drive. What's a car? Yeah. Which is fun. <laughs> fun. I've got a poet. Yeah, yeah. You're I've brought a film crew. <laughs> That's got push it. the button yeah. and turn the wheel. Two steps, baby. Anyone can do it. <laughs> the other thing I don't, I don't think I mentioned anywhere is obviously power steering is nowhere near. Oh, ready. yeah. So oh, yeah. the driving conditions are awful, but they're feeling every inch of it in yeah. the steering wheel. And they're having to use genuine strength just to keep the car going straight. Um, have, you, have you ever driven without power steering? Yes. Yeah. My, I learn in a car without power steering. It's amazing how many rotations of the wheel to turn <laughs> left when you hit Alaska. <laughs> uh, how about you? Oh, yeah. My power steering stopped working one day. Brutal. <laughs> it's amazing. How does it just stop working? Mm, that's two they, problems because yeah, it means you would have had to turn heaves but also pay up. Yeah. yeah, and all the the main problem not looking cool when you're reversing and turning oh, yeah. with the, the the ball of your hand, yeah. whatever that bit's called. Palm. Oh yeah, like just like Palm whacking it. a finger Palm. underneath Palm. the bars Palm. that yeah, connect the wheels to the central like the central turning point. You just like flick yeah. it around. Right. No, Great I had noise. to grip the wheel and like pull. Really, it didn't feel like turning. It felt like pulling a rope. It's like I was trying to ring the bell at Notre Dame or something. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Important job. I'm um, actually, the, the Bell at Notre Dame is called Big Ben. <laughs> <laughs> the fact I think I know is that all bells are called Big Ben. But if the bell's called Big Ben, a name is bestowed upon the recipient, right? Yeah. Don't, yeah so don't then know. the tower's called Big Ben too. Oh, honestly, it's just one of those tedious facts that yeah. tedious people tell, say all the time. You know, like Frank Stein's monster and those sort of ones. Yeah. yeah. Well, now you know They're that the to tower's repeat. called Big Ben too. <laughs> I don't think anyone genuinely, like, the, they've all become like a a cliched joke to yeah. say it ironically Bit now. But I don't think anyone actually does those um actuallys that much. Well. I'm going to uh, start. Um, actually, I think they do. <laughs> You'll find that there are insufferable people in the world. I would love to tell you all how our man, August Pons, 
begins the race, if I, I may. Does he? All ears. He does. Okay. Uh, he got off to a bad start. So this is the man <laughs> whose big theory is light cars. Ill-prepared. Ill-prepared. Mm. Not too powerful. Yeah. Everything in moderation. Great Slowly combo. steady wins the race. If he had right. just come equipped, but he didn't even do that, you know? No. Yeah. So according to Fenster, soon after he started the race, he realized that something was very wrong. <laughs> Not with his car. So you were wrong when you guessed that he forgot his car. He did bring his car. <laughs> Nothing was wrong with his car, but something was wrong with the sun. It was on his right when it should have been on his left. Either it was an historic anomaly or he was heading south. Back to New York City. <laughs> he was traveling in the wrong the direction. This is as the race just started. Oh, he, he, he made it out of town. He was following the other cars, but he lost track of them. And then all of a sudden found himself going the going other the way and didn't remember chucking a Yui? Yeah. But luckily yeah. the sun was out that day. It was overcast. <laughs> you know what, though? I wouldn't he have even have made it down like, oh, my God, I found New York too. <laughs> Do you know what? I did that once. I was driving oh, no. out in the country and there was a road to my right. It was like, you know, straight road with just a road to the right. And I remember the road had a funny name like Sugar Gum Lane or something. I was like, oh, cute. And then an hour later, I'm like, why can't I find this place? And all of a sudden, Sugar Gum Lane was on my left. Oh. And I was like, no. Oh, no. I've done a loop, gone all the way around oh. this suburb and come to the other side of sugar gum. Yeah, if you've got a gentle bend, be careful. Then that that's yeah, that's a diabolical. I didn't design. even know it had done it. Like, and I'd gone around. That is the a very gentle bend. <laughs> that's impressive. So, look, I don't know how this guy all of a sudden found the sun on the other side because sugar gum lane was a shock to me. Yeah, yeah, he yeah, did a U-turn that he didn't notice. <laughs> did a three-point turn, but he just blanked it. You yeah, know, when you're doing a yeah. long drive and you're like, oh fuck. Did I just yeah. do a three-pointer? Yeah, yeah. Did I just fang a Yui? That's weird. That's odd. <laughs> so, obviously, it was off to a bad start. But anyway. He got- <laughs> Did he ride himself? Yeah, he ride- rided himself, got going in the right direction. But before long, the engine died and poor old Pons had to drop out of the race. What? Uh, on the first day. Got the car fixed, tried to keep going, but by the end of the race, he was out for good. Didn't even get out of the state of New York. Wow. That he, he is impressive. In New York. So well, the state of New York. I think New York, you know, there's a lot of rural areas there. You're right. That's much more impressive. <laughs> and a very snowy. Yeah. He got out of yeah. New York City, just not New York. I mean, uh. I, I'm, I'm giving him shit, but he's driving an ill-prepared car mm-hmm. without a roof mm. or a in windshield. Snow. So he should have been snow. able to see the sun the whole time. Oh, good point. Mm. <laughs> At one stage, he should have been like, hmm, I'm driving... Into the sun. <laughs> I'm going toward it. <laughs> yeah, he did a grease ending. And that was when he realized, hang on, oh, I, think I shouldn't be driving into the sun. I think I might have died. <laughs> is, that how, is that what the movie is? Yes. Did they die? Yeah, everyone yeah. dies. Yeah, it was all a dream. Yeah. She goes back to Australia in the sky. Yeah. That's the how you get to Australia. The big Australia in the sky. Yeah, yeah. the big Australia That's in the part sky. Of the That's proof heaven. That Australia doesn't exist. Mm. Mm. Uh, so of the five remaining cars, there's the French de Dion, the Italian Zust, and the American Thomas Fly. They're all doing the best. They're sort of sticking together relatively. Um, and then further back, we've got the German Protos and Goddard's Moto Block battling back at the rear. I mean, they're just already just spending more time digging snow <laughs> than driving. Well, they're they- going so slowly and they're just like... Stopping, digging, then driving a bit, then stopping, digging, driving. It's just 
like an absolute fucking nightmare. Sounds yeah. shit. Yeah. They'd be ripped, though. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, yeah. Whenever I go somewhere where there's lots of stairs, I'm like, okay, this will be torture, but my bum's going to look amazing <laughs> <laughs> when I finally make it up there. Well, that's, that's a good. good thing about the new Stupid Old Studios. We've got, there's more stairs than the old one. So oh. that is, I didn't think of that positive. Thank God. You're going to be tush pushing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. You're going to be caked <laughs> up. <laughs> <laughs> Check out these Georgia peach. I don't know. Um, <laughs> please, no one look at my butt. <laughs> <laughs> don't comment on his Georgia peaches. <laughs> that thing. Um, so yeah, they're plowing through snow, a foot deep or higher in parts. They're using planks of wood to help gain traction. Uh, the Thomas Fly was leading by a little bit. But that turned out to be a bit of a curse because they're also the ones out in front trying to figure out where the road yeah. is for starters. They're also the ones digging the most snow. Just copping it first. Yeah. Just you're going like, where is the road? <laughs> I mean, that, they are the locals. They're from America. In their team, uh, there's a guy who kind of knows this area a bit. Mm-hmm. Monty's driven around this area a bit, so there's a bit of an advantage there. Schuster, the mechanic... Uh, who knows knows his chassis? Um, walked chassis in front of the car, poking through the <laughs> snow with a stick. So that's you, you know cars, mate. Here's a stick. You jump out in front. Can you poke that snow for a bit? See yeah. if you can find road. It's like macheting the jungle as yeah. the rest of your crew walks through. Poking the snow. <laughs> it's funny to be like, hey, you know cars. Can you just go stand in front of the car? And yeah. be like, well, my limited, my, I do know cars, and that's like the one place you're not meant to stand in front yeah. of. Yeah, especially when it's going forward. It's like opposite yeah. of horses. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I reckon, surely, I would imagine between them they've got at least three brain cells. There are methods of plowing whilst using the car. Oh. Why not just use those? Whoever, if if a plow company had ended the race, they'd be fucking killing it. They'd be it. doing all right, yeah. Although the other cars would just be following, <laughs> just, yeah. just getting in that slipstream. And then just at the finish line, just yeah, overtaking them. Yeah. Well, the plow would hit barina. the ice. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine doing this in a barina. <laughs> Honestly, it would probably be better. Yeah. yeah. Well, barina's yeah. have heating. And a roof. Yeah. Mm, and a roof. And a windshield. And they're zippy. Oh, they're very zippy. zippy. And you look cool. And yeah, a pretty yeah. good fuel economy. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This episode brought to you by the Holden <laughs> Barina. <laughs> a defunct car. Oh, we miss it. Bring it back. Mm. Defunky car, more like. <laughs> uh, something I, I, I should also mention is uh, that after the debacle with fuel in the last race, uh, the paper Lamata organizes fuel deposits along the race for all drivers. So okay. you Which don't they, have to source your own fuel like you did in the last they, race. Yeah, they didn't have that um, that option last time. That's so that. How did they do that? Yeah, because like, they in, would have had to drive there. Yeah, no, it's interesting. I think they dropped it off at, at little general stores and stuff along oh, the way. Oh, they probably could use a train. Trains yeah, that's or, true. Train was king back in mm, 1908. I was going to say camels, but it went on the desert this time, so probably polar bears. Snow camels, which mm. is what mm. I call polar Snow bears. Camels. Some sort of working dog. Huskies, dog sleds, dog with job, dog with job, no dog unions. What's that mm, about? Sad. So, like I said before, I'm going to sort of jump through a lot of the horror, which is just a lot of digging snow. Yeah, and sounds awful. Honestly, well, that sounds enough. like how you would have a nightmare. That sounds like a form of themselves for something that's going to happen in a couple of years. They're getting very good at digging trenches. Oh, true. Oh. Mm. Point. Um. Goddard, within, you know, not too long, was 70-odd miles behind the leaders mm. in the, the Thomas Flyer. 
He landed in a ditch that was hidden by snow. So he didn't have a guy with a stick out the front <laughs> checking for depth. <laughs> and he just like drew it like, <laughs> like a booby trap. The snow was covering it. He drove and just into a ditch and s- fucked up his car. No, he held himself. <laughs> he and his team were left till 1am digging it out that night. So <gasps> all day into the night. And because the car was deep in there, they, they struggled to get to their supplies. All they could find for sustenance were two bottles of champagne that were earmarked to be drank at the finish line to celebrate. Oh, no. But they're like, well, this is all we have. And they drunk the for bottles of wine. sustenance. Well, that's all right. I mean, I might be. Oh, I absolutely would have pulled that excuse. Yeah. yeah. Something in the belly. Yeah. Grapes. It's a fruit. Yeah. Line your stomach with champagne. Yeah, you're right. So yeah. the trio drank them for dinner. Uh <laughs> Ended we got up better at digging. Finally, the next day, they got to their the hotel they were meant to get to, which for the most part, certainly through America, they were stopping at hotels uh, most nights. Okay. And, that um, is so funny that they haven't even cleared, like, the hotel yeah. zones. Yeah. 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 Uh, and um, It's going to get so much worse. Yeah, and I reckon. slightly better. Yeah. But uh, then worse again. Yeah. Yeah, because you're in Paris. <laughs> <laughs> Unless... Unless you're one of the ones who's then home. And yeah. you just get to drive straight to your house, <laughs> have a shower, hit the sack. So hit, sorry, hit the sack. <laughs> <laughs> the, leading the leading team spent more time digging snow than driving. And, and the teams at the rear also. <laughs> All of the teams spent more time digging snow than driving. Many times only to heartbreakingly find that they'd taken a wrong turn and were digging in the wrong direction. Jesus. One no. day they spent... 10 hours digging in the wrong direction only to have to dig back because it was still snowing. Oh, my God. Just like I, there's so many times where I'm like, and they kept going. Next hotel, Why? I'm calling it a day. I'm moving into that hotel. <laughs> Why not? Why not just reverse the car? Yeah. What, what do you mean? Well, the stuff coming out of the car is hot. It'll melt the snow. Just oh reverse the car. Oh. Back it up the whole way <clears throat> through the snow. That's the smog is going to eat that snow. The snow doesn't know what smog is yet, so the snow is going to be extra. Gonna be like, oh, hey. yeah, standoffish. Yeah. Mm. We don't know about not pollution. Like, not like modern day snow. Oh. Yeah, very yeah. resilient. Yeah. Just turns, changes very colour and says, yeah. We domesticated like a monkey snow. in one of those towns. <laughs> <laughs> Just like that. I yeah. guess it's technically still wild, but he knows how to, you know, open a purse. And smoke yeah. cigarettes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's got a real taste for chips. <laughs> They don't occur naturally in the wilderness. Monkeys can navigate them? plastic and several mm. kinds of foils now. Mm. But do you reckon that would have worked? Just I don't know. Blast and smog at the snow. Depends how deep it. the snow is. Because what might happen is it melts the snow and then the snow on the side just fills the hole that you've just melted. Because you're also making the sides hot. Yeah. yeah. This race was not a clever... No, idea. this is a terrible I'm race. I'm still team race. <laughs> Great. Yeah, I mean, I'm glad they did it. It's fun yeah. to talk about. Yeah, it's sick. Uh, according to Abbott, the drivers settled into a routine, rising at 5 a.m. and driving till 8 p.m., with the mechanics tinkering with their cars until midnight to repair cracks in the chassis and drain the radiators to keep them from freezing. So they're working on the car until midnight, going to bed, getting up at 5, Yeah. start again. Yeah. To That's meet, not good or To meet their hungover no. teammate who'd just been at a feast. Mm. <laughs> Catch nah. up with... Your old pal Joel Dusha. <laughs> Absolutely not. Uh, they stopped <laughs> the catch up with Dusha yeah, part. Yeah, I yeah. Will <laughs> <tell>. <laughs> Sensible, you've made the right decision there. 
They stopped at <laughs> hardware stores to fill up on gasoline, one bucket full at a time. Bucket. The cars all had <laughs> multiple uh, gas tanks and they were all separate to sort of avoid like one a, of them. Like a cow's stomach. Yeah. Because if, yeah, so if one cow's stomach leaks, they lose... The whole yeah. cow, cow loses all the fuel. So, yeah. <laughs> and then they just stop going there. You know, whenever you see yeah. one of those cows that just stopped in a paddock. They tip over. Yeah, they've had yeah. a fuel leak. Yeah. <laughs> Been there, cow. <laughs> I don't know what a fuel leak is for a human, but I don't want to get into it. Uh, the teams forged a tense agreement that they would alternate leadership every five hours, but this spirit of cooperation quickly dissolved as they began to distrust each other, fearing that their opponents would sneak off in the middle of the night. You know, oh, you're leading. What's to say you won't get up early? And, uh, yeah, some of them, they really started to go, did you get up early to drive further? What are you, what's going on here? And they were sounding really paranoid. Uh, St. Chaffray, who's one of the racers, but also kind of the boss of the race, mm. the guy came up with the race, was feeling a bit comfortable in his position and was barking orders to the other teams, telling them that they needed his permission if they wanted to go into the cities for supplies and stuff. <laughs> After being told that, Monty Roberts uh, didn't like it, uh, didn't like uh, the chewed of St. Chaffray <laughs> and said, from now on, you will know this is a race. That was this sort Ooh. of polite threat. That is threat. a huge, huge yeah. statement. I assume yeah. he, he pulled off his racing glove and slapped him in the, <laughs> on the cheek. <laughs> it all sounds super draining and tense. One thing that would have cheered him up were these local towns and these celebratory dinners for the ones who were, had any time to attend them. But not all of them appreciated it, including surprisingly the Italian poet Scarfolio. I would have been like, this poet, man, he'd love a feast. He'd love a feast. Oh, yeah. But I mean, that's very reductive of me. Oh, yeah. You're a poet, poet. you love feasts. Yeah, you love Someone feasts. Someone who sees a beauty <laughs> in life will see a beauty in this. Yeah. Oh, they all love feasts. <laughs> but- Every poet I've ever met, I love a feast. Maybe it was one of those poets, you know, like the depressing ones. Yeah. yeah. He's like, there's actually no beauty in the world. I just write. It's, it. you know, it's a living. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Cass, you were so right. This guy, he was a downer. <laughs> <laughs> he he did not enjoy his time. Uh, and I think less than feasts as an idea, he didn't like Americans as a whole. All right. I brace myself for you to say living rather than American. <laughs> he didn't like living. <laughs> yeah. So he wrote this. So that a lot of them are keeping journals. So we've got a lot of translated, of course. But he wrote, I do not like the Americans as a whole. Just as I do not like the cheesemonger, whom a prize in a lottery or a sudden rise in the price of potatoes has made wealthy, there is still too much of the herdsman about them. It's kind of <laughs> weirdly put, but I think he's sort of saying they're like uh, their new money. You know, someone who made a lot of money from luck or okay. from business. Yeah, not, yeah, yeah. Mm. not like me, a man who's got generational wealth. Yeah. <laughs> These uncouth oh, Americans. these Americans, they own their money and well, my daddy gave it to me. I'm what? allowed to write and writing has not become cooler at all yeah. in recent years. <laughs> yes. When I could be centuries off, when was the Boston Tea Party? When did America throw all the tea in the sea? Because uh, if that was in like 100 years, could be why they distrust America. You didn't want to be part of the queen and the king. But this is an Italian guy. Hmm, that that's be true. Is that relevant here? 1773, the Boston Tea Party. Yeah, that's also probably way too early. Hmm. It's also bricks. Gee, it, wasn't, it wasn't just loose tea, it was bricks of tea. Oh, okay. I'm like, 
What's the protest here? We're throwing <laughs> bricks into the sea. I'm thinking tea bags. Oh, yeah. I've always imagined tea bags. No, mm. bricks of compressed tea. Right. Wow. And so I guess the tea would have gone like a, a brownie colour. So here's what I was asking the other day because I was talking about all that tea that went in the sea. If you have... Okay, we've got a cup of tea right now. Yep, yep. big cup of tea. I drink a gulp of the tea and then I top it up with hot water. Still tea? Yeah. How many more times do I do that oh. until it's not tea? Or is it always still going to have a little bit of tea in there? Yeah, is this like that guy on his ship? No, because the ship, every single bit... spot was replaced. Yeah, this is more like sourdough. Yeah, yeah. How much is still mum's dough or whatever, mother's yeast? What's it called? The, the mother? The yeah, super the, mum? Mm. The super nanny of yeah, the Yeah, I think it's just increasingly weak dough, tea. I, yeah, so I, my argument was it's increasingly weak tea, which means the, the ocean sea is, is a big cup tea. of tea. Wow. But the, the, in that, if that's the... That also means that the the sea is still dead bodies and piss and mm. a lot of I things. I also agree with that. Yeah, yeah the ocean is piss. Okay, you're right. It's more of a soup. It's a soup. Oh, right. It's a yeah. fucked up but minestrone. Do you, but do you mm. think of a pool with a dead body in it as a dead body? It's still a pool, right? I guess. Whereas a cup of tea is a cup of tea. Yeah. So you when can Cass, drain a pool. Cass is thrown. Oh, can't yeah, drain the ocean. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> It's where we're going for two hours. I love for the. Oh, yes. No, no, that's true. You can't train the ocean. (laughs) Well played. So it is just a big cup of tea. Mm. Maybe it's one of those fancy cups of tea where they also infuse spices, but the spices are piss shit and dead bodies. Yeah. What about this? As a, there must be a point, right? Because, you know, you know, non alcoholic beers? Yeah. They do have some percentage of alcohol. Yeah, because they have to remove the alcohol from it, And right? even like orange juice has some, apparently has some percentage of alcohol. From- well, anything fermented, that's the process yeah, of fermentation. Yeah, so it's like this small amount, but legally it's non-alcoholic. But it's, there is some. So maybe there is a point when tea legally is uh, tea-free. Mm, alcohol rules, I see. Mm. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, alcohol does rule. <laughs> <laughs> alcohol rules. Yeah, we're a pro-drinking podcast. Yeah. Pro-feast. Pro Pro, pro mm-hmm, alcohol. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. Look, I'm pro choice. If people don't want to drink, that's fine as well. Yeah. Okay. You're allowed. Douche is making everyone drink. <laughs> yeah, that's. <laughs> He's that my annoying rolling. guy at the party. Uh, you're not cool. We're doing beer bongs. <laughs> <laughs> you actually 100% are that guy, I'm sure. <laughs> mm, I mean, no. You were, no, no, no. You, are, you were born in 2004 or whatever. Yeah, 2006. 2006, sorry. <laughs> yeah. I'm youthful. But I do look a actually, little bit older. Actually, yeah. Gen Z don't. They're like. They're way more responsible with alcohol. They're not drinking. Oh, yeah. The kids of today. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? They don't even drink anymore. And smoke it and drink. What? You've seen the health issues. Yeah. Okay. And they're lazy too. Yeah, lazy. Never mm. <laughs> writing off days of with hangovers. Mm. But I do think it's it's good and right to uh, generalize huge groups of people. Agreed. Um, Back to these pesky Americans. <laughs> Um, so leaving, <laughs> leaving, <laughs> Dave. Are we out of America yet? I miss Dave. Aww. Leaving. This this episode would have been finished if he were here. <laughs> oh no doubt. Um, but I mean, I'm, I think I'm only telling this little part of the story because you know it was a little hardship they hit, but also the town name is so good. Leaving the town of Shenickety, they <laughs> realised the road was impassable. So a bridge needed to be built over what? a ravine what? to give them an alternative route out of town. That didn't this is, struct a bridge. And Triple H apparently was like, 
sick. He started. <laughs> he had to, Easy. He had to knock down, like he had to fell a part of a forest to make way, then collect stones to build the the foundation, timber bridge. Jesus. The the and then they were into a like a orchard or a pack uh, a paddock on the other side, and that was meant to be. Uh, one of the locals said, "Yeah, there should be a route out this way." Build a bridge, cross the bridge, the three leading cars. Realize, no, that is also a dead end. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Oh my god. Oh my god. So does that mean they have to build a second bridge? Yes. <laughs> yes. So they come they come back and then they're stranded for a while. Uh and another local goes, No, there's a, a towpath down here, and that should give you a, a, a pretty decent run for a while. It's a towpath. I guess it was just as a path that you Maybe. could go on your tippy toes. I, I imagine that farmers towed <laughs> toe stuff. I was thinking like you have to sort of put your feet out of the car and Flintstones it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the sound it made. Yeah, that is the sound it made. Yeah. So they're like, oh, that that sounds like a good idea. Where is it? Oh, we're going to have to build a bridge to get to that. So I had to build another bridge. <laughs> Triple uh, H is like, this is my lucky yeah. day. <laughs> He's just like badassing his way around. He's like, great. Things to do. Loving this. <laughs> Apparently, he just loved hard work. Oh, yeah. my God. See, no. I hate it. <laughs> he lived in Siberia. Did I mention that before? Yeah, yeah. he did, yeah. He's the one. Does he speak many languages? Yes. Yeah. And we took it, we're taking his word for yeah. it. Yeah, definitely Chinese, yeah. definitely Spanish. Yeah, no one those. can prove otherwise. Um. So, yeah. So, they they build a second bridge and they're on the road again. Yep. Uh, really not making any great gains in terms of <laughs> distance, but they're they're rolling. Yeah. Uh, as they headed west, eventually the weather started warming, which would seem like good news, but it just led to melting snow and mud. So it's just like now they're driving through sludge. <laughs> oh, God. And they're like, they're just sliding as the, the sludge is <laughs> oh my moving God. side to side. They're just sloshing around. Yeah, That's exactly. just goo city. Yeah, when they're not getting bogged, they're slipping and they're sliding. Goo City. In the fun. goo. Oh, welcome to Goo City. <laughs> fun Population you. Uh, Population goo. <laughs> <laughs> On Feb 25, Goddard and the Moto Block team stopped for the night in an Indi- in Indiana village uh, and they parked their car inside this, uh, like a a barn or something. And uh, when they returned to the car in the morning, they found that everything but the car had been stolen. <laughs> Cameras, oh. guns, films. So there's, I think all the film footage oh was lost. God. Tools, supplies, um, even all their changes of clothes were taken. So they had, they had nothing left apart from the clothes on their back and the car. And uh, the, he, so he wrote all that in his journal that night, like, Shit. Yeah. <laughs> I think we've fucked it. Yeah. yeah. So you remember how lucky he was yeah. in the peaking to Paris yeah. race? Yeah. Nothing luck but bad luck. They didn't steal out. the car. I think that's pretty lucky. Yeah, that's true. So he could drive home. I think it's because people <laughs> didn't, not many people knew how to drive cars. Yeah. Yeah. And Probably you know, didn't see much area. value in them. Yeah. They're just like, yeah, rich people. This is a joke. Mm. Apparently, um, Fenster wrote that regional... Uh, Americans, some of them just hated cars. They're like loud and disruptive, yeah. And they didn't trust them and stuff. Scare our horses. So they yeah. they would like sabotage ones. Not necessarily in this race, but uh, in general, they would sabotage cars when they see them. Some farmers apparently would shoot them from a distance. <laughs> Jesus Christ! 
That's wild. That's so weird. That would have been awful, though, like to have your nice, peaceful, peaceful farm, everything going lovely. The most noise your vehicle makes is... <laughs> yeah, and then all of a sudden oh, you've got a big... that's a relaxing sound. And it's oh, so nice. That was a good horse. You know what? Thank you. <laughs> you know the, those times where you hear someone with no muffler? Oh, and it's just yeah. too loud and yep. it just like rattles your brain a little bit. That would have been every car yeah. and it would have been cutting over not the sound of a hundred other cars. Yeah. They would have all been getting canaries, wouldn't they, back then? The, the unroadworthy yeah. stickers. Uh, big time. <laughs> um, that's not street legal, mate. Yeah. <laughs> too loud. Bit too loud there, mate. <laughs> too low, too loud. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, much like the Peking to Paris race, locals played a big part in moving these cars along (laughs) with help of horses and mules and whatnot. (laughs) The American team were first to utilize horses, um, Mm -hmm. getting locals, and locals were happy to help the Americans. Yeah. And the other, the Europeans, some of them made an official complaint about it, (laughs) which they basically reneged on or took back a couple of days later when they started using horses as well. (laughs) They're like, actually, yeah, I I see that this is a good idea. We're not moving otherwise. (laughs) (laughs) So the locals were often quick to help for free the American team. They would charge exuberant prices to the Euro teams for the same service. They're like, we'll help you, but we're going to make a little cash out of this. Uh, if they'll help them at all. Because, mm, you know, they were mm. sort of... Some of them were like, oh, our patriotic duty is to... Help our fellow help Americans. The American yeah. team. Uh, Goddard's bad luck continued in the following days. Oh. As it, 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 the I guess cops it couldn't help him find his stuff. Mm. He's like talking to cops and he, you know, he only knows the word sure. So, I don't know how he really uh, communicated <laughs> sure. it. But apparently he was like, they're looking at me like I've done something wrong. He's sort of yelling at them in French, I guess. But And and all of a sudden, I'm the criminal. But then uh, the next time he saw a cop, uh, it was bad news because he'd agreed to pay a farmer, Calvin Fisher, $3 per mile to have horses drag his car along. This was about $3 per mile more than Fisher had earlier charged the Americans for the same service. $3 back then, that's a fair bit. Yeah, per mile. Per mile, yeah, totally. And um, apart from overcharging him, he mm. also just went, I'll go, I'll go get the horses and just never came back, leaving Goddard to wait. Oh. And... And it just basically as a con. Yeah. Uh, the con man got conned. Yeah. So Goddard ended up being like, all right, I got to, I'm going to have to find someone else. He found another farmer who did the service for him. Yeah. Then when he got to the next town, he got stopped by a cop. He might have thought, oh, have they found my stuff? But no, the farmer Fisher dobbed him in for welching on the deal. He says he owes me 21 bucks. I was, we agreed that I was going to take him seven miles, which was the con. I think he didn't have to do the work. And he got the money. But ah. he, he was going to try and get the money. What? Didn't know welching on a deal was illegal. Oh, man, we found some wild things are illegal. In an episode <laughs> set in England, not that later than this, someone went to jail for lying to a landlord. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-oh. What was the fib? Uh, that, uh, where, that they were married. This couple staying there were married. They weren't married. They weren't married. Landlady at was all. pissed. Ooh. How dare they? You know, when someone lies to you, straight to the cops. Yeah. <laughs> They'll settle this. <laughs> this will but, amend yeah, this the is thing baffling you've done. because the guy didn't do the he job. He didn't do the job, yeah. And he, he didn't get his money, but he didn't do the job. Goddard protested, and the cop said something like, 
hey, it's not my job to settle disputes. My it, job is to arrest you. I think it <laughs> kind of is your job. Okay. He's like, yeah. well, let's, let's, we'll let the courts decide. What leg do you have to stand on that you, you didn't do anything for him and you're going to the cops like, hey, I didn't do anything for this guy and he didn't give me any money. But we <laughs> and agreed. I did nothing. I went and got the horses. Okay. I was gonna I was After gonna I con this guy left. and he he left. Oh, I certainly shouldn't have said <laughs> Please astro- ignore that part, officer. <laughs> the officer's like, wait, you're in that big race. Yeah, but you're not American. So yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, you're yeah, right, yeah that's right. yeah. Yeah, he, jail. The the next town was where the court was. Yeah. And he, so he called ahead to the cop called ahead to the next town going, Hey, so I've got this guy and the Luckily, the cop in the next town was a bit of a motor enthusiast. He's like, let him go, send him up to me, we'll sort it out. Um, but in, with making a little bit of a silly decision, Goddard just sped through the town. Uh, <laughs> and oh. the cop who was like, I think the cop saw that, he was sort of following, and he's like, oh, licking his lips going, my time to shine. <laughs> On the horseback, galloped after him. <laughs> Stopped oh, yeah. him, and then like he like he was rounding up sheep. <laughs> Herded him back. Herded him back to town. I'd be through a lasso. Yeah. yeah. So, hmm. uh, so eventually, um, Goddard he had to come up with the cash to be able to leave. Oh my so he god! Came, he paid the twenty for nothing. He paid actually a little bit more because he had to pay for the extra time that the cop had to mm. put in chasing him. But nothing. Ha- That's bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Goddard is innocent. He got conned. So yeah, that seems, true. it seems that it's he like should be of, at the other end. It's a bit of poetic justice, I suppose. We haven't left America yet. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> no, I do, I do, I do get more speed as we go. Um, Hopefully the cars do too. Uh, some of them do by dropping out in an attempt <laughs> to garner more local support. Some of the, so, so they're going, geez, the locals seem to not be on our side. We're, we thought we're coming to do a great race. What? Come on, America. Come on. Hey, why are we all in this together? This is for cars. Go cars. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So in an attempt to garner more local support, some of the Europeans sent a letter to the president of the Chicago Automobile Club writing, quote, we are discouraged. The peasants demand $3 per mile for helping us. I mean, that language already <laughs> shows oh my that they I don't know why they're not supporting them. Mm, hey, peasants. <laughs> these disgusting, poor, poor, poor people. Smelly people. No matter what we do, we throw Yucky. dirt at them. <laughs> they won't accept our own shit as payment. We kick them uh, and nothing will work. It's <laughs> by a royal and they are not even slightly motivated. The Not pe- one, thank you. The peasants demand $3 per mile for helping us. They charge $5 each uh, to permit us to sleep on the ground, which is brutal. Yeah, you can have that little bit of ground, <laughs> but it's going to cost Five you. Five bucks. Uh, peasants along the way, doubling down, love that, <laughs> have filled up roads dug by leading cars, with the leading car being the, the American Thomas car. Uh, would it be possible to influence public opinion to aid us? They're like, can you get the word out to the locals? That we're all right. Say, we're, yeah. we're all right. We're car people like you. And But just remind them that they're peasants and we're above them. And so, like, <laughs> they owe us a certain level of respect. We can afford a car. It's just simple. It's maths. Yeah. Do, oh, you do, they, do they not know maths? <laughs> oh, no. Do, do, you, do think... you not teach the okay, peasants Okay, can you maths? explain the maths? <laughs> How, how do you reckon? Do you reckon this would have worked? I think so. I think that went really positively. Yeah. I, I'm going to 
go out on a limb here and say no. No, okay. Mm. Always a contrarian, classic yeah. mm. douche. Somebody's got to play devil's advocate. Yeah. Uh, but you are correct, douche. Ah. Their plea fell on deaf ears. And the Chicago Automobile Club leaked the letter to the press. Oh, <laughs> my God. That's not a deaf ear. That is a that is an evil ear. Well, I, I never thought of it. Maybe the Tribune was like, hey, can you write an article to garner support? Maybe, but... <laughs> Doesn't no. it didn't either way, it didn't work that way. Uh, the Tribune wrote a derisive article quoting the letter with the headline Foreigner's Pathetic Appeal. <laughs> oh, that's incredible. That's a good headline. <laughs> Losers keep losing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sucks to suck. <laughs> Oh, I almost feel sorry for these fucking losers. <laughs> the body of article. Anyway, so they will accept uh, $2 as <laughs> and be grateful. Yeah. Oh, I thought that was very funny. Cop that, off. Cop that, you European swines. <laughs> In late Feb, Hans Hendrik Hansen, the swashbuckling Norwegian, Triple quit his team. <gasps> oh. The two alphas started butting heads. De Dion... The Dion got stuck in the snow. And Triple H, the Siberian, the guy who'd been to the North Pole, he was the Arctic expert. He knew snow. He knew how to extract uh, automobiles. Unfortunately, it, uh, even though he was working hard and working for a long time, he couldn't do it. This led French teammate St. Chaffre make a few snide remarks. This ended out escalating, according to Fenster, into an all-out screaming match on the verge of throwing punches until they agreed to settle the fight with a duel. The only gentlemanly way to settle an argument. Ah, uh, kill each other. <laughs> no, no, no. Only the loser dies. That's Sorry. Right. So, um... <laughs> so they couldn't even duel properly. Triple H is like, done. <laughs> I'll go get the guns. <laughs> They're somewhere down there buried in the snow with a car. <laughs> um, so he was heading for the pistols when St. Chaffre went, actually, you know what? You're fired. Coward. Didn't want to duel. Yeah, knew he was going to lose. I mean, he smart was bluffing. not to duel with the army man. Yeah. Mm. This isn't the army man. This is the uh, solo Viking ship. Oh, no, that's right. Yeah, oh, sorry. Yeah, yeah. HK is the, the army man, not Triple H. But still, I think, I still think yeah. probably the smart call. Yeah, oh, it's the outdoors man versus the uh, the guy who, whose uncle's rich and owns a car <laughs> company. Just the idea, like, oh well, less jewel. I'll kill you. I'll really kill you. All right. Oh no 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 no. No, you're fired. No 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 no. Then, <laughs> in a classic move. Hansen gave it the old, you can't fire me, I quit. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's where this, this started, that yeah, trope. that's right. Um, soon after- Actually, wait, if you fire me, do I get like a, <laughs> do I get a payout? <laughs> What's the okay, difference? Okay, yeah, you fire me. That's My fine. pride it has a value. Yeah. <laughs> a few days later, the three lead cars, the Thomas Flyer had got there earlier, but uh, the Zust and the Didion were all now in Chicago. The Thomas Flyers was spending a few days there, but they were all attending this banquet when uh, Hanson's like, uh, anyway, got a little tale to tell here. And he said, uh, I'm off the team. <laughs> and everyone went <gasps> gasping. <gasps> scandalous. They gasped a lot more back in the day, didn't they? And he, and he said, <gasps> he sent St. Chaffray said, you're not, you're the only one who's not French on the team. You're off the team. <gasps> and St. Chaffray 
uh, he looked at St. Chaffray at the dining table and St. Chaffray nodded. Just saying, yeah, that's pretty much it. <laughs> that's pretty much it, I guess, which is weird. But anyway, um, so uh, so he's announcing their breakup at a at a dinner yeah. table. Hey everyone, ding 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 ding. Yeah, just really. a little announcement. Um, we have decided to. Well, I mean, one of us more than the other has decided <laughs> to uh, <laughs> part ways, and um, we're fine. And we don't really want to talk about it, but um, I suppose if you had questions, I will answer them. That's yeah, that's totally right. And then he's quoted as saying. Doesn't even matter because, like, I could go by foot over the Siberian route and beat the Dedeon car anyway. I'd walk it better than the Dedeon. Okay. I don't want to jump too far ahead, but does he try that? (laughs) No, this is one of the things that seems to be uh, inconsistent. But um, the the bloody... uh, Abbott article says that he joined the American team. Oh. But in the book, I don't, I did, I don't remember it. Um, it didn't. There was no audio book version, so I just had to read this entirely oh, manually. I'm sorry. Mm, that's and hard. you know, with my TikTok generation yeah. brain, yeah, can't take it in. It I, is got, a, I read it six seconds at a time. Yeah. It, it <laughs> See, is, I'm not TikTok. I'm actually Vine. Vine. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> I miss Vine. Um, it is a huge move though to get fired by the losers and then join the winners. <laughs> Smart. Good call. Hmm. Uh, the the Thomas Flyer led you know driven by Monty. Yep, he was he was there going. Let's. I just want to continue on on the race. Yeah, I'm loving this. But the Thomas <laughs> team, and he was there with the the local Chicago salesman. He's like, no, nah, stay. This is really good for business. We're moving units. Come to another banquet tonight. So he's staying <laughs> for days. He just wants. To, he's like repairs and rest for a, a day or so, and then go. But they're like, no, no, no. And I think he ended up staying for like three days or something. Mm-hmm. Um, meaning everyone sort of caught up to him, but um, and then the Italians sort of zoomed off ahead for a bit. Uh, yeah, but anyway, so they're hitting the road again. According to Fenster, as of Feb 29, when Monty, Roberts, and Schuster crossed the Mississippi, they were already more than a week behind schedule with little hope of arriving in Seattle by March 5, which was their their goal and a crucial pivot point in the interest of reaching Alaska in decent weather and making it for that, you know, that brief time when... Mm. The ice was bridging between Alaska and Russia. Pretty, pretty crucial. Yeah, seventeen days had passed since they left Times Square in New York. By this stage, uh, and they were driving for something like twelve hours each day. And the leading car, the Thomas, at this stage was averaging about seven miles per hour. Speedy. So mm. it was because mainly they were like they were stopping and digging so much. Yeah, that's maybe uh, they were driving twenty k's or twenty miles per hour at times, but on average. Yeah, because I think six or seven kilometers an hour is walking pace. Right, so it's faster than walking on yeah, average. Yeah, it's about so it's four is an average. Oh, four. Four sorry. k's yeah. an hour. Uh, so yeah, like triple walking speed. So r- running speed. Hmm. Hmm. Light jog. Like yeah, it would yeah. be a light jog because yeah. It would, it would just be a no. It's a power walk. Seven miles an hour. Yeah. Hmm. Anyway, slow for a yes. car. Fenster says though it was an excellent record given the roads and the weather. <laughs> and well, the that's amount, not a good sign. And the amount of time devoted to digging. At that rate, though, the Thomas would uh, would take a century to re- reach Paris, or so it would seem to the men inside. And this is this is the leading car, <laughs> and they're like fucking hell. 
by the time they were in Iowa, the American team's traveling journalist, T. Walter Williams, had had enough of shoveling snow. <laughs> so he was he was kind of expected to help with a lot of the manual labor. He's like, I'm a, 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 a tippity-tap on the typewriter. Yeah. Mm, I'm a thinker, <laughs> you know. And according to Garrett, he left in a huff, calling the in calling the event insanity. Yeah. Another reporter, George McAdam, replaced him in Seattle and travelled the rest of the way. <laughs> McAdam sent back daily reports by telegraph, telephone and carrier pigeon, which helps date it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> uh, when the flyer was due to arrive in Boone, Iowa, three kids led by Willie Johnson, oh, another double another dick. Another double dick. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Uh, borrowed their dad's car put American flags on it and wore thick winter clothes and goggles pretending to be adults and drove into town to rapturous applause. Everyone's just thinking that's the flyer. Yeah. And then the, the town's like, oh, it looks a bit shitter than in the photos. <laughs> oh, they've come, up a long way. they've come a long way. Um, and then they took off their outfits and went, huh, that's Willie Johnson and the boys. You know us, we're local town kids. And, every, and they were pissing themselves and apparently the townspeople were like, that is a pretty good one. That is pretty good. Another great prank from Willie Johnson and the boys. Those you rascals. They're rascals, but they, you know, like they don't hurt anybody. Yeah, yeah. They're it's a bit of good wholesome yeah, fun. Yeah, yeah just what kids driving a car. It's just kids driving a car. They're not damaging anything. Uh, they got us good. They took out a few pedestrians on the way, but kids will be kids. Kids will be kids. Kids will be kids. Uh, the American team made it in town soon, and they also got a very good response. <laughs> but I imagine like, everyone was so half going like, "Yeah, Willie, yeah. like kids again." They're like making Willie stand in the crowd, so they yeah. know it's definitely not him again. <laughs> Apparently, a few people took advantage for a bit of fun uh, while the race was in town. Uh, According to Fenster, when a pair of motorists were pulled over for speeding, they told authorities that they were the French entrance in the New York to Paris race. We were just on our way to Seattle. And for good measure, they complained about road conditions. (laughs) Imagine they're doing like their best French accent. Oh, this road Mm. (laughs) condition. No good. <laughs> it's how you say uh, bad. Uh, but in this case and in many others, the speeding charge was dropped and uh, the sheriff wished them well as they sped off again. <laughs> and apparently it's happened to a bunch of cops during these times. Uh, by the time they made it to Wyoming, they'd gained a decent lead on the field. Uh, the Americans, the Zust was back in Omaha, the De Dion in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. They were stuck there for a while for repairs. Apparently, it was noted somewhere that um, that uh, St. Chaffre uh, started eating puff rice, uh, which had become, you know, was becoming popular and was being mass produced in the recent years. He's like, oh, what is this? <laughs> uh, and I, I got on a tangent reading about it. And uh, the guy who industrialized puff rice, it had been around for centuries, but he'd made it, you know, yeah. a factory thing. He exhibited it at a world fair and called his machine the eighth wonder of the world, <laughs> the puff rice machine. A rice puffer. Oh, so good. That is good. Around this time, Monty Roberts, uh, leading the race, was like, ah, actually, I'm due to compete in the Paris Grand Prix soon, so I'm going to head off. <laughs> And he handed driving duties uh, over to another guy. So he just, people just started meeting him at, at the next town. He's like, all right, we're going to switch over. The only constant 
was uh, Schuster, the mechanic, the chassis expert. So according to Abbott, E. Lynn Mathewson, the son of general agent for Thomas Cars in the Midwest, was to drive the flyer through Wyoming to Utah. Then professional driver Harold Brinker would take command in Ogden. Uh, George Schuster would finally get, he wanted to drive and he would finally get his crack from Alaska through Siberia, just the easy bits. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> you want to drive? You want to? You want to drive? You want to? Dr- Fine, you can drive Alaska to Siberia. Let's go. And then just to spit in his face a bit, when they got back to the European roads, Monty would get back in the saddle. <laughs> oh, so delicious. Like, yeah, so it's like, yeah, he he didn't love that idea, but anyway, that was the sort yeah. of plan. Like letting your sibling play the water level of Mario. Yeah, that's right. And he's been there the whole time. They're off rested and stuff. And uh, the water level is brutal. <laughs> no, 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 no. That's the that's underground. underground. Yeah. I can never think of the water one. Um. <laughs> yeah, that is it. In the meantime, Schuster continued to sacrifice himself for the journey when no one else would or could, walking 10 miles in the dead of night to find gasoline and navigating the car out of gullies they couldn't avoid. So this happened to all the cars along the way. They had to dig themselves out of holes, basically. <laughs> like, so it's like a shoveling contest. Just nonstop. They're like, oop, we're in a hole again. <laughs> they would have come back so ripped. <laughs> Love the silver lining, glass half full attitude you have. Yeah. Yes. Tanks. Yeah, their minds would have been fucked, but physically never looked better. Yeah, yeah. peak of the shoulders and pecs. Mm. Oh, uh, Abbott continues. By the time the Americans left Wyoming, they were leading by two states. The Italians were Whoa. starting to across uh, were starting across Nebraska from Omaha. St. Chaffray still in Iowa, uh, waiting for parts of the De Dion, while Lieutenant Copen. Uh, what are we calling him? HK. Oh, HK, yeah. In the Protos and Charles Goddard in the Moto Blank were just entering Iowa. The Moto Block was having mechanical trouble. Yeah. It was battling. It had just like stacked so many times <laughs> that, you know, falling into holes and just yeah. like, yeah. It, it had done bad damage. Yeah. It's like slapstick stuff happening to that yeah. guy. Yeah. How many states would you fall behind before you quit? Uh, one. One. <laughs> Well, it's hard when I wouldn't start, but yeah. I reckon two. Two. Because I'd be like, oh, one. I mean, if they got that far at once, then I could catch up at once. And if they got two, I'm like, okay, not a fluke. Yeah. Actually, I feel like I'm stubborn enough. If I did start, I wouldn't quit. Oh, I I would have to be ruled out. Yeah, actually, there's a chance you could tortoise in the hair. Yeah, exactly. A couple of states. If they're in a different country, I reckon I'd probably bail. Yeah. If they made it across the ice... Yeah, I'm out. Yeah. I believe that that was the De Dion's strategy. Like, they let the American and the Italian cars zoom off at times. Especially yeah. the Italian car would just zoom off <laughs> at times, even when it was kind of unsafe to do. Um, and they were like, we're just rabbit and herring it. We're, we're just yeah. going to take it. So I think the American car, to a similar degree, but they were just a faster car. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, so Goddard, Batlin, he's like, the car is is dead now he's like i'm gonna have to get it fixed decided to send it on a train to a bigger city where he could get it fixed yep and then it would have it returned to iowa so he could continue the race but then he had a better idea why not just send the car all the way to san francisco right to the west coast that's where we're going anyway cut out the middleman 
But cheat. This was a blatant violation of the rules. Okay. Yeah. So the plan was to do it and not be caught. Yeah. Oh, okay. Unfortunately, loading up the the car on a train with his, you know, there's his name I think is on the side. Yeah, it's quite obvious. Louis yeah. Vuitton's on the back on the they sponsored the luggage. So he apparently got reported in some of the press as yeah. them thinking his name was Vuitton. But um, <laughs> so he he's jumping on the train and all this old school cameraman with his old school slow to set up camera is setting up as the train's been loaded <laughs> and Goddard spots him and he's like trying his best to say no 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 and he's say- and then an interpreter comes and starts translating he's saying stuff like no no the car's private right now don't take a photo the car's in private no photos it's and getting camera- changed the cameraman's just. Ignoring him, saying stuff like, ah, things are going well. Here we go. <laughs> Setting up the camera. It sounded like sort of kind of nutty, but yeah. he's ye- he's yelling and, and uh, one of his teammates grabs a pickaxe and he's threatening what? to smash the camera. And the cameraman's just unflappable. Then all of a sudden, these railway workers, these locals came and started standing behind the cameraman going... You keep you keep setting up the camera, it's fine, don't don't worry, we got your back. So they were outnumbered the got on his team and they ended up having to back down. They ran over, tried to start putting a tarp on the camera still so being set up. <laughs> They're trying oh to cover God. the camera the car with a tarp. It's all comedy <laughs> stuff. And then they heard a flash. <gasps> yeah. Photo him. was taken, he's like We're done. We're done. And they were out of the race. <gasps> I that. guess it's true that luck can run out. Yeah. Yeah. The lucky streak was officially wow. over. Yeah. It's like the, it wasn't even just like over. It's like an incredible lucky streak followed by nothing but bad luck. He, yeah, that's yeah. off a cliff face. Yeah. Nightmare stuff the yeah. whole way through. And he couldn't like he cheated in ways that worked. Yeah. Kind of, like he bent the rules quite a bit, I think, yeah. in the last race. I don't think he ever caught did he get this blatant? I can't remember, but he was cheeky before. Now he's just full on cheating. Yeah. yeah. Cheaty. <laughs> um according to Abbott, he received a cable from the owners of his car. Quote, quit race, sell car, come home. <laughs> Motoblock was finished, leaving only four cars. So I mean it was kind of his car, but he, his his financiers yeah. were like, we're cutting our loss here, mate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it was funny, the poet. So, this is how that was how cables normally went. You could, it cost per word. And apparently, the poet at one point, to the marvel of uh, maybe it was Cedar Rapids, this was one town he was like, This is a great town. He, he hit a really good mood. Oh. And he sent a cable that was hundreds of words long, it cost like a hundred <laughs> bucks in that, those days' money. Jesus. And everyone was like, what the fuck is going on? I've he's never just, seen a telegram that goes on this long. He's just still talking. I couldn't believe it. Wow. And Spe- he's going, every third word's peasants. The peasants are looking at me. <laughs> <laughs> just post a letter. Right. Yeah, pigeons. Pigeons. Grab a pigeon. Get, get yourself a pigeon. Oh, they'd be too bogged down with a letter that long. Yeah. <laughs> the pigeon too can't heavy. take off. <laughs> Sorry, we have it a takes off, limit. But then the, the bottom of the scroll is just scraping along the American <laughs> <That's right>. desert. <laughs> Uh, so Harold Brinker's now behind the wheel of the Thomas Flyer from Utah to Nevada. And around the border of Death Valley, arriving in San Francisco the third week of March, 900 miles ahead of his closest competitor, the Zust. So they're, they're a long, long way ahead now. I'm saying San Francisco in full because I just saw a comment on a, one of our really old episodes where a local San Franciscan's like, you pronounce a lot of local things right, but you lost local San Franciscans when you said San Fran. 
So I'm not. I don't yeah. know. They don't like San Fran. Okay, which is weird. So what a what a gift you've got what about in your Cisco? name. Cisco. Yeah. Cisco. The Siskins. Mm. Cisco kid. Sisk. The San, song song. Down San to the Cisco. Yeah. San mm. Sisk. Mm. Yeah. Have you tried that? Uh, that? I think that's our natural instinct. Yeah. I think the Australian Australia's English is very everything. like. Compress it, crush it. Why would you say San Francisco? But I, Too I, long. I think so I sort long. of get, I try not to care. And I generally am like, I don't, it doesn't worry me. And I'd certainly, you know, when people are like, it's Melbourne, not Melbourne. I don't care about that. I love it when Americans say Melbourne. It makes yeah, my ears feel ticklish. It's like, ooh, that's ooh. not right. But it does it make the one that makes me feel a bit weird is when Americans call Australia Aussie. Yeah, we're heading over to Aussie. So weird. That's, I think that, yeah. that. I mean, it, it, it doesn't. It doesn't adjective. worry me. It just feels funny. You're like, but I have. I've never seen an Australian call us Aussies like O Z Z I. We don't do that. But right. I've seen like listicles of talk- people talking about things they've noticed in Australia and calling us Aussies written yeah. with an O. And and like, I, guess no. that, I guess that makes sense, right? It was but AU, I isn't it? It's AU. A-U-S-S-I-E. That's yes. that's Aussie. Yeah, yeah. But I get, and that's what I think. Why maybe Americans say Aussie because they read, they would read, because I think ah. Americans would spell that with a Z, and that's why they write O Z. So it makes sense. We're not we're not so different, but I love these cultural differences. Mm. It's beautiful. But yeah, so They're much better at spelling things phonetically over there than we are. I think I prefer... Because we get a lot of our shit from England, right, who don't yeah. know how to spell things phonetically. <laughs> no. Worcestershire and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. Mm. I think I prefer Americans saying Melbourne oh, yeah. rather than Melbourne. Just sounds wrong in their oh. accent. It is, it is very nice when they put in the effort, but then it's like if it's... Their accent is so different. Yeah, yeah, it's so noticeable. It's so like, you said the word wrong, and then if they nail it, you're like, that's scary too. Just but say people Melbourne. can nail a Melbourne accent. It's scary, right? Yeah. If you see someone like I, I know someone who's British, and if they pronounce Australian words correctly, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> How did you do that? <laughs> How did you? You're not meant to be able to do Witchcraft. that. Witchcraft. I'm allowed yeah. to do your one. You can't do mine. Yeah. I'm allowed to do your one, Gavda. <laughs> I'm allowed to do your one, gorgeous. We've just lately started loving saying gorgeous in an English accent. None of that. Gorgeous. Only I can say it. Oh, Matt, what do you say? Matt, How do you Matt say? sounds creepy when he does it. You're all gorgeous. Oh, gross. <laughs> but I thought the point of it was to be so gross. You sound like a pirate. <laughs> Jesse, you do it. Uh, I was doing it on an episode we did recently where I was just going, what was it? Hello, gorgeous. Hello, gorgeous. You're right They're there, gorgeous. Really different vibes coming mm, from the two right? of you. Hello, he's, he's creepy. Oh, no. I it's, thought I was It's doing how a pirate would say it to yeah. a captured maiden. Yar, gorge. <laughs> Walk the plank of me, gorgeous. Uh, so, yeah, Harold oh. Brink is now behind the wheel of the flyer. Uh, we got Zust ages behind, and they're, you know, the next in line. Uh, according to. Garrett, after San Francisco, the task of driving the flyer fell to Schuster. Finally gets his go. The, fi- uh, the, the figure of Schuster was so unheralded that the Times, the official newspaper of the race, uh, if they ever mentioned him, they misspelled his name in every way possible. <laughs> um, but his mechanical acumen kept the car running through blizzards, sub-zero temperatures and sandstorms. At each overnight stop, he returned to the flyer and repaired fresh damage. The flyer had no heater and no top, not even a windshield, as discussed before. So he was actually just super skilled. Yeah. Yeah, he, he's a genuine badass. Uh, the record of the Thomas car from New York to San Francisco was a remarkable feat, the New York Times said at the time. 
Many skeptics declared when the New York to Paris races started out from New York in the dead of winter, none of them would get across to Wyoming until summer. Some of them would not reach Chicago and a few that they could not even leave the state of New York. And that was true for oh, one of them. Yeah, one of them, yeah. they knocked that out of the park. Uh-huh. Yep. But they were like, this, this is impossible. Whoa. It's still in New York. <laughs> <laughs> they, so, yeah, they're going, it can't be done. Not in the wintertime. So, they were just like, holy shit, even just to make it here, which is not even really halfway of the race, I don't think. Just to get nominated, you know. Yeah. Um, the Americans then prepared to ship the flyer on a freighter to Seattle. After a two-day trip there, it would be transferred to a cargo ship headed to Valdez in Alaska. Brinker begged Schuster to let him continue driving with the team. Even as an assistant, he's like, just let me come along. This is so much fun. But Schuster's like, no, this is my time to shine. Fuck off. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Abbott continues. On Wednesday, April 8th, the flyer touched Alaskan soil. The welcoming committee consisted of the entire population of Valdez, few of whom had ever seen a car. Schuster wasted no time investigating the Valdez Fairbanks Trail. This is how they were going to move on, tr- try to make it over to the mm. to the bloody strait to get across yep. to Russia. Um, and within a day, it's like, the only way we can get through Alaska even would be to fully dismantle the car and put it on the back of a dog sled. <laughs> he let uh, the <laughs> Parisian Race Committee know this. And they abandoned the idea of Alaska and the Bering Strait crossing. They didn't even make it to try the Bering Strait <laughs> to see if they could. The whole reason for them doing it in winter and having to shovel all this snow yeah, was mm. to they get did, to. Yep. Mm. They didn't even get to the strait to test the That's wild so theory funny. that they could drive oh across. I'd just like to say cowards. <laughs> yeah. Agreed. Get, yeah. Doing a dog's job. So, I mean. 114 years have passed since. Has anyone been able to cross the Bering Strait? According to the ABC News, for just a few weeks each year, the 56-mile channel fills with enough ice to make a passage feasible. But the ever-shifting flows and the dangers of being crushed between giant icebergs or slipping into the freezing waters have so far defeated every attempt to make the crossing. So it hasn't happened. So people have given it a crack and died? I guess so. I know. I did see Sucks one guy. To suck. One Sucks guy, to suck. I, I believe one guy has finally made it across in a land vehicle, but that was like a Toyota Land Cruiser oh, converted yeah. into a boat. Okay. So it floated what? across. Yeah. So I think he technically got through that loophole that there's. It is a car. Mm. Well, mm. in it, yeah. It's got land in the name. So what did they do? So they got to Alaska and they're like, "Oh no, actually, plants fucked." Well, yeah, the committee, including. Uh, St. Shafra is still in the race. They yeah. were, they're like, all right, well, we've got to figure out a new route. The new plan... Um, so, all right, well, firstly, uh, the committee told the American team to head back to Seattle. So, they've cost themselves a lot of time. Oh, my yeah. God. The Protoss was in trouble back in Ogden, Utah, when Copen received word that the new plan was for the cars to sail from Seattle straight over to Vladivostok. I think in the end they went via Japan, doesn't matter, oh. and um, <laughs> and then drive to Paris from there. This news wasn't good for Copen as uh, and the Protoss team with uh, HK Copen riding. The situation was almost impossible. We're not ready. I could only keep from completely falling out of the race, but it was impossible without catching the train. So he contacted St. <laughs> Chaffray with his predicament. Chaffray has been in contact with him about the neurals. And I think he maybe feels a bit silly, Chaffray, about yeah. this whole yeah. plan mm. coming. And he's like, the only way I can make it 
is by catching the train to the coast and then starting again with with you all. Yeah. He's like, but the New York Times is seeming to say that that's against the rules. And St. Shafray apparently wrote back, I'm the leader of this race. I was appointed by Lamata. What the New York Times says is nonsense. Let your car come by railroad. So he was given permission. Yeah. Hmm. And he did. He, he chucked his car on the train and they all met in Seattle. So he didn't see anything Lamata with that. <laughs> That's right. Fucking hell, Cass. Fucking hell. This <laughs> yes. deep into an episode. And <laughs> she's still on. <laughs> she's, oh, she's good. Uh, meaning that while uh, the Americans were still heading back from Alaska, the rest of the field arrived in Seattle and set sail for Russia. So now the American team went from well in front to behind. Yeah, second boat. They slipped mm-hmm. further behind as they struggled to organise their Russian visas. And um, <laughs> Why didn't they do that before? Yeah, no, that seems like an oversight. I mean, they, they, were, I, they literally were having a car ride for months and they didn't think to... Nobody well, could jump online and sort yeah. that out. Phone ahead. Or I wonder if Is the rotating just- drivers, if they ever knew who would be driving at the time. Alternatively, did they think that because they were driving a fucked way that oh, no one right. would stop them and yes. therefore didn't need a visa? Oh, very good point. They mm. were never, yeah, they weren't getting on a boat and having to no, go through customs. they were just going yeah. across ice. They just yeah, good drove point. in. Yeah, very good did point. Did you come by boat? No. I've been here this whole time. <laughs> Uh, according to Abbott, the Italian and French teams were forging across Japan when the race committee made another decision. <laughs> you can't keep doing that. Oh, they can. No, this was, they're like, this does seem unfair. So in recognition of the time the flyer lost detouring through Alaska, going the way they were told to go, uh, the American team was given an allowance of 15 days, which meant essentially that the Zust and the Didion could beat the flyer into Paris by two weeks and still lose. So they, the time got added, oh. uh, subtracted from their time at the end of the race. That's so funny because, like, you win the race and you just feel nothing because you haven't actually won the race. Yeah, you just have to wait, wait two weeks, two weeks yeah. to see if they're yeah. yeah, yeah, to find yeah. This committee should committee to a solid set of rules, yes. I reckon. Mm. I mean, they don't she call does it, it again. The, yeah. gr- the great... Greatest race of all time for nothing. It's the greatest organized race. Yeah. Greatest executor race. Everything Goat is race. spot on. Uh, the protest was also penalized 15 days for taking the train across Western States. They weren't just. <laughs> So they if they asked win, for permission. You said, "Yeah, no worries, but you'll be penalized." Uh, yeah, I think, oh, which I think is probably reasonable. Uh, obviously, so if they win, they've got to wait a month to find out if they've won. Your oh. man Goddard, yeah, he was disqualified for doing the same thing, but he didn't seek permission. Yeah, they were given permission, but they're like, I mean, if they were, if they were told you can get on the train, but we're gonna sub you fifteen weeks, yeah, they would have been like, "Good deal," because yeah. we won't. We'll have to jump. Uh, well, yeah, 15 you know weeks what? would have been a bad deal, but 15 yeah, days, days, though, reasonable. very, very okay, reasonable. Great. Yeah. Sorry, I, I, I was saying how long I thought this episode had been going for. <laughs> I, w- I would say, knowing God on as I do, as we all do, yes. if they said, hey, if you ask permission, we'll only give you a 15-day penalty, he would have been, like, risking it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's right. I'm not going to ask. Totally. I'm simply going to be there 15 days faster. He's a man who will roll dice. Give him some dice. He'll Look roll. Oh, roll. jingle jangle. What's that? Is that the click clack of dice in a pocket? <laughs> yeah. Baby needs a new pair of pants and stuff like that. Yeah. Actually, you just say, sure. Uh, <laughs> he'd say, baby needs a new pair of pants, but it would be in French. Or yes, something. That's true. I don't know what that and is. He'd say, what? And he'd say, sure. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah, so they weren't disqualified, but they were penalized. In Russia, the poet Scarfoglio wrote 
that the great men of the Russian government, all covered with gold lace, told us all the reasons our trip was a bad idea. <laughs> <laughs> Did Saying, we listen? No. We and some of this was far fetched, but this is this just to put if they weren't already going, this is a this is <laughs> going to be hard. Russians told them that they would be met. I didn't even look up what this means. Uh, they would be met by Chi- Chinese brigands, Manchurian tigers, fever, plague, pestilence, famine, to say nothing of the mud after three months of rain, mosquitoes as big as locusts, and other similar delights. Mm. That sounds really fun. Yeah. I would, that's a holiday I'd like <laughs> to take. Sounds good. Being in- told you're going to be met with pestilences. Ominous, yeah. yeah. Just in your car with no roof, no eyelids. <laughs> Sorry, windshield. <laughs> no eyelids. Sorry, no windshield. <laughs> I guess. I guess the yeah, the windshield is the eyelid of the yeah. car. And also, after driving in the snow for that long, potentially no eyelids. No eyelids. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, frosty. They just snap off. <laughs> nope. Blink your last blink one day. <laughs> blink your last blink. <laughs> Never thought about that. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez. There will be a last there blink. Will there last will be a last blink. Oh my god. <laughs> I don't Savory. remember my first. Mm. Won't remember my last either. God, you don't appreciate blinks. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so aware of them now as I'm doing them. Yeah. I feel like I'm overdoing it. Now I'm <laughs> underdoing it because I was I was scared I was blinking too much. You feel it counting down. As yeah, long as my you eyes save are drying out. As long as you savor each one, it's fine. <sighs> oh, yeah, that was good. That was a little nice counter appears above our head and we're like, what does that mean? It turns out it's, it's how many down. blinks we have. Yeah. Yeah. That's why the number's so big. And I'm like, it's why. Oh, yeah, yours is big. Mine is Matt finish the report (laughs) That's the important thing (laughs) Don't go tell people you love them Finish the report There's no time I can't give you your phone back To make some phone calls Finish the report So in Vladivostok It was decided that the cars Would all restart the race together When Schuster arrived at the hotel He as well as the Italian team Were summoned to St. Chaffray's room as it turned out, his de Dion was toast and he wanted to make a deal saying, there's no petrol. There are no, there is no means of getting any petrol. What there was, I've got. And I can offer it to the car, which will agree to take me on board. So he's doing it's, Okay. He's wheeling and dealing. Yeah. The Italians sort of see that as blackmail and, <laughs> and it pisses them right off. Yeah, fair enough. They storm <laughs> out of the room going... How dare you? How dare you insult us with this? Shouting at St. Chaffray. <laughs> and they weren't saying Molto Benny. Let me tell you that. Oh, my God. Cozzy, cozzy. They were yeah, getting warmer. St. <laughs> <laughs> Chaffray was unperturbed. Cozzy, cozzy. Swimsuit, swimsuit. That was my favorite. <laughs> <laughs> that was my, that, as a, you, did you do a few years of Italian? School? Yeah, That absolutely. was my favorite. Cozzy, cozzy. Means uh, like so, so. Comment to Kami. <laughs> I'm glad you said that before my trip to the fashion capital. <laughs> Chadston. Chadston. <laughs> yes, I'm going to meet one of my Italian friends there. <laughs> Hopefully you know there. my swimsuit. Yeah, so, so he's making this deal, right? St. St. Chaffray is, is wheeling dealings. He's invited people into his room. The Italians did not like it. He was unperturbed. Then he stated that he could get a seat on the, in the German machine easy. 
<laughs> I could I could get on the protest, no worries. I want to sit in the Almost German too easy. Almost too easy, but Schuster, I want to be with you because I think you're going to be the winner. Schuster, can I, I sit next to you? I want to sit next to you. Uh, apparently, Schuster replied that he would think about it. And he said, I'll get back to you, quietly left the room. As soon as he and the journalist who was with him, McAdam, were alone, he let his fury fly. Schuster was like, what the fuck? How dare he? This dog. What a dog. What a low dog. But he would have been saying in old-timey language like, this ye old what the fuck? What an old canine. <laughs> uh, so he's like, there's no way. He yeah. said he would prefer to live the rest of his life in Vladivostok than travel with St. Shafray on the, in the fly. Yeah, like, he's a, so dramatic. You will find us in our cars. Yeah, yeah, that's right. <laughs> it's so cool to just make huge, huge, huge aggressive claims like this and know they're on the record because yeah. he's talking to a journalist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's right. Rather die than have that motherfucker <laughs> sit next to me. <laughs> Yeah, he, are they also some of the the American drivers? I think it was Schuster or the, uh, the or Monty would be like leaving towns, going, "Oh, fantastic!" This one guy, this mayor of a town, spent so much time making the roads around his town perfect, and he's like, "I just want to put make a really great impression," and he made them also perfect. And then Monty apparently, or or maybe it was Schuster, said to him. Oh, these are the best roads we've driven on since we left uh, New York. And apparently the mayor or whoever like visibly um, beamed. <laughs> but then Aww. apparently- Gassed up. Uh, and then like he said to the journalist as he's leaving the town or another town, he's like, oh, this whole, that whole state is a hole in the ground sort of thing. It's just like, it's like you're saying that on the record. Oh my God. Man. Yeah. Baffling. Just why not- Just you, zip it. You, what, you're being charming to the face. Yeah. I guess you when you're- Shoveling through snow and stuff, you're probably not thinking into the future and how yeah. and hurting people's feelings. They also I didn't have the internet, brutal. so maybe that was fun. Yeah, just talking shit and seeing yeah, what happens. Yeah, you don't have Candy Crush, so like maybe just putting it out there, like planting a seed of hate in the world and watching it bloom, is a bit nice. Yeah, yeah, bit of there, a laugh. There was one this I, little little town's hotel um, put up one of the teams, and then that journalist, I think it was the, uh, the guy who quit the race in a huff. He wrote that it was. Uh, th- that town didn't even have a hotel. It was so bad. <laughs> and the Ooh. the woman who ran the hotel read it and was heartbroken. Oh, she's she like she you know she's making their meals and she's doing like thinking I'm putting on the you know the, yeah. the best for the for these guys and then she's like oh that's brutal. But luckily the local paper came to her defense and did this article going if this what he thinks of. This hotel, which is a fine establishment with the best dinners mm. in the area, then I'm I don't think you can trust anything he says. Oh that was just kind of That nice. makes me want to cry. Oh, me too. Yeah. It made me feel so heartbroken. So glad that the the, the local journalist had her back. But yeah, it's fucking ma- hell. It's making me glad that I'm not in charge of a newspaper because I would easily get hot headed over something like that and be like, race car driver can get fucked. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, so anyway, so so Schuster's peed righto. Yeah. Let me put it that way. Yeah. Um, but he he just wasn't ready to say it to St. Shafra yet. Mm. yet. Uh, they figured, so now they're like, well, we don't have gasoline. St. Shafra's got it all. We've got to go and figure it out. So Schuster went, went to work. 
He made his way around the town. He went to the docks. He begged for gas. Any of the, the boats had any spare, he took it. Uh, he bought it if they would sell it to him. Then he went to a department store called Kunst and Albers, <laughs> uh, and they had some spare gas in the storeroom. He took that as well. And he he got uh, a fair bit of gas, and he's like, great. Now I know I don't even need him. Fuck him anyway. <laughs> but I'm not even I'm not even desperate enough to need him anyway. So the next morning, St. Shafray knocked on Schuster's door, thinking, all right, let's make arrangements. Yeah. I got the gas. I'll give it to you. Let's I've, go. Wait, you I've got- made a playlist. Uh, shotgun? Yeah. Do I get shotgun? Or- yeah. Uh, instead, as, he, as Schuster said in as few words as possible, that he had all the gas he needed. Do you reckon he said that? I've got all the gas I need. Yeah. Got gas. Fuck you. <laughs> That's less words. Yeah. Even talking costs money at the time. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, and, sh- and, and while St. Shafra is trying to sort of um, talk his way out of it, she should just shut the door in his face. Oh, That's the best. Yes. That's got the best. gas, fuck you. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't just word economy in, in like um, telegrams. That's just how they talked back then. I hope the door closing was just as slow as the <laughs> yeah. trying not to get a photo taken of yeah. the car being loaded onto a train. <laughs> so slow. He had so many opportunities. Like he just was leaning across. <laughs> and like, huh? Huh? Are we I got a lot of gasoline. <laughs> oh, I got what you need. <laughs> So on the evening of May the 21st, St. Chaffre quietly transferred the rights of all the gasoline to the Italian Zeus team. I guess he's like, well, that guy shut the door in my face. The Italian yelled at me. I guess I'll give it to them. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, he gave it to them and um, he's, <laughs> he sort of collected his stuff and jumped on the Trans-Siberian Railway. The way it was written in the book was... Um, when the heating in the train started to thaw his feet, he knew that his race was finally over. <laughs> I can feel my feet, I guess. Far out. That's I can feel my toes in. again. Yeah. That's crazy. Uh, the New York to Paris race had been born in his mind, but that didn't mean anything in Vladivostok. He boarded the train and his race was over. Schuster received a telegram from the Thomas factory in Buffalo asking, do you want us to send Monty Roberts to help you when you get... On the good roads of Europe, <laughs> which is about really rowing it in. Because, yeah. like, you know, like we planned, we'll grab Monty, the yeah. real popular guy. He'll jump back in and just do the bit over the finish line, go have a few feasts and that sort of stuff. Yeah. Is that cool? Give Apparently, Monty a go. Privately, Schuster said he was so mad he could have eaten nails. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. We should be that dramatic. Yeah. So I'm originally, so mad I could eat nails. Originally, I started as a Goddard guy. Quickly became a Triple H guy. Yeah. This could be my new guy. Yeah. You're on board, Schuster. The Schuster. 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 Uh, see if you can. I mean, he was a man of few words. Yeah, see but, if you can. He, and one emotion, yeah. anger. Yeah. But he disguises it, I think, pretty well. This is so. The question came: Do you want us to send Monty Roberts to help you? When you get on the good roads of Europe, and Schuster replied, July 9, arrived today. Expect to reach Paris on July 24. Schuster didn't even answer. <laughs> he was like, I got it. Yeah. I'll be there. See you soon. Got gas. <laughs> fuck Monty. <Yeah. laughs> There's a real between the lines fuck you there, right? Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. Ignoring the question. Yeah, yeah. yeah. see you in Paris. <laughs> I'm guessing that was a joke. I won't even answer. <laughs> According to Abbott, the suggestion that he was good enough to drive the fly through the bogs of Siberia but not through the capitals of Europe impelled him 
Despite deadened nerves and aching limbs, he was now only a day ahead of the Protoss and determined to maintain his lead. He was a day ahead, but also kind of a month plus a day because of penalties. Yeah. Uh, there was one problem. Oh, Schuster yeah. kept getting lost. The Russians couldn't understand his hand signals and the Americans couldn't understand Russian. One wrong turn he took cost the Americans 15 hours. <laughs> oh, God. That's a brutal wrong turn. Driving in Sydney, once I took one left-hand turn that added 15 minutes to my journey and it was the journey from Melbourne to Sydney and oh. I reckon that was almost t- t- breaking point. Yeah. Yeah. 15 hours. Yeah. Have, have you ever missed the turn off? Before the Westgate? Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. And oh. when, when they the changed that off ramp to make it like a K earlier than it was initially. And yeah. it, if you just, you know, you're autopiling it and yeah. you're like, oh, wait. And, and then, then you've you, got to you go, have to go all the, the way west. Oh, my God. Once I got stuck in the wrong lane twice and went back, so went over the Westgate, oh, back no. over the Westgate, oh, got back no. to where I wanted to go, and then had to go back over the Westgate. You would have thought about doing a hard veer left <laughs> off the yeah. Westgate yeah. at yeah, some yeah. point. Do you remember one time I was like half an hour late to the podcast because I had missed the turn <laughs> <laughs> and we were recording late at night, so I just sent them a voice memo of me going, just start without me. And then I, I got off at the first exit over the Westgate. It was closed, so I had to keep going to the second and then turn around and come back. It That's- was a Nightmare. I yeah. was half an hour late. <laughs> so you can imagine how Schuster felt. Yeah, yeah. 15, <laughs> 15 hours. hours. Oh, After driving for so long. <laughs> I reckon he's ready to eat nails again. <laughs> <laughs> Time for his favourite snack. I mean, at this point, just carry a bag of nails with you. <laughs> yeah. Uh, back to Abbott. Uh, <laughs> worse than the wrong turn, the flyer sunk into a mud hole and needed days worth of repairs. Schuster heard that Lieutenant Copen had left St. Petersburg the same day and was on his way to securing a three-day lead. Oof. The Italians remained 3,000 miles behind. <laughs> Abbott continues, at 6.15pm on Sunday, July 26, five and a half months and 21,933 miles from the start in Times Square, Lieutenant Copen arrived in Paris. A delegation of editors from the Le Matter greeted him with tepid enthusiasm and served a cold buffet at his reception because they knew of the penalties. Yeah. But amazing, oh. he still made this wild journey. And everyone's like, oh, we can't celebrate you as the winner yet. Yes, Let's not right. heat up the food. Welcome. Let's not heat yeah, up the food. Yeah. Right. It, that seems like the appropriate level of excitement. What have we got, leftovers? Just put them out. Yeah. Yeah. HK, welcome. Um, we'll be celebrating in 15 days now just eat yeah. Yeah. shit. Yeah. <laughs> with this kind of pace. Yeah. So Schuster had finally started um, getting back on track. Yeah. And at the same time when Copen was crossing the finishing line, he was having breakfast at the Imperial Automobile Club of Berlin, where several people congratulated him on his good showing. Hey, hey. you're still in the race. You've done pretty well. What an effort. Yeah. <laughs> I imagine he, that would have made him absolutely want to eat nails. Yeah. He would have been like, <laughs> actually, I'm still technically... If you look at the time between now and the finish line, I'm fucking coming first. Yeah. Still, technically. But because communication was not his yeah. strength, he didn't bother telling them that the protests ultimately would be docked two weeks for using the train in the American West and that the flyer was allotted two extra weeks for attempting the trip to Alaska. Schuster had a month to get to Paris and still win the race. He didn't tell them that. He didn't need to. Yeah. Mm. Or he just didn't know how. <laughs> he was so full of rage. He couldn't get the words out. He couldn't speak for the nails. There was a lot of scars in his gums. Uh, he didn't 
need anywhere near that much time, though. As Schuster and his crew arrived four days later on July 30th. Then, all of a sudden, when the finish line was within reach, drama hit once more. <gasps> it was a law... <laughs> it was against the law for cars to drive at night in France without headlights, and he did not have any. That oh. is so funny. According oh. to Abbott, a crowd of Americans rushed from a nearby cafe and tried to explain, but the officer waved them away. The law is the law, and without headlights, the driver had to be placed under arrest. <laughs> so many finish line arrests <laughs> yeah that's the second race in a row. <laughs> except this time it's the winner being arrested yeah. well almost the winner well he's got 26 days to figure yeah. out of jail. he's gonna get out of jail and get the car across the line <laughs> from his jail cell he's looking out the window at the finish line <laughs> and a clock that's slowly ticking no luckily it didn't come to that because a cyclist rode up and saw what was going on punched the cop punched the cop <laughs> and said go 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 <laughs> he's not looking you're illegally allowed to do this now no, the cyclist had a light on his bike he chucked his bike in the car next to Schuster and that was enough to placate the policeman. <laughs> he said, all right, you're going to light now. So there's a but bike it's coming hanging from out a bike. Front. Yeah, perfect. Yes. Don't take the light off the bike. <laughs> no. Just, um, yeah, perfect. That's hanging over the, over the dash. Great. So if your headlights ever go out, listeners, just turn on a torch in the driver's seat and that's enough. <laughs> that's go. fine. Yep, good to go. That's you're good. That's, that's advice right. you can take to the bank. Yeah. <laughs> take to a cop. Yeah. Cops allow it. Yeah. So finally, after 169 days... The flyer crossed the finish line to win the race. Apparently, though, the organizers still took weeks to calculate the winner. <laughs> what? Know. Yeah. I don't quite know why. There must have been more to it. Or, yeah, I don't know if like the penalties hadn't been fully decided or what. But, yeah, for some reason it took a while uh, to figure it out. But eventually they said the flyer beat the protest by 26 days. The Zust, which trailed the flyer by 48 days, was third and the final car to complete the race. Right. So three of the six cars made it all the way, which really is incredible. And very impressive. And again, no deaths. Yeah. No deaths. Isn't that amazing? Wild. Yeah. It's too long. Time could have just really? potentially killed someone accidentally. Yeah, in yeah, that that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> Six months? Who knows? Oh, we don't know. Yeah. That's not that's not our business, yeah. to be honest. While How many blinks have we got? Oh, <laughs> my God. Matt, Stop not putting many. that back in my mind. What am I up to? I can't see. <laughs> don't worry about it, mate. Just keep reading. <laughs> uh, while Schuster didn't want Monty Roberts to swan in for the glory at the end of the race, he graciously insisted that he be present for the Flyers' triumphant return to Times Square on August 17, 1908. So, yeah. So, that's... The moment Schuster thought he was getting arrested, it would have been so funny for Monty <laughs> just like, to run in run from in. the sidelines, yeah, jump in. <laughs> yeah, just roll the last little bit. I'm not <laughs> the one who committed a crime. I can finish. Yeah. He still doesn't have any lights on, but the cop's like, God, I don't see any issue with you yeah. driving it. Yeah. Uh, the victory was the first time an American car won an international competition, and it had immediate consequences. <laughs> According to Schuster's <laughs> World War I. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, according to Schuster's great-grandson, Jeff Marl, the race proved the automobile to be a reliable and dependable form of transportation. Oh, yeah, that's my one takeaway from this. <laughs> it's amazing. Yeah, it's so funny that the takeaway wasn't don't drive in the snow, whatever you do. It was like, wow, these it's works. All right. As long as you've got work. lights on them. Cars uh, work, and if worst-case scenario, just bring your horse in, horse will fix it. Yeah. yeah. We've if all your got horse a horse. has a headlight. <laughs> yeah. Uh, it also marked the rise of the American automobile to prominence. 
Before 1908, most people thought Europeans built the better cars, but this race was seen to prove that the Americans could build a good car. According to Garrett, indeed, sales of American cars soared in the following years. The race also generated scathing editorials decrying the state of American roads. <laughs> Improvements began immediately. Asphalt was invented in 1910. Ground was broken for the Lincoln Highway, the United States' first transcontinental road in 1912. So things quickly changed wow. after the race. Yeah, not, over the next few years. And not it was not coincidentally, the road, this big road, this transcontinental road, Went from tra uh, Times Square to San Francisco, so it like they're like, <laughs> let's build a road. Yeah. So the next time we do one of these, yeah. coast to coast. Yeah. Wow. According to Schuster, E. R. Thomas, the the boss of Thomas uh, Motor Company, asserted that the race cost him a hundred grand, Oof. and that we just don't have that kind of money, and that was his justification for not paying Schuster the ten grand to which he felt entitled for six months worth of twenty four hour. Round the clock work, <laughs> but you know what? So he just didn't get paid. He didn't get paid. He won the race and got fuck all. And Thomas was like, "This costs a lot, actually." So yeah, it was a bit spino. Yeah, yeah. The so. machines cost money. The machine get money, not you. Man get no money. <laughs> but instead, but uh, I, I did pay Monty. Oh yeah, Monty got paid. <laughs> I did pay Monty. Obviously, oh, yeah, it was the face of it. <laughs> we love Monty. It, instead of getting paid, Schuster was instead promised. A job for life at the Thomas Company. Ah, which was, thank you for your hard work. Here's work. work. <laughs> That's your right. reward is work. Yeah. Unfortunately, that didn't turn out to be very long as they went into receivership four years later. <laughs> so I guess he was right that they couldn't afford to pay. Yeah, yeah. They, so in the end, the, you'd think, oh, so good for the, the company, but it cost them so much that it ruined them. Yeah. And they didn't sell enough more cars to make up for it. Brutal. They did great for the industry as a whole, but their company was the sacrificial lamb, oh, sort of. God. I can imagine that Schuster died mad. With nails, nails in his mouth. <laughs> <laughs> what, do you, what do you reckon? Long life or died bitter soon after? Died bitter soon after. I reckon, and look, I know I've brought this up a lot, but I reckon he dies in World War One. I. I reckon old age. Uh, so... <laughs> Schuster. I reckon the ones in his mouth were the ones in or his coffin. Or alternatively, survives long enough, dies in World War Two. Okay. <laughs> Uh, Schuster was also never paid the $1,000 prize that he was supposedly <laughs> meant to claim from the Automobile Club of America. Uh, but 60 years after the race, the New York Times made good on the debt at a banquet honoring Schuster, then 95 years old. Holy shit! Yeah. He expressed appreciation, but noted that the Grand did not have the same buying power in 1968 as it would have in 1908, which they is a didn't fair call. Adjust it. So he's like, oh thanks God. very much for this gesture, but you know I'm not an idiot. Like, $1,000 is not that much now. Yeah, get the so abacus out and figure you. out a bit of inflation. Just, just because, like, it's been 60 years or whatever, um, that's actually fuck all per <laughs> And he just, it's a wad of cash, and he just throws it in their face. Like, I literally, cash, I fuck you. I wipe my shit with <laughs> The media, like, the New York Times would have been doing well in the 60s. I guess they probably couldn't have spared any more cash. Yeah, you're right. But I, I, I mean, it, the tone wasn't <laughs> written in. Had a whole square named after them. But yeah, they but were they doing it the cash. I was sort of. I read it as a bit of a tongue-in-cheek joke. But now thinking back to <laughs> all these, <laughs> all these sort of dramatic nah, lines, it's a fuck It was you. probably being straight up. Yeah, <laughs> he's like, "This is fucked." Yeah, this makes up for nothing. And also, I'm 95. Yeah. yeah. 
Like, oh, this does nothing for me now. Well, he did live on for another four years. He, he died in 1972 at the ripe old age of 99. He would have been ripe. Didn't quite make it to 100. <laughs> and all good things <laughs> must come to an end, and as does my report right now, which I believe is now officially the longest <laughs> by some margin of all time. I'll edit as much of it as I can. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wow, this episode's just Matt. Yeah, that's uh, They right. introduced guests, but they didn't talk. <laughs> and we're joining us today, uh, and they've started the race. <laughs> <laughs> they did. Um, they 100 years later, they did another race, uh, and his great-grandson was involved in organizing oh, 2008. Are you going to tell us about that? Do you have time? Yes. And <laughs> preparations began. <laughs> no, no, you know, that was good fun. And they used some really old school cars, but um, but do another. And the Thomas Flyer when they went out of business. Matt, like- <laughs> save this for your next report. Yeah, but we'll get we'll Cassandra back. back. Oh, Round three. Yeah, that, that if car we don't was find Dave in put time. Back together. I don't know if I ever want to talk about this again. I <laughs> know, <laughs> uh, but um, thank you so much, Cass and Douche. No for, worries. Um, taking us through that journey in the no sidecar. Well, yeah, oh. thank you so much for bringing us alongside your journey and. Uh, look, this was a long episode, but it was a long race. So thematically, mm. it's relevant. Yeah, it's accurate. It's it was good to be in the car that was pulled by you, the stallion, at the mm. front of the. Head. And it was great to have Dusha out the front with a stick. <laughs> yes, in the yeah. snow. Yeah, this around. is good. This is good. Oh no, this is whole. Uh, you <laughs> want to avoid this? As the chassis expert, oh, chassis, that's a chassis inspector, and Jess. Enjoying the feasts as we got to the town. <laughs> yeah, that's me. <laughs> and forgetting to mention that the three of us are involved. <laughs> First in line at the buffet. <laughs> uh, so if people do want to find you, um, where can they? It sounds, the website is the best spot. I know that. Sandspantsradio.com. Yeah. That's it. That's and right. You can just head to bios and there'll be a photo of me and a photo of Cass. You click on us and all the shows are there. But uh, the shows I'm on are Plumbing the Death Star, Thumb Cramps, which is a video game review podcast, Baseless Speculation, and How Good's Footy. Uh, so, four weekly podcasts. It's a lot. And Cass, what shows are you on? Um, I'm on Shut Up a Second. That's a weekly one. It's a silly one. It's very fun. Um, I'm on some D&Ds for Nerds. I don't think I'm on the current season. Um, so, go back so you can hear a girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All the boys are nervous. I don't know what to do. <laughs> when everyone sounds shy. <laughs> um, there, no, if you go back further enough, the, the girl won't be me. So, just, just look in the show. Just have a look. If, yeah. Yeah, that's where I <laughs> And sometimes I'm on um, random pods talking about video games I've played, um, Thumb Cramps. Mostly it's just whatever Mark Zuckerberg has Zuckerberg has decided <laughs> Zuckerberg. that I might like. I jump onto Instagram and he's like, you want Brain Dom? I'm like, yeah. Yeah, I want that. <laughs> Thanks, Mark. I reckon you're pushing towards official, uh, what, f- f- fifth Beatle? level on this oh yeah episode. definitely yeah Mesa yeah. is our fourth beetle you might be a fifth no Ringo's a fifth beetle you might be our sixth beetle yeah <laughs> and I I was just thinking like I'm having deja vu having this conversation but Dave and I said it to Cass the last time she was here was when you weren't here that's right yeah whoa. so yeah 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 whoa whoa um, whoa, 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 whoa. absolutely taking over Mesa and people people I always see uh, people love having you on no one's mentioned Deja but no. <laughs> I'm just happily announced now that me and Mason are gonna go head to head for Ooh. uh do go on guesting. So yeah, get a me a jewel. In. Yeah, a jewel. Bring us both on, and we'll fight. Wow. Mason actually, doesn't actually, know actually, about no, this. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> actually, Mason no. Mason's you before the guns <laughs> <are fetched. laughs> No, I quit. 
actually. <laughs> uh, anyway, thank you so much for joining us. I'm so sorry, but you are not allowed to stay here for the Patreon read. <laughs> we we will not do it. that to you. Yeah, no. Hey, thank you so much. And to all of your patrons, I hope the shout out part is excellent. <laughs> yeah. Um, to any patron who skipped ahead to the shout out. You go back. You missed go some back. good stuff. <laughs> a lot of people do. It's everyone's favorite section of the show. Anyway, ladies, bye. <laughs> bye. And now it's time for everyone's favorite section of the show. Well done getting through this far. Already longer than maybe any episode we've done before. <laughs> but I'm so excited to welcome back for the first time in I think six weeks. It's Master David Warnicky. Hello, everybody. I'm back. I'm alive. Uh, Just completed a, a race from New York City <laughs> all the way to Peking. Peking. Par- no. Paris. Oh, New York to Paris, this one. Which I'm, is where you were. I actually was in Paris for a couple of nights on my on my travels. So that's where the race ended. We, we learned that uh, France was a powerhouse of, of early motor car. Fantastic. Well, I mean, in many ways, we continue with Le Mans. Yeah, and Grand Prix, as Dusha mentioned, is a French term. Oh, my goodness. They're all over it. They've got their prints all over oh, it, the French. I was there all along. <laughs> right in front of us. Yes, but great to be back with you. Thank you so much uh, for um, holding the fort down. I've been listening to a lot of the episodes. I haven't heard this one yet because it hasn't come out, but I've been listening to the episodes. You've done a fantastic job, can I just say. Oh, that's very nice of you to say. It's been enjoyable just listening to the show as a listener. Oh, that's It's fun. very fun. I, I had the same when um, the Chow Chiller episode. I really enjoyed listening to that. I'm like, ah, oh, this is a fun show to listen to when I'm not on <laughs> yeah, that's, it. <laughs> I know. It's a lot harder when you've got your own annoying voice in the mix, but yeah, without a, it, oh, yeah. it's, it's fun. I uh, see what the fuss is about. <laughs> There's a lot of fuss. Oh, it's as too well. much. Stop, Stop making fussing. such a fuss. Stop fussing, everyone. <laughs> so, what, do you want to fill people in on uh, where you've been and what you've been up to? I've been traveling. I went on a, a holiday uh, with my my wife, and then for a while there, we were with her family too, which was great. We went did a bit of Italy. Went to Prague for the first time. Loved it. You're into Prague. You've been to Irish pub in Prague, I assume. I've been to Prague a few times. Love Prague. Fantastic, beautiful city. Is Prague the one? I went to this bar a couple of times. <laughs> I was there. Okay, who was playing? Uh, no one was on playing. The big screen. But it was like the whole thing was sort of made out of robotic parts. It's a pretty vague memory, but it was like felt like it was just out of town, and everything was sort of mechanical, and it was sort of like a bit of a labyrinth. Oh, that sounds great. I missed the robot bar. Yeah, possibly making that up, but. Um, <laughs> Yeah, no, I, I um, it's funny because half the time you're away, I was away as well, but we just recorded a bunch of episodes in the weeks before. Yeah, you were smashing them out. In the, yeah, but after you leaving, before me leaving, we recorded a bunch of these. Um, but yeah, I, went, I was up in, I went from Adelaide to Darwin in, in that same time. Long was, journey. While you were in the desert, I was in the desert. I was in, the, in Morocco and in the Sahara whilst you were there, so that was... Kind of cool. Yeah, you rode a camel. There was some plan for me to ride a camel, but it never happened. I ended up mopping a crocodile. <laughs> I did not mop any crocodiles, so that's something. <laughs> that was something I did not expect to happen. That's, um, that's quite the experience, I imagine. Yeah, it was very surreal. Mopped a croc. Mopped a croc. Yeah, just another day. And then, yeah, and then I finished, you know, I went to a couple other places in Europe, Amsterdam, which is great, and Copenhagen. Oh, yeah, what did you get up to in uh, Amsterdam? <laughs> 420 somewhere. Yeah, all right. <laughs> Bit of fun there. <laughs> and then I went, went, walked along the canals, as you would call them. Oh, the canals. The canals. <laughs> love, love a canal. 
uh, and also a canal. Hey oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Copenhagen, love that. I could live there. Oh, wow. Okay. If there are any Danish people out there who are willing to adopt me, I'd love it. Maybe they're queen or princess. Oh, yes. That'd be great. I'd love to. Is she well, a queen there yet? Yeah, there's, a, there's a queen there. Fantastic. And the, the royal Tasmanian household. one? Oh, Princess Mary. No. Is that a different country? You know, no, that Quite is there. Country, but yeah, she's, she's there. She's just waiting in the wings. Absolutely. And I saw where they Once she takes over, I imagine Australia takes over Denmark. I think that's how it works. Yeah. And then finally finished up in London where I met a bunch of listeners at the uh, Book Cheat live show that I did, a one-off. Fantastic. So cool. People came up at the end. I've got to say the number one thing people said was, when are Matt and Jess coming back? When can, you, when can you get all three of you back? So I'm just putting it out there. People are very keen in at least London town I'm very, to see I'm, us. I'm very keen. Um, yes. And, uh, yeah, hopefully we can get something together. It's hard to get uh, all of our schedules lining yeah, up. Because right, we're always away traveling or working and doing bits and pieces at the moment. But, but yeah. Um, but rain, um, hail, or shine, the podcast will continue to come at us. We have proven. That's right. <laughs> There's always good uh, understudies waiting in the wings. Anyway, uh, we should probably start everyone's favorite section of the show. I'm so excited to be back. Maybe. I don't know if you can just litter in some details of your trip as we go. Let's do it. Um, But the first thing we like to do, Dave, it's been a while for you, but uh, we normally, this whole section of the show is all about celebrating our fantastic supporters uh, who can you can support us at patreon.com slash pod or dugonpod.com. Thank you so much to everyone that does that. Uh, you know, the show exists because of you and we really appreciate it very much. Um, but there's all sorts of things you get in return for your support. Uh, Dave, what are some of those things? You can get three bonus episodes every single month, which are a lot of fun. There's a mixture of reports and quizzes. And uh, all sorts of different things about Phrasing the Bar podcast, about Brendan Fraser movies. And if you subscribe, as soon as you do so, you get access to over 150 in the back catalogue as well. So plenty of bonus stuff. Be in the Facebook group, which is a lovely place where uh, like-minded people hang out. The nicest thing i got to say at the Book Cheat show was a, it was a great fun, but afterwards meeting so many Patreon people that are now friends, literally people from all over Europe were hanging out together in a bar and I was so having cool. a few beers with people. So, And that's all because of this Facebook group that you can become part of, which is very cool. And also uh, you get access to tickets before anyone else and you vote for the topic. So you literally tell us what we should talk about. So much good stuff on there. And one of the other rewards uh, is on the Sydney Scheinberg level, if you sign up there, you get to give us a fact or quote or a question in a section of the show we like to call fact, quote or question, which has a jingle, I think goes something like this. Fact, quote or question. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, you remember the ding, 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 ding. <laughs> and uh, the way this works is if you're on the Sydney Scheinberg level, you get to give us a fact or quote or a question or a brag or a suggestion or really whatever you like. You also get to give yourself a nickname and then I read them out on the show. Uh, first up this week, we've got one from Roshni Ray, a.k.a. most likely to regret listening to a serial killer episode. <laughs> <laughs> but that's, uh, Matt, uh, your title is most likely to regret reporting uh, on a serial killer episode. Yeah, I, it's funny. I think whenever I do one, I always get messages from people like, going, oh, sorry, you don't have to do it. Sorry, you didn't. I'm, all, I'm like, I wouldn't do it if I wasn't okay with it. Yeah. I do, I'm probably I wear my heart on my sleeve a bit too much about how how upsetting some stuff is, but you know it's what it is. I feel like it'd be weird if it wasn't upsetting. Yeah, I love it, <laughs> um, but I, I mean I still find them very interesting. But I, I, I imagine Ros- Roshni's maybe talking about 
you know, you listen to it and then maybe all of a sudden the dark feels a little bit. Yes, there is. It's a morbid fascination while it's happening. As soon as it finishes, you think, oh, no, why is that thought yeah. in my head? Because, oh. yeah, can I can I get to bed before? That is a hat stand, right? <laughs> oh, no, can I get there before the lights turn out? Roshni, you got to get rid of that hat stand oh. in the corner of your room. Mate. Who's that knocking at my door with a machete? Is that the delivery driver <laughs> delivering the, a machete? Or the raven? <laughs> rap, rap, rapping on my chamber door. <laughs> Nevermore. Uh, quothed the raven. Fantastic use of the uh, word quoth. Big fan of quoth. Uh, anyway, Roshni has got a quote. We don't get a lot of quotes. Love a quote. Uh, Roshni writes, I suppose I'm quoting myself. <laughs> <laughs> Love, Love that. a technicality. Love that. I uh, wanted to say thanks. I started listening to Do Go On when I started medical school and four grueling years later, I've finally graduated. Thank you for all that you guys do. It takes talent and time, and I appreciate all the work you guys put into it. What a beautiful quote. That's a lovely quote, and congratulations. You did it. Medical school. That's very cool. For someone that's graduated medical school to tell us that it takes talent for what we do is <laughs> very funny. Roshni, uh, is medical school, does that make you a doctor? I think there are... Yeah, There's different things. Yeah, you're probably on the ward now, learning in person. Maybe, I don't know how it works, especially different parts of the world, but... Um, Great work uh, either In my way, heart, Roshni. you're definitely already a doctor and you're at least well on the way, if not already a doctor. Congratulations. Congratulations, that's Roshni. so cool. If that's what you're going for. Yeah. Not yeah. your value, but also very cool. Uh, and thank you so much for that beautiful quote. Next one comes from Mark Wen. Okay, official do-go-on geologist. Suck it, Kevin, in brackets. <laughs> Sorry, Kevin. Sorry, Kevin. And uh, Mark's written a question, which is, I love certain phrases you each often say and wait to hear them each week. For Jess, it's, what am I like? <laughs> Matt, as the feminist of the podcast. And Dave, boof. <laughs> <laughs> My question is, what are your favorite phrases from each other? Oh, love the podcast. Hope you come to Canada someday and I can finally go to a live show. Oh, man. We really, I mean, I don't, I, I shouldn't say it because I've said it and been wrong so many times, but we think 2023 that's right. is our North American year final. The last time you said that, you caused a worldwide <laughs> pandemic. So that's on you, mate. We were so close up we in so 2020. Close. About oh to God. lodge the application for a visa and all sorts of things. Um, favorite phrase. Jess doesn't say it much anymore, but I love, still love a good year. Oh, a good year. Fantastic. I love a good year. Yeah, I, I occasionally try and bring it back, but. <laughs> yeah, you get shut down. She does not like it when I say it. Hey, it's so not your place. Like, move on, Matt. It's um, not your place. Yeah, no, it's, it's one of those ones I'm, they're never really front of mind, but I. Um, do you do enjoy uh, when we're on the road quoting me saying, just a bit of fun? Just a bit of fun. I love, yeah, big fan of that. You love saying that. That's a good one. Uh, remember my famous catchphrase that really caught on when I say, isn't it nice to be alive? Or something <laughs> <Yeah>. like that. <laughs> um, trying to think, oh, what about, I had one and now I've absolutely lost it that you say. Oh, uh, gentleman never shits. Would you try and cram in at any? <laughs> well, something you got to remember is a gentleman never shits. I, I thought that was I just is such a funny idea to me. You know, anything that a gentleman never does, well, a gentleman would never. But to be something, something that's obviously gross, but obviously also <laughs> humanly impossible, I think. I mean, maybe Roshni might have learned about this in medical school. Maybe there's a loophole somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> One of my favorites, and I know it's controversial. A lot of people love it, which we've heard from, and you are the pioneer of us referencing a little website 
called wikipedia.org. <laughs> yeah. And any time you say a .org, I really enjoy that. Okay, I can't remember where that started. It was a bit of fun. I think I might have even started on primates. But you just started saying .org. .org. That's funny. And I think I've started saying uh, wikipedia.org. <laughs> even better. Soon it's just going to be a judge. George. Thank you very much, Mark. Hopefully that was satisfying. Uh, what's any other bop ones? There's so many things I love, but I just none of them are coming into my brain. Yes. Um, I find it funny when Jess refers to me as a little boy. A little boy. <laughs> that makes me laugh. <laughs> uh, not a value. Very good not one. Not a value. From Bop Art. Uh, next one comes from Shay, a.k.a. Secretary of Bops and all those who never got a nickname's dynasty. <laughs> Secretary of Bops dynasty. But in brackets in between there, and all those who never got a nickname. Because remember, Bob, Jess wasn't happy that she didn't have a great nickname, and now she's got multiple Bob, little right. skipper on her other podcast. So dream big. Shay, if you've never had a, a good nickname, you know, it could happen. Yeah. Be- about, I was going to say don't force it, but then Jess did ask to be called Bop and it's mm. worked, so maybe you should force it. And I, I think of you as Cobra now, and you forced that. Thank you so much. Uh, what about uh, Muffle? Shay Mful. <laughs> giving Shay a little nickname there. Where does that come from? Shameful. Mful. Oh, okay. So she's provided, well, they've provided the Shay. Mm. We've added pro- the Mful. Mful. I think that is awful. I mean, Mful. <laughs> <laughs> That's some of your best work. Uh, hey, just a bit boy, no bad ideas. Um, Shay has a fact writing. Hope this hasn't already been submitted. But Catherine Howard, fifth wife of Henry VIII, while locked away in a tower awaiting death, requested the block she'd been uh, she'd be beheaded on, so that she might know how to place herself, because she was so nervous about being beheaded, which is about the saddest and wildest fact I've learnt. Wow! Gosh, that's awful, isn't it? So you want to like? She requested the block. Get a good look at the block. I really want. I don't want to muck this up. Oh, my God. Is that why they call it blocking when you're working out the stage pro- yes. movements? Yeah, that's Catherine Howard started Got to block this show. Got to block this out. So I'll walk up. I'll bow to the crowd, obviously, wave my right hand. I'll place my head here and then uh, you know the rest. I don't think I've heard that before, Shay. I've never heard that fact. It, it is, is that, that's grim. That's a grim fact. Is that grim? Confirmed. Yeah. But it also it's so endearing somehow to Catherine. Mm. Isn't that weird? I'm like. I don't want to mess this up. Oh. I don't I don't want to embarrass myself on the You block. were too good for Henry VIII. I think they all were. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Uh, thank you very much for that fact, Shay. And finally this week from Siraj Pyrrhus. Uh, you say Pyrrhus like penis. That's how I still... Siraj told me that once. Siraj Penis. Pyrrhus. Pyrrhus Penis. Okay, fantastic. Pyrrhus. Siraj is one of the people that's catching up within the, the London bar. Oh, so good. I, I don't know how he does it, but Siraj seems to be at all, every live show. I pop up somewhere in the world, he'll be there. I really, I think he's got porthole technology. Yeah. Or, you know, like, uh, what do you call it? Where you zap through a thing and you end up somewhere else. I like porthole technology. <laughs> <laughs> is that what it's called? Yeah, sure. Sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> 
I was thinking that maybe he's got like some sort of uh, diplomatic immunity, multiple passports. Diplomatic immunity. Is <laughs> <laughs> that Jason Statham? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> right. Jason Statham was in uh, Lethal Weapon. Diplomatic immunity. Immunity. <laughs> I don't speak real turn, good. And then he turns a key. Oh, it's immunity. a key phone. He puts the key in the ear of someone yeah, and then turns killed, it. Yeah. And it like sm- Sorry, it Judge. It's a judge. Okay. Sorry, judge. I've got diplomatic immunity. And then he kills him with a kid. But then does he start going, starts doing the engine noise. Yes. As they're dying. <laughs> anyway, Siraj, aka bingo enthusiast and real piece of shit, has offered a fact, which is dolphins identify their friends by their special whistles and the taste of their piss. <laughs> <laughs> What a great use of the dot, dot, dot. <laughs> a fantastic use of the dot, and dot, And does the piss yes, come Raj. from their extra special whistle? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's, this, that's what I'm calling up. Sorry, i got to go have a special whistle. <laughs> got to go uh, give the one-eyed whistle or something. Do you know, when I was in China, the, one of the tour guys told us that they sometimes refer to going to the bathroom as singing a song. Oh, yeah. Because back in the day, they... Gentlemen, the, don't shit. General doesn't shit, and also the toilets didn't have locks on the door. So to let someone know you're in there, you just you just, la 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 taking I'm a shit, spinning around. <laughs> Get out of my <laughs> way. Uh, what is that? <laughs> Kylie. Kylie. It's yeah. always funny the song that comes to mind. Um, thank you very much, Siraj, Shay, Mark, and Roshni. Piss whistle. Piss whistle. Uh, another thing we like to do is uh, thank another bunch of our great supporters. Uh, normally with a bit of a game based on the topic at hand, Jess normally comes up with the topic of the game. Dave, do you have any any thoughts car here? Car related. Can we give them a make of car or something? I don't know. You tell me. I wasn't here for the episode. What was some of the... Mm, um, so, yeah. So the manu- car manufacturers, um, people came from, from all around the world. Um, <laughs> this is good stuff. We give them a car. Um, we could. Uh, oh, this. Oh, what about a phrase? <laughs> there was something that later in the episode which we were really enjoying. Was one of the guys when he got angry, he'd say he he'd be like, "I'm so angry I could eat nails." <laughs> so maybe they're they're so angry they could, <laughs> and whatever it is, that's fun. Uh, Did he eat nails? I don't think Damn, so. Okay. But. Well, I mean, if we take his word for it, then yeah, I guess he did. Um, so if I, maybe I'll, we'll go one for one. How about that, Dave? Mano e mano. I'll read the name out and I'll say, is so mad that they could and you say the thing. All right? Bit of stream of consciousness stuff here. First up, I'd love to thank from Western Supermare. I think there's that where, I think that might be where John Cleese is from. Really? Listen to his autobiography not too long ago. Oh, fantastic. Western Supermare uh, in Great Britain. I'd love to thank Jake Middleton, who is so mad he could... Win a pillow fight. (laughs) (laughs) That's mad. That's mad. That's mad. And when I say win, I mean kill the other opponents. Yeah, with a pillow. Freaking hell, that's mad. Oh, my gosh. That's mad. That's bad. That's Jake Middleton from Western Supermare. Supermare. I love that. Never heard of it. I love it. So now I'm going yeah, next. Now you go, yeah. Okay, I would like to thank uh, from Kensington in Victoria. This is all one word, this name. Amanda Geddon. 
Amanda Geddon. Amanda Geddon is so mad they could punch themselves in the face. <laughs> that's mad. That's mad. That's mad. That's that's so mad it's stupid. <laughs> it's pretty stupid, man. <laughs> Normally when you're mad, you are a bit stupid, I think. Um, all right. I'd love to thank from Mount Vernon in God's country, Ohio, in the United States. It's Old Friend. Old Friend is so mad they could... Eat a six-pack of yogurt. Whoa, that's mad. Is that too much? Without even snapping them off. Like the containers are still there. Ripped off the top and just going spoon, 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 spoon. I'm angry. Spoon, spoon. Until it's gone. Jeez, that's angry. That's such a vivid image of an angry person. That's that's anger. Old friend. Maybe you need to talk to. Yeah, a new friend. A new friend. I think so. I would like to thank now from Los Angeles, the city of angels in California. It's Emily Keane. Emily Keane. These names are so nice. <laughs> yeah, they're making so angry. Emily Keane, so mad she could scull a full bottle of hot English mustard. No. Yes. Grey Poupon? Grey Poupon. Oh, my goodness. I think that's a different thing, but... A grey poupon chaser. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, not, yeah, I'm still angry. Better get some grey poupon. <laughs> Emily Keane. That's angry and also ill-advised. Yeah. It's sort of, it's just like, it tastes like yellow wasabi. Yeah. I reckon. I don't know if I'd, I wonder if I could tell the difference. We're in a blindfold test. All the right. colour is stands out. Okay, but in a blindfold test you have to eat. A bottle of this and then a bottle of yeah, that. Say so which one was bottle. which? <laughs> um. uh, I would love to thank from Ascot Vale right here in Melbourne, Australia, Color Blues. Color Blues are so angry they could smash a guitar. Oh. But a very expensive one. Really? Not that they, they forgot to get the switch the yeah, prop one? Yeah, there was like there's two there. They're like, I'm so angry. I don't know. I'll just grab this one. It's their grandpa's old one from 1949. Oh, no. They smashed it. No, no, Whoops. no. Next to it was a plastic one, so you really could have told, should have told the difference, but when you're angry, <laughs> you know, you just, you go, blind rage. Yeah, the other one had, it's a, I can't think of a toy company. Hasbro. Hasbro. Written Hasbro on written on the side. Gibson or Hasbro. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. I'm so mad. I'm smashing the Gibson. <laughs> I'd like to thank, um, from the Netherlands. I believe this is. Oh, where you were recently. What was your f- what funnest experience in the Netherlands, apart from obviously the brownies you probably had? <laughs> <laughs> I met up with my, my um, uh, dad's uncle, so my great uncle. He's lived in Amsterdam for over 50 years, and I caught up with him. That was... Just on the run from? So, um, well, I'd rather not say. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just, uh, he just went over to a trip... To Europe when he was in his twenties, oh, never and came back. Loved it so much, he That's just mo- moved over there. That's so um, and I've seen him a few times because he's come out to Australia before, but I've never been over over there before. So it was, yeah, great to catch up for for a beer. And then also, uh, there's a place there that sold basically exclusively apple pie. Oh wow! So I had to go there, Cafe Winkle. Oh, cool. what a lovely city! It's it was just nice, very walkable, very nice. Yeah, um, all the canals and love a canal. I saw the OCs there and it was such a great gig. The OCs? Yeah. Cool. Um, but this person uh, isn't from oh. Amsterdam. They're from... <laughs> Did you not even get to their name? No, I just said Netherlands. <laughs> uh, it's from Ensheed. I'm definitely almost saying that incorrectly. I apologize to Nor 
Skiaboom. Nor Skiaboom. Holy shit, that's a fantastic name. Oh my goodness, it's so good, isn't it? Nor Skiaboom. So mad they could take the top bunk and piss (laughs) (laughs) all night on (laughs) drizzling down on the person below who wronged them. And are they like, is the, the Wii going up and then down like a fountain that's <laughs> dripping through? That's how mad they are. <laughs> it's funny, like all these sentences, you never know where they're going to end. I never, You never expect them to end yeah, there. I, I appreciate that. Uh, thank you so much, Nor. Uh, I'd also love to thank from, address unknown, can only assume from deep within the fortress of the mole, it's Katie Tipton. Katie Tipton is so freaking angry that they could slap an entire AFL team. Whoa. Slap them one after the other. Smack. We're talking about 18 players on the field or we're talking about the four on the bench as well? And four, the, and the sub? Plus, plus the sub, plus the coach, plus the assistant coach. Holy shit. That's how mad. Obviously, it's an AFL-related anger. So the, the senior assistant, not the other line coaches? No, and the water boy is being left alone okay. because he, he's done it. You know, he suffered enough. Yeah. <laughs> Katie Tipton. I think you got to talk to someone. You're going to get a sore hand. Yeah. Slapping them all. Yeah, you will, they'll be regret. Slapping sense. You're going to have slap regret for sure. Yeah, absolutely. But, I don't know, maybe it inspires them to, you know, pull their socks up next season. Actually make the, make the eight. <laughs> you know? Who else should we thank you, Dave? Oh, oh, we're going now to Glasgow. We love, we love Scotland. Did you and get to Scotland? No, no. Only a few days in London this time. But I'd love to go back to Scotland. Anytime, anytime I'll go there. I tell you about the time I met this lovely Glaswegian man on my travels. I think I was in, might have even been in Prague. We shared a, a maybe a hostel room or something. And he was so nice. And he shared had, a bunk bed, pissed on him. <laughs> and he, um, he had this hat that he traveled around with and he gave it to me. And I was so dumb. Just, I'm like, oh, I'll take, I'll, I'm going to, he was like, come stay with me. When you're in Glasgow, I'm like, great. He's like, should while you're traveling, get a few photos with the the hat around the place. I'm like, oh, fantastic. So I took a few and then we're drunk one night drinking, you know, being a bit silly. And <laughs> Drunk drinking, do you know what that is? Yes. And then uh, one of my friends, well, for some reason, was naked and he took a photo covering his uh, chop with the hat. <laughs> And I, Must have been a big hat, 10-gallon. It was a 10-gallon hat, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I thought it was a, a bit of fun, you know. Th- you know the yeah, it sounds silly, but yeah. A bit of silly fun. what you're doing. We're all 22-year-olds or whatever. Yeah. And then um, so I went to Salem and showed him the photos and he was like, he was disgusted. No. <laughs> did, you, did he expect the hat back? Yeah, he didn't want it back after that, and oh, so you were meant to take some photos and then give the hat back. I right? don't. Yeah, I can't. Rem- I can't remember if he was explaining, but I had it. Still had it, and he's like, "I don't want it back. And Hat's ruined. And You've ruined the hat." And is it ruined the? Re- I think like, about it all the time. Did it sour the relationship between? I the think two it of you? did. Yeah, I think it might have. Because were there a few other photos like, "Oh, here we are from yeah, the Eiffel Tower. Yeah, fantastic, yeah, that's right. yeah. very innocent, nice, yeah. and then covering it." His dick and your... Oh, yeah. So it's, why, why was he so uptight, do you think? Uh, I don't know. I mean, I can sort of get it. He's, yeah. he, he just thought it was a... He, we were just on different wavelengths. I don't want it back. <laughs> That's the but point. it just breaks my heart to think no, about it. No, he's so upset. Oh, why'd you do that? 
Yeah, oh, I'm sorry. I thought I thought you'd find it funny. Well, I wonder if this person from Glasgow would find it funny. It's Ben Oliver. Ben Oliver was so mad <laughs> uh, that he punched a hole through a hat, Mary oh, Poppins wow. style. <laughs> You know, he'd lost it. He'd, he'd quit the bank <laughs> like Mary Poppins' dad or whoever it was. <laughs> Remember that bit? Yeah. He was like at a bowler hat or a top hat and he punched a hole in They're it. the best kind of hats to punch a hole through. Oh, yeah. Made a great sound. Try to punch a hole through the, you know, the cap you're wearing now. Impossible. No. Good no. luck. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much, Ben. And uh, finally, I'd love to thank from Wanganui in New Zealand... Uh, Amy Holly Kojus. Amy, so angry that they built the world's largest sandcastle. Whoa. That's, you know, sometimes you're so angry, you're like, I'm just, I've got to do something. So they just start digging. That's a quiet, intense yep. rage. Yep. And then th- they saw the sand. Amy's like, I've, I've been digging. There's a few tons of sand there. All right. I'll shape this into something. Yeah. Still furious. Yeah. And, um, and it stood the test of time, actually. Huh. Still there. A testament to rage. Yeah. Uh, fair enough, too, Amy. Um, I'd love to get back to New Zealand. I've never been. Oh, I'd love man, to go. I love New Zealand. I want to go back. Maybe we could do a gig there. I would love to do a gig there. Can we, Dave? Okay. We're doing one these ones in Brisbane. Uh, if You know, if they turn out to be fun, maybe we can, you know, we've got a bit of flexibility. Take the show on the road. Bit of comedy in a one of our pods or something, um, but I think Jess will be keen too. Hopefully, Jess is just she's the only one who's got real work anymore. Yeah, that's <laughs> or like right. like tied to a time. Dave and I still do real work, but we're, it's just a bit more flexible. And we're men of leisure. <laughs> um, anyway, thank you so much to Amy, Ben, Katie, Nor, Kala, Emily, old friend. Amanda Geddon and Jake. And the last thing we do, Dave, I don't know if you recall this, we welcome some people into the Triptych Club. Absolutely. Now, do you know how the Triptych Club works? It's been a little while, but I believe these are the people that have been on the shout-out level for three consecutive years, never dropped off, and for their unwavering support, we welcome them into a Hall of Fame slash club slash nightclub slash restaurant slash whatever you want it to be, uh, a clubhouse. Yeah. Bar, pub. You've got lifetime membership. Absolutely. And uh, you can get a, there's a tattoo parlor out back if you want to ink the celebration. Yeah. Obviously you don't have to, but a, a bunch of people have, which is quite cool. And Mr. Heggie, one of the greatest tattoo artists in the world, is already a member, I believe. So He's um, out the back. But he's, he's not on the clock. No, no. Nor should he be. But he, he might appreciate it if you want to show him. Yeah, check this out. Check this out. Check this out. This is what, I, what I got. What do you think? And he, as far as I know, will be kind. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's shit. <laughs> Next. I don't know what Mr. Heggie looks like or sounds like. No. But we know what he acts like and it's a gentleman. Hey, yeah. Hey, that's fucking lovely. <laughs> I'm not sure where anything is from. Goes, and, goes. I believe he's... Uh, oh, that's fucking lovely. Operating out of Brighton. Oh, Brighton. Uh, Nick Caves. <laughs> that's my only fact about it. Um, beautiful pier. Love the pier. My goodness. Uh, anyway, so we've got two inductees this week, Dave. Uh, Fantastic. Normally, Jess has got a drink behind the bar that's you know a cocktail based on the on the episode. Did you, what what is the race of the century cocktail, Dave? 
Uh, it's oil. Okay. Mixed with vodka. What are you talking, Valvoline? Yeah. Oh, you, know what I mean. you know what I mean? Oh, I know what you mean. Uh, it's, it's, a little, it's a tiny bit of oil, like enough that you could get the taste of it, but it's not going to kill you. Then it's got uh, some very cheap vodka and it's topped up with cola. Beautiful. So hopefully, you know, get it in you. And, and we call it the uh, the engine rever. Yeah. Trevor's engine revers. <laughs> Trevor's engine revers. <laughs> so we That's call beautiful. it. Trevor behind the bar, of course. Trevor Marmalade. Uh, what else do we normally do? You've normally booked a band? I've normally booked a band. Yeah. Uh, and I have booked the band, the New York Dolls. Whoa. So. In honor of New York, the. New York's. So, or was that a coincidence? Uh, absolutely. It's always a coincidence. <laughs> it's always a coincidence. Um, but yeah, can you believe I've got the New York Dolls on the bill? I oh, like you slipped up there. No, though. I met them. I actually met them uh, in Copenhagen. What? I said, can you do a little gig for us? I said, no The worries. New York Dolls were in Copenhagen. Yeah. I think, am I right in thinking one of the New York Dolls was in uh, A Very Murray Christmas? Oh my, you would know because you're Watch probably the you. only person on earth who's seen them all at once. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Big fan. Um, that is funny. Let's see. David Johansson. This is the guy I was thinking. Yeah, he was. That's the main. main. He's best known as a member of the seminal proto-punk band, the New York Dolls. He, yeah, he's. He plays the barman. He sings a little bit. Or maybe he could come back behind the bar with Trevor. <gasps> oh, my God. Guest appearance. Fantastic. Um, so <laughs> New thing. We have to talk about who's behind the bar. <laughs> it gets longer and longer. Uh, so, but it's going to be a great night out. Going to be a great night out. Great night out. And so the way this works is I'm on the door. I'm going to lift the velvet rope. I've got a clipboard. I've got a door list. Only two names on it this week. I'm going to call them out. Uh, if your name is read out, run in. Everyone who's already in is there clapping along, chanting your name. Dave's up on stage. He's hosting the evening uh, before the New York Dolls play the after party. Yeah, of course. Every great band needs a great MC. So uh, Dave's going to hype you up as you come in, and he does a beautiful job of it. And as Jess isn't here, I'm going to boost Dave up as Thank you. Appreciate it, honestly. Honestly, I've been away for a little week, so I need to work back in positivity and courage. All right. So are you ready to go? Absolutely. First up from, and we've just heard from them, from Seattle in Washington, the United States, home of Dr. Fraser Crane. It's Roshni Ray. Roshni Ray's the roof. <laughs> and from Austin, Texas, stay weird, it's <laughs> Brian Wharton. Oh, Wharton, here's a who. <laughs> that is <laughs> Wharton, here's a who. That's pretty good. Yeah. But, I mean, what does it mean in a hyped up way? <laughs> um, okay. Um, Brian. Brian. What about what? Wharton, here's a boo, yeah. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. Wharton, here's a boo, yeah. <laughs> I thought I don't know if that's good. But it's harder than it looks. Yeah. Uh, it's difficult. Welcome in, Brian and Roshni. Thanks so much for joining us. Make yourselves at home grab yourselves a drink from trevor absolutely trevor's revers i think that brings us to the end of the episode dave the longest one we've ever done wow by quite a margin and i was I here for about eight percent of it so <laughs> yeah. thank you so much for having me back appreciate that if people want to get in contact with us matt where can they where can they do that uh well there's a, a beautiful new website we've got uh that our a great web designer put together called dogoon.com. No, dogoonpod.com. Dogoonpod.com, absolutely. And uh, we've also got an email address, dogoonpod at gmail.com. Uh, we're dogoonpod on all social medias. Yeah. Apart from TikTok for some reason, I think Jess opted for dogoonpodcast. Did someone get dogoonpod? 
I'm not sure. I just think Jess thought TikTok, they're a bit more sophisticated. Uh, yes, for sure. Like that was, I've signed up for TikTok. I haven't put, put anything on there, but I was annoyed because uh, at Dave Warnicky, which is what I'm on and everything was taken. Really? Like, God damn it. Are they using then it? Then I, uh, yeah, I tried to look into it and then I realized that it was me. I <laughs> yeah. took it six months earlier. So <laughs> I was going to say, got I know what the Dave Warnicky's are. Got the handle. I think I've also got Dave.Warnicky just in case. That's good to have a backup there. Um, yeah, so uh, get involved wherever you can. Uh, you can buy some merchandise. We've got hoodies and other bibs and bobs. That's right. Do we sell bibs? No, I don't. We do think sell we do bobs. Sell bibs. But there's we stickers, just... there's mugs, there's t shirts, there's sweats. Yeah. All sorts of stuff through you the website. Buy, you can pay for Dave's sweat. Absolutely. Little little vial of Dave's sweat. By and it mill. is vile. Oh, I'll yeah. I'll tell you that. <laughs> but it will make you live longer, so it's worth worth the swallow. Uh, thank you so much for yeah listening to the show, supporting the show. I'll be back next week with my first report in a long, long time. Been oh. cooking this one up, been voted for by the Patreon supporters. So very excited to be back in the studio. Thank you so much. But until then, I'll say thank you and goodbye. Laters. Uh- Just just to see what it's like. Because you might be a con man, get conned once and be like, oh. And then you, once, then you can do it. Shame on me. Yeah. Yeah. Can't get conned again. <laughs> <laughs> Timely reference. Uh, can't get conned again. <laughs> gets so, I'm, just, I'm never not finding that funny. Yeah, he gets so, like, he just, he gets so <laughs> lost in it. <laughs> I think we've had some great prime ministers for like um sculling beer. Well and just and <laughs> putting their foot in their mouths at yeah. times. Like Tony Abbott at that time said something about being the uh suppository of knowledge. It's <laughs> good stuff. There's been some classics. Yeah, yeah. I think Abbott had a lot of them. Yeah. But America <laughs> just keeps giving. Yeah. yeah. All of the presidents in my lifetime I, and the current one. Man, some of those clips <laughs> are wild. Yeah. Where you're like, what? What's happening? <laughs> What's happening? Well, the videos, I've seen people say that a lot of them start, they speak like they're being fed words through an earpiece of someone who's watching them talk. Yeah. yeah. So it, and that, and it does. They're always like two words behind in what they're saying. Right. It sounds like the oh, person, someone's watching them and then giving them the lines. Oh, I mean, I do this podcast, edit it, and I still have so many flubs that make it through. Doing it live all the time when you're always on camera, I would gaff nonstop every day. I'd mm. be, I'd gaff so hard all time, all, yeah. all time, like <laughs> all time. George w. <laughs> all time you'd gaff. Yeah. Good example. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I just, I find it, it is pretty fun. But yeah, I would be hopeless trying to yeah. talk on record all the time. It's hard. But, the, yeah, apart from, you know, obviously a lot of world leaders do bad things all the time. Mm. If, if you I take that, that out of the equation, fuck the American presidents have been entertaining. At <laughs> <laughs> he died like a dog. That's one of my favourites from Trump. That's a Trump? Oh, that's great. <laughs> oh, God. What? Who was he talking about? Um, that's a great question. A war hero or something? No, 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 no. no. Like a, yeah, an enemy. Okay. At the time where he, this was pre-presidency, when he was tweeting about how Robert Patterson should leave Kirsten Stewart. Oh, that's great! Kirsten oh my Stewart. god, yeah, that's he, so funny. He was just—he did so many tweets about him being like, "She'll <laughs> really? do it again, man. You got to get it." <laughs> that's 
<laughs> so funny. Wait, were they together or is he talking about the characters in the movie? No, when they were together and then she cheated on him. Would have been way better if he thought Twilight was real. No, I think it had just come out that she cheated on him and he was like, Robert has to get out of that situation. Once a cheater, always a cheater. Snow White and the Huntsman era. Where Kirsten Stewart and the director of the film had an affair. Donald Trump was weighing in heavily. Mm. Was it Biden who forgot Morrison's name? Yeah. Is it that? Oh, no. Yeah. That. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, good on you, that fella over there. <laughs> Interesting. Incredible. Someone forgot Albo's name the other week. Yeah. I think it was Biden. No, I thought <laughs> no, that was, it was somebody else. Uh, oh, Trudeau. Was Trudeau. it Trudeau? But, so why mean, not just say Mr. Prime Minister or something? Say mate. Mate is so handy. Yeah, mate. That's, you know, it feels like holding out a little, like, Again, I'm never, I'm never more anxious, I don't think, in my whole life than the start of doing podcasts with guests. People I know really well, I just, I get, I, I get so nervous about fucking up your names. Yeah, that's fair enough. Well, you Every didn't introduce time. today's episode. Just, I, I just introduced you, though, and I, I'm like, mm. fuck. I want you to know that you could get my name wrong to my face and I'd... I'd be fine. I would, I would never also, correct. I, I would, would never also correct. be. I'm no. often fine, but I, would, I still just feel, <laughs> I don't know, mortified mm. somehow. When I've worked other jobs and you have to say your name over the phone or whatever, people will be like, I spoke to a cat today. And I'm like, yes, you did. Yep. That was me. Uh-huh. <laughs> yep. And I get to be someone else. For, I, yes. It's exciting. They're like, are you Kathy? Did I speak to you? I'm like, 100%. <laughs> sure did. Yep. My name's Kathy. I'm often Max. Max. Which I like. I get that's Jeff. Fun. So that's not good. <laughs> my name's Jeff. Yeah, my name's Jeff. One time I spoke to a customer, I answered the phone and I said, you're speaking with Jess. And they said, what was your name? And I said, Jess. And he goes, Catherine, was it? And what? I went, yep. <laughs> that's, a, that's a leap. Were you talking to Biden? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hello, I, Mr. President. This is Jess speaking. <laughs> Catherine, yes. Yes. Uh, I, think it's, I think it's nice for Australia to see that because I think occasionally uh, the, the, the news will show our Prime Minister meeting with the President yeah. and be trying to make it out like they're equals. <laughs> <laughs> and it's good that quite regularly they'll show that that is not That's the case. That's not the case. Well, they're We're never minnows. at our house. It's always, oh, come to mine. It's like, oh, do you want to come over? Nah, my oh, house is bigger. Actually, I'd, I would love to, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mum says, well, it's just because we got the big TV and the Xbox is here. So, like, we could go to yours, but, like, if you wanted to play what, Xbox, you'd have to come what to What would mine. we do at your shitty little boring house? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess we, like, you've got the Wii, yeah? Like, yeah. did you want to play Wii? We could. <laughs> it's just that, like, Wii hasn't been relevant for, like, ten years. So, if you want, like, the nostalgia element, sure, but if you want a good game. I still think the of pool. the Wii as uh, <laughs> new futuristic technology. <laughs> wow. And it is, buddy. Yeah, okay, it's great. so fun, isn't it? And they've it's got like, this at the home. Yeah. Oh. It's like bowling, but on the TV, but it feels like you're bowling in real yeah, life. Yeah, you can do a little Wii Fit, step up on the little yeah. on the platform. That's fun. Ever wanted a machine to tell you you're obese? Yeah. <laughs> Does it really? Oh, yeah. you are. Yeah. Everybody is. <laughs> Compared to those, well, the characters on there don't have necks or arms. They've got hands. It, like, they got little it balls pops out. Hands. So, like, you sit on the little Wii thing and it, like, has your little me and then you put in your height and everything that it weighs you and if you account it as obese, it gives you, like, it gives you a little tummy. Yeah. Oh, that's great. And it's based on BMI, which is definitely real and should be taken. Um, <laughs> yeah, it takes uh, all the important health factors into account. Yeah, yeah not just they also do phrenology it's, or it's whatever all that, encompassing. that head. Yeah, so you, you, you hold the two Wii remotes either side of your temple <laughs> yeah. and then it tells you how big your brain is. And then it makes your head big or small. Yeah, <laughs> elephants are geniuses on Wii. <laughs> <laughs> 
Uh, but they are obese. They are definitely <laughs> obese. That's right. Bloop. <laughs> Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.